Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Featuring the new easy-to-sanitize threaded diffusion stone. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops. You're scaring me. (laughs) I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. It's some sugary water. Throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's It's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. I think our intro is still a burning man. Welcome to Max Headroom. Yeah. Please, the Lady Gaga remix. Gaga. Gaga is how you pronounce it. It is. Yeah. Is that where you did you hear hear her say that? Well, no. You just know. Yeah, well, I figured, you know, yeah, it's the European, you know, us Americans are so ignorant. <laughs> Must not know. Right, we don't it's know. Gaga. It's Gaga. I didn't know. Yeah, well, you, you know. Glad I know now. Feel, I feel real bad all those times. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Called that idiot the wrong name. Well, she's asked you a couple times to, to you know, talk to her, but you won't. Right. She keeps asking to do the show. I keep just hitting ignore. Should I take the call? No, right? Uh... Does she put out? She looks like she puts out. She, she does, does show if she puts out. She came out in the in the media a few years ago and just goes, "Yeah, I sleep around." That a girl. Yeah, with yeah. That, she could do the show with that face. You got to, I guess. It'd be the best after show we've ever had. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or the worst. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Our after show is full of wieners all the time. It is. It is. <laughs> be great to. I don't know. I think Lady Gaga might have a wiener herself, though. She freaks me out sometimes. As long as you move it out of the way, it's fine. <laughs> Is that the rule? Yeah. As long as it's after midnight and you move it out of the way? Yep. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, all right. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Put it that way. All right. Got a great show uh, planned for you today. Jeff Bagby from Pizza Port is on the program. 
Sometimes I wonder how it how we've gone so long interview <laughs> not interviewing certain people. Yeah. Jeff Bagby's one of them. Yeah, uh, I know that Moscow occasionally sends me an email when he's booking, and he and the email starts like this: Really. You've never interviewed Deschutes before? Well, I just figure I must have missed it when I went through the archives. Yeah. Because there's no way. So, happy to have Jeff Bagby on the line. You know, I've been watching him and his team win Great American Beer Festival Awards for a long time now. Very common to hear their names. Yeah. Fun to watch him go on stage, too. Uh, Bagby just wears his pajamas to the Great American Beer Festival. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Kindred spirit, Jay. Yeah, it's true. I'm just like, see, if they would let me do that here, I'd do the same thing. Jamas. That's where it's at. If they would let me hear. <laughs> I have to do nice things when I'm with the Brewers Association. So we got Jeff Bagby uh, from Pizza Port on. So if you have questions about great beer and hoppy beer and complex beer, and you know what? Questions for a guy who's been in the industry for a long time and really, he's one of these guys that you're going to find out has worked his way up the ranks, too. He didn't just uh, stumble across a good job. He's worked for several different companies, including White Labs, Stone, um, you're going to find out that he started out as uh, a delivery driver for Stone and ended up, now he's director of brewing operations at Pizza Port, you know, so many years later. So uh, he's just a good success story in the beer world, and I'm happy to be able to talk to him. Moscow, another good booking on your part. So we'll be talking to Jeff Bagby just, uh, you know, about 20 minutes or so from now. And uh, if you got questions, 888-401-BEER, that's the phone number. And uh, Moscow is in the chat room today. I'm sorry to do that to you uh, one week after Bevo's retirement, uh, or at least maternity leave, she calls it. Replaced. <clears throat> if you hadn't said anything, they might not even notice with the big belly and the boobs I'm rocking. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You had to open your mouth. Yeah, except that uh, I have a feeling you'll pay attention to what's going on in the chat. Hmm? <laughs> So I went into my, here's, I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to Bevo about this later. Not that it matters now that she's on maternity leave, but I probably should have done it earlier. Uh-oh. Well, I go into my history on my, my computer over there, you know, to make sure all the porn's not there, you know. And I find out that uh, Bevo spent like three hours last week just scrolling through Target.com. She's looking for vacations to Vancouver. That's not like, the Bevo I know. Baby thing. There's like a hundred different websites in a in the three-hour period, and I'm thinking... When the fuck were you watching the chat room? <laughs> no wonder I had to keep saying, Bevo, the phone's ringing. And what's the point in having a call screener if I'm the one who has to stop in the middle of my interview and go, oh, hang on, Zane Lamprey. I know you're giving me good bits right now, but no. Bevo, answer the phone. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. I find that you always find this shit out after the employee leaves. You find dildos under the desk and you find... <laughs> You find, I mean, I would have been happy if I found porn on the on the history. Yeah, at least you would have been doing something productive. <laughs> something that I that would have turned me on. Right. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, that's what she's into. Yeah. Oh. That, might, <laughs> yeah. that might have even been better than her monitoring the chat. Like, oh, man. Right. <laughs> can't even focus on the live show because he's so busy she's looking so at porn. so into porn. That's hot. I would have liked that. But no. Target.com. <laughs> well. Shit just pisses me off. When you need a cheap bed runner. You know, you might as well go to Target. At least she's being frugal. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's she another difference you won't notice with me in the chat room. <laughs> right. Moscow's on frugal.com, actually, right now. Frugaljew.com. Frugal.jew. We have our own prefix now. <laughs> I like that. Now. You're just telling us about it now. You've probably had it for years, you Jews. That's how the internet actually started. <laughs> All right, so I'm happy to have Jeff Bagby on here. Moscow is in the chat room now, and uh, he'll take your questions for the time being uh, until we get at, until we get that sorted out. I got to get us some new call screeners in here. 
I think we're going to get a rotating uh, group of call screeners just to keep us entertained. That and to find out who's good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, Tasty, we went to NCHF this week, huh? We did, yes. That's the NorCal Homebrewers Festival, and uh, I haven't been back to that in, in three years. And I remembered why I like to go so much. God damn it, that's a fun festival. Yeah, it's just a ton of good beer. You start about noon, you drink till 2 in the morning. It's yeah, great. that is the tough part. I went up on Thursday, and I thought, well, I, I want to go Thursday so I can take it easy and, and, and relax. <laughs> well, I went down to see if Paxton needed any help cooking. I know he was there um, Thursday. He did need help, but I didn't actually offer him any of my help because uh, I'm too lazy. So I ended up, though, uh, I, I helped... F- film some stuff he was um uh, uh burying a pig and putting another pig on a spit yeah which i don't know why we have to call it things like that why can't we call it like a rotisserie like they do when it's a chicken because i think rotisserie denotes automation i see why spit uh i don't know we know the Did history it freak you out? moscow look up the history of a spit for me I just don't like it. I think that when you when it comes to food, I don't need to hear the word spit involved. <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyhow. Like calling a paper plate a crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why yeah. Don't, uh, can you get me another crap, please? Right. My, my crap is tearing. I need another one. I need a bigger crap. You've given me so much food, I need a bigger crap. <laughs> right. You know, I, it's, uh, you don't do that, do no. you? But you? But apparently, when you put a pig on a spit, you go ahead yeah. and do that. That's fine. Well, why not? So they put this pig on the spit about midnight, and I... I thought it was a joke when Paxton said, and now we have to stay up all night and turn it. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, you silly goose. And he, he's, no, actually, it has to turn every like, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, otherwise, it's going to burn. So yeah. him and his friend uh, Nathan were going to be up doing that. So I stayed until 4. <laughs> he kept feeding me beer. I didn't do anything. I didn't uh, turn the stupid thing. I just sat there drinking beer that they kept bringing. Right. Yeah, the timer? Yeah. I was a timer, exactly. As soon as I was as soon as they had to get me another beer, they figured they probably ought to turn the pig while they're up. Right. I think that's how it was going. So, a uh, very nice time, but so much for taking it easy on night 1. Yeah, it's still 4, wow. So I went home and by home back to my van. Yeah. It's like home for a guy like me, <laughs> and um, you know, and I and I'm drunk. I'm so drunk, and I just I go in the van and I close it all up. And if you ever been in a Volkswagen van, uh, it's very thin piece of uh, material. It's yeah. a very thin like uh, I'm sure it's made out of steel. Sure, it doesn't quite feel like that. It's, well, it feels like aluminum. It's like sleeping in uh, air conditioning ducting. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very hollow. But at this time of night and at this frame of mind, I don't understand that. So I crank up the music. I'm feeling it. You know, I put on some sad songs or whatever I was feeling. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you've ever met the Deneens before, but I like hanging out with the Deneens. Yeah, they're great. And uh, what's their homebrew club up there? Uh, the Greenbelt Brewers. Greenbelt Brewers. Yeah. So I, we camped next to them, and the Deneens had brought their, their uh, very cool uh, camping baby with them, uh, Ennio. Baby. Well, within about two minutes of me getting back to the van and cranking up the music, and I'm sitting there thinking, ah, no one can hear it. This is perfect. I'm in my own little van here and just yeah. rocking out. 4 a.m. Well, the needs like to party. 
Knock on my door two minutes later, and it's Eve Deneen telling me to shut the fuck up. And I'm just going to point out to you right now. Yeah. If a Deneen tells you to shut the fuck up, yeah. you yeah. are drunk. Tells you to stop having fun, <laughs> you've crossed a line. You have yes. gone somewhere. Yes. I couldn't, I had no idea how drunk I was until I opened my van door and saw Eve's face. Oh, man. And she was very nice. Don't get me wrong. Of course. But uh, I just went, I instantly knew. Holy shit, I'm being shut down by a Deneen right now. <laughs> by Eve Deneen. Yeah, so that's, that's rough, how drunk man. I got on night one. And it wasn't even night one. Because technically night one was supposed to be Friday during yeah. the Paxton dinner. Right. Which I also didn't slow down for. And then Saturday was a great time. And here I am. Still hung over on Monday. <laughs> yeah. But, god damn it, do I like that festival. How yeah. was the pig? The pig was good. Was it? And, ironically enough, uh, the pig on the spit was better than the pig in the dirt. Uh, now, both were wonderful. You're right. Oh, check this out. Yeah. I ripped the pigs apart. I did the tearing of the pig. Oh. You take the pig, you put it on a table, you you put on some gloves, and you dive in there, you, you debone it. Just like a frat boy? I mean... That last call, you <laughs> ripped that pig apart? Yeah, I ripped that pig oh, apart. Boy. Yeah. Now, I thought I wouldn't be into that sort of thing. I was totally into it. It was kind of cool. I mean, you just grab, like, hunks of flesh and just rip them off this pig's skeleton. Yeah. And I kind of liked it. Nice. Yeah. You should get a job doing that somehow. Uh, I, I don't know about that. Um, I don't know, but it was fun, so I got to do that. So it was real tender and everything. Real tender, yeah. and, and they both were wonderful. Uh, you can read all about it on, um, well, right now on Sean Paxson's Facebook, but I think it's probably going to end up on his website, too, The Homebrewed Chef. They essentially um, infused these two pigs with a bunch of Sierra Nevada beer. Him and, and Brian Grossman, who is the son of the owner of uh, Sierra Nevada, Ken Grossman, um, had this idea to do it together. They infused the pigs with a bunch of Sierra Nevada beer, and then they hung the pigs um, in the hop room mm-hmm. at Sierra Nevada. Uh, now, sometimes these things are kind of gimmicky, right? Like, you don't think that somebody does that and you don't really get the flavor. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, you know, come on. Is it really going to work? You know, the first flavor I got was like walking into a hop room. Really? Um, so, it what you couldn't pick out any particular hop flavor, but sure. you knew it was hops. It was really green. It was a little bit danky. Huh. Um, not a lot. Not overpowering. Certainly wasn't bitter. I mean, you're just sure. talking about sitting around in this stuff. And it really worked. Hmm. Uh, That's I, cool. Because as we were ripping the pigs apart, we were totally eating it. Uh, and it's the first flavor I picked up was was some of that hop infusion. So it was a very cool idea. And then he prepared it different ways. You had, um, I think, hop fajitas and then something else. I don't know what the other <laughs> preparation was. But what was the crackling like? Oh, Peter Simons is in the studio with us. Hey. Of the bones and stuff? No, no, the outside skin. Yeah. If you put a lot of salt on it, normally it comes out nice and crackly. Did Incredible. you try that? I tried it. Yeah. Incredible. Got a little layer of fat underneath it sometimes, too. And, uh, yeah, a little, little chewy at times. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, see, pig is my favorite food. It just is. Whether it's bacon or pork chops or whatever. I eat a lot of pig. Um, much to Moscow's chagrin. I'm a lot of pig. And pig skin, I'll eat all of it. Never thought I'd be ripping cheeks off of a pig's face. <laughs> but the, I did. And the ears? And the, uh, as, I did, I did rip an ear off. Yeah. I didn't eat the pig ear, but I, I ripped it off its head. Atta boy. Yeah. That's my ear. Oh, man. Fucker. Mm. It was gnarly. And I was the pussy about it, too. Brian Grossman, he's like a 
or like a man, I guess. <laughs> he's like a farmer, and he's just he's like just tearing off legs and handing me chunks to to then you know shred into manageable pieces. But he's just getting in there and just ripping off legs and shoulders. And it's pretty carnal, man. I think I saw the wang at one point. Someone, oh! someone threw the wang at me. Oh, I'm like there you go, eat that. Pick it up and eat it. I didn't. How's the crackle on that shit? It was all crackled. It was very <laughs> that. I mean, it looked like a burnt piece of skin. Uh, anyway, it was a very cool experience, and Pax put on a great dinner. Um, so that was one of the highlights of, of the festival. And then, um, yeah, you just hang out all day Saturday, kind of like at the SoCal Homebrew Festival. Yeah. I think that NCHF is getting better in terms of participation and getting a lot more brewers out there. There was a lot of people this year that had sold out. Yeah, sold out. Which I wish they wouldn't do. I don't understand the sellout part of it. Um, the yeah. festival grounds didn't feel full. Um, but I wonder if there wasn't enough campsites. I wonder if that's how they sell out. Because the campground was full up. I mean, yeah. there were cars and tents just everywhere. I'd be curious to know what sellout means to them. Because Well, that's probably why. I'm sure there's uh, some sort of you know mandate in their permit to have a festival that there's only certain number of people per maybe square foot how they do it. I have no idea. But yeah. it's, you know... But I, I but I kind of like that though. You you get in early, and you don't have to fight crowds. You don't have to do all that nonsense. Well, and I don't. Um, mean I hate it when festivals get too full. Then it's too full, and it's not fun. Well, I don't want it to be shoulder to shoulder either. But the festival ground itself just had tons of room. Oh yeah, could have been twice. Of, could have been twice that size. Twice as much, and you you know you never waited in line for a, a taste or anything like that. No. So um, anyhow, but but I thought maybe it's a camping thing. Uh, you know, uh, there's probably something I don't know. But if it's not a camping thing, uh, just I'm just putting my two cents out there. I sure do wish that more people were allowed. I know that a lot of people said I, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. I didn't get my ticket in time. So I don't know if they're going to change that in the future or what. Well, they're looking but. into changing it. They're looking for additional campsites, I think. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, so you ended up, you did talk to them. I talked to a couple of board members. I try not to talk to them at those events because I feel like you know, I'm being critical. But sure. they wanted to talk, so I talked to them about a little bit, so yeah. And they said they're going to look, may- yeah. maybe more tent sites or something. Yeah, just pure, like a pure tent area or something like that. There you go. They could even do that down near the festival grounds. Yeah, right on the grounds, actually. Just move out by 10 o'clock and we're going <laughs> to do the thing. Right. Festival. I mean, I couldn't do that, but other people well, could yeah, move yeah, out yeah, by 10 to, o'clock, right, sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah festival yeah, started yeah. at 11. <laughs> I showed up. I rolled down there about noon, started <laughs> setting up the booth, you know. Fuck it. It's a, this, that one's, uh, you know, it's just fun for me. It's not a work festival. Right. So no need to, I just didn't care. Well, and I was hungover. But I just thought, whatever, who cares? It's going to be a long day. We're going to be down there until 10 o'clock tonight. I'm going to worry about setting up by 11. (laughs) That's fine. And then, of course, we were the last ones out on Sunday. Right. I was just making sure everybody got out okay. Oh, yeah, he had to. (laughs) You know. Uh, but a good time. Uh, really a lot of fun, and I uh, sure was happy to be back at that festival. I hope they keep um, staggering it away from the Great American Beer Festival, because yeah, yeah. that's what's been keeping me for the last few years. Yeah. Two weeks away. That's great. That makes it even better. Yeah. You can really do both. Yeah. I know you're not a big camper, JP, but I think you'd have fun at this festival. And yeah, just maybe. come Friday. Don't you know? Don't stay very long. Just come Friday. Do the Saturday. And, don't stay very long. You know. Just come Friday and then just leave <laughs> later on that night. Yeah, just you'll be love it. Show up, say hi, have a beer, and then yeah. leave. I think you'll have. I think you'll have a good time <laughs> if you do it that way. Sounds good, man. <laughs> well, it's like club night only all day long. Yeah, but I hate club night. So I hate club night. Yeah. Paul Brown. Too many. Studio Paul Brown. Paul Brown. Everybody. Yeah. Hey. Too many people? There's the not. A, there's not that many people there. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it. I love it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what you should do? I'll there's, just get on Skype, and then and then you hold your phone up, 
well, one so guy can see me, and then I can just be there. One guy brought out. a five-year-old Lambic and a ten-year-old Lambic. Yeah? How good were they? Pretty good. Pretty good or good? Really, <laughs> really good. Okay. Well, then maybe I missed something. Yeah. I don't know. I was working the... Uh, there was a big festival in Lafayette. Local festival. So oh, with pouring. Heretic out there with the uh, push? Yeah. So I was pouring for Heretic with the boys at Ale Industries. I was looking at a bunch of rich poontang and drinking a lot of good beer for free. Oh. Um, so I, I had fun. Nothing wrong with that. No. Got free pork sandwiches, pulled pork sandwiches. There was this dude next to us. Yeah. Who, really, really good pulled pork. Yeah, yeah. Peter was there. And this dude, he's like selling franchises for his hot dog cart. Um, 12 grand for a hot dog cart. 17. 17? For his franchise. Oh, for the franchise. And he goes, wow. you, you can make 60 grand selling hot dogs. He takes him. He takes these carts outside of bars. Right. And just sells like hot dogs and pulled pork sandwiches and shit to all these drunk kids. I thought those were made out of shopping carts. The ones <laughs> I've seen are modified shopping carts. These ones are custom built for him. So is that you're going to get a new job, JP? No, I don't have a grand, much less 17 of them to, to do it. But he's like, I'm going to clear 100 grand this year. Sponsors. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Selling friggin' sandwiches, basically. Stickers. Right. Great. Good, Good for that, dude. If you had the money, would you do it? No, because I don't really <laughs> want to serve food to people. But uh, I don't know. Hot dogs aren't food. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You're all right. Um, but this he, he ran out, this dude ran out of food on Sunday, and it was 92 at the festival, somewhat about 4 o'clock. And he was uh, he just gets up and goes, I'll give $10 to anybody who lets me dump this bucket, this ice chest of ice water on them. This really hot chick with these short shorts and his real tight shirt. I was like, I'll do it. Yes, for, you will. For $10. And he took a uh, video on his phone, put yeah. it up on his Facebook page, and he just dumping, he just dumps water on this girl and just hands her 10 bucks. He goes, that's the cheapest marketing you can buy, dude. Wow. Dumping water on people. Now tell me that you pulled out your phone and took a photo of it happening. Uh, no, because I was just watching. Dude. It's on his fight I think it's like I know hot who dog this cart. guy is. <laughs> gonna, yeah. I'm his Facebook friend now? That's serious. Yeah, I know. Well, you can always unfriend him. Right. Yeah, I want to see that. It was pretty cool. She was wearing a blue shirt, so you couldn't really see anything. <laughs> there was some nice cleavage at NorCal. Really? Yeah, some tattoos right on the top. I think really? the last time I started talking about chicks at NorCal, I got into a lot of trouble. I think there was a blogger who, oh. who I started talking about hot chicks, and she was real angry. What's yeah. the, why, why? What's to be angry about? Uh, well, one thing in play is that there, if any chicks there are either wives or girlfriends. Right. It's not like... Straight, you know, unattached yeah. chicks are there. I don't know. It's uh, you know. I think if you if you call your if you think you're a feminist and then you get into the beer industry, you have problems. Yeah. <laughs> I think is what it is. Yeah, right. That's where you make your stand, I guess. Like, I don't know. I guess, and then people walk all over you. I made a stand or two, is what I'm saying. There's some cleavage <laughs> or around. Or six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> around oh, yeah. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Anyway, it was a good time, and it sounds like you had a good time looking at. Some Lafayette vag, too. Well, why not, man? Someone's got to do it. <laughs> and uh, Pusha Jack came up to pour with Heretic, too, or what? Yeah, dude. That bastard's crazy. Yeah. He drives all the way up. Right. Does this festival. Drives all the way back, same day. He Su- did? Sunday. He, yeah. He we, we worked for eight hours, stood around, pouring beer for eight hours. <sighs> he loads everything up and drives home. F that. Like, really, dude? So, yeah, it was cool, though. It was a good time. Sounds like an awful gig. It's a good time. No, it was good. Yeah. All right. Peter was there burping at everybody. <laughs> he was go, excuse me. Is that what Australians do? Oh my god. Burp at well, people. It's, it's awesome. It's the it's the styly it's the styly stuff. It it was um oh. you know. No the Taffel Bully. You mean Matt Staley who <laughs> helped brew Taffel Bully? We sold a lot of Taffel Bully. But yeah, it's a, why is it a gassy beer? 
Well, I was just a little bit gassy. I see. <laughs> so, but, but so you couldn't, you couldn't like, not, you couldn't not point it at people. <laughs> <laughs> Can you point? No, me? It was polite. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was very polite. Because he apologized every time he did it. Yes. <laughs> Can you point me in the direction of a not gassy beer? Uh, well, um, now some are. This is a good question, Moscow. Some are a little more gassy than they, they're all gassy. So everything is going to make make you belch. But there are certainly some that will make you belch more than others. Is it styles or certain well, ingredients? Uh, lighter Vitesen. beer, you can drink faster. You're going to belch more with lighter beer. Vitzen, you don't just get belching, right? Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeastier beers yeah, then also ends. give you the other gas. You also get an earache? Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I see now. Right. Earache my eye. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I got to get through a couple of announcements, and we got to get to break so we can talk to Jeff Bag before we need support. A um, couple of new t-shirt designs in the store. We had of our anatomy uh, had our anatomy of a homebrew uh, t-shirts up there for about four days. Those uh, sold out quickly. <laughs> But we still have our homebrewer IPA T-shirts, and we like still have our um, uh, John Barleycorn uh, poem carboy shirts. Just go check them out; you'll see what I'm talking about. They're great T-shirts. We got hats up there now, stickers, bunch of stuff in the in the in the BN store. Just hit the the store button there on the homepage, and you can buy some T-shirts. And it's a good way um, to help us out. Um, in fact, uh, if I might. Uh, I wasn't really planning on doing this, but um, you know we're we're ninety nine point nine percent sure right now that you know we're not going to be charging you guys for podcasts. Uh, it just doesn't it doesn't fit, and it doesn't seem like the right thing to do, and it doesn't seem like the right time to do it either. So really, the best way still for you to contribute is to buy merchandise, to hit the donate button anyway, just as if you were a member. And we're going to start developing some new member programs for you so that uh, you can really feel a part of the BN Army. Um, so just subscribe and join the BN Army. Buy shirts off the store, hats, things like that. And that's the best way to keep this thing alive because I will tell you this, the bandwidth um, uh, has not stopped. Uh, we're still paying some pretty serious fees for that. Um, but it just seems like we need to go in another direction to get it all paid for. So you can stop. You, you all sent wonderful uh, emails and, and a lot of good advice, but you don't have to send them anymore. Uh, thank you for that. Unless you have great ideas, I never mind hearing that stuff. But um, anyway, just buy some swag, and that's a really good way to help us out. Uh, okay, uh, you can watch all this stuff live on justin.tv slash brewing network. I assume that's going right now. It is. JP. You are correct. That's how we saved the archive last week. That and a wonderful listener had actually been recording most of the show, so he saved me about five hours of importing the audio from Justin TV. Um, that was nice. I mean, why, why does he do that, I wonder? In case knows, you fuck up? Yeah, because he knows I'm a fuck up. It's not the first time it's happened. So that guy can never work here, right? Yeah. Way too much forethought. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So, uh, justin.tv slash brewing network. And also, I've been getting a couple emails. You know, that's where you can watch our GABF broadcasts. We will be doing all the streaming from GABF again. Uh, most importantly, we'll be streaming the award ceremony for you professional brewers out there. You can watch it in your brew pubs or at home. Uh, all on justin.tv slash brewing network. Also, as long as they give me an internet connection like they normally do, I will um, stream the panels uh, from throughout the week and make sure that you get to hear all the different panels. I know there's some cool ones. We're doing a 30 years of GABF celebration with uh, Charlie Papazian, Ken Grossman, and Jim Cook all sitting on one panel talking about their 30 years in the beer industry and at the Great American Beer Festival, which uh, if you're a beer geek, I think that's a pretty cool thing. So I'll try to uh, stream all that stuff as long as they give me an internet connection. Cool. Oh, and speaking of the GABF, let me tell you a little bit something about Black Star and the Great Northern Brewery. 
Uh, you know, while most breweries come to the Great American Beer Festival to win an award, this year Black Star and the Great Northern Brewery are also coming to give an award. Black Star is awarding the biggest beer fan with the ultimate beer trophy. Uh, as tall as a full-grown beer fan, Black Star's ultimate beer trophy is outfitted with a working Bronco tap handle, Black Star beer cans, branded steins, and fully functioning iPod dock with speakers. Uh, to enter, festival goers just have to go to the Black Star and the Great Northern Breweries booth at section E18 through 20 and check in on Facebook. Uh, parked at their display, Section E Boost 18 through 20, will be Black Star's Vintage Airstream, equipped with a digital photo booth for beer fans to take free pictures in, automatically emailed to them via Wi-Fi for easy sharing and posting. So come say hello and sample the Great Northern Brewery's finest brew, uh, brews at their display, Section E Boost 18 through 20, along with Black Star Double Hop Golden Lager. The Great Northern Brewery will be pouring Wild Huckleberry Wheat Lager, and wheat fish. So go check it out. Uh, enter yourself to win um, and become the best beer fan. All right. Go over there and check it out. All right. All these updates, including times for when GABF broadcasts will start and uh, updates about shows and everything else can be found on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, Twitter.com slash Brewing Network yes. and uh, Facebook.com slash Brewing Network. You can go there and find it all out. Um, and do we have a, um, uh, we're going to do a, a Twitter question of the show minute time day. Yeah. It's a, it's a new thing that, uh, we decided to do just to get a little more interaction between you guys and Twitter. So we're going to, during po- the show, during the show, right? Yeah. So we're going to pose a question during the show and then just go to, uh, brewing network on Twitter to, uh, enter your reply. And then, uh, you know, we'll read some of the funnier responses on the air and uh maybe even uh, do some giveaways you know for the winner great so uh today's question this show's question is if shat was a woman what would his name be good question thank you very much good question so uh go to twitter.com uh go to the brewing network page uh which i think is just brewing network and let us know if chat was a woman what his name would be all right i love it Okay, send your show ideas to producer Scott the Jew over at scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And, uh, oh, also send announcements over to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Some of those still come my way and to feedback. And uh, it's okay. I forward them to Scott, but sometimes they get forwarded kind of late. So uh, if you want them, uh, your timely uh, homebrew announcements made on the air, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Are you communicating with Jeff over there, Moscow? Does he know we're just a couple minutes late? Yep. Yep, he's ready when we are. All right, he's good to go? Yep. All right, I got to do something first, Jeff. Hang in there. I just have to uh, read about dildos and stuff. Uh, Hang on a minute. Uh, Where are we? Here we go. Oh, hey, fellas. Are you looking for for a way to spice things up in the bedroom? Yes. Yep. Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Or lover. Yeah. Yeah. What'd I say? No, I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah. Uh, mine, mine needs a new lover. Oh, I see. Yeah. You want to surprise your lover with a new lover. Yes. Uh, well, here's an offer that uh, you probably can't resist. You can go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. When you select one item at 50% off, you'll also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free gift. So sensual, we can't even mention it on internet radio, which is kind of silly, but... We did, though. Uh, at the top of it all, we did. I don't know. Uh, at the top of it all, off, uh, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And uh, yeah, so check out adamandeve.com today for special offer. Get fifty percent off one item. 
when you type in coupon code BN Army. That's B N A R M Y. Coupon code BN Army for the offer code upon checkout. When you do get three free DVDs, free extra gift, free shipping. Coupon code BN Army. Do it. It's a good paying sponsor. <laughs> Go buy a wiener or something. Yeah, dude. Wieners are so nice. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I like Adam and Eve. It's I've been browsing through their lingerie. You know, sometimes I'm looking through the lingerie to, you know, pick up something for the lady, right? Oh. And, you know, the stuff that I like is kind of different than what your girlfriend usually likes, right? And right. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I'm like, you know, I end up picking the one that's like a piece of string across the belly, and that's it. You know, there's <laughs> everything. You know, it kind of yeah. wraps around, and everything else is hanging out. And even if she wore that, you couldn't wait to get it off. Just like, okay, right. take it off. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, well, this one's nice. Don't you think? And nice is never, um, you know, if I'm honest with myself, that's not the yeah. word for it. No. I should say, well, this is hoary. Yeah. Uh, but, Slutty. you know, uh, well, this is nice, and, the, and yeah, inevitably, we just don't don't agree on the same thing so i know but just go browse and look for lingerie i want something that would generate boners <laughs> i want something right. that's just nice right yeah yeah i want a quick boner generation yeah. i want a boner machine and then moscow's right it, <laughs> yeah. it's just gonna go away anyway the the boner and the the lingerie <laughs> yeah um, under 60 seconds for both <laughs> <laughs> right all right so go to adamandeve.com all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk to jeff bagby from Pizza Port Brewing Company, and uh, really a great uh, a group of brewers going on over there. So Jeff will tell us all about it and his brewing history. If you have questions, 888-401-BEER, or hit the Chat Now button, and Moscow will join you in there. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Welcome to the Metal Shop. This month, More Beer welcomes you to the place the magic happens. The More Beer Metal Shop. It's the place where unique products you can only get at More Beer are made. Go to morebeer.com and watch their new video about More Beer's metal fabrication shop and see how their custom brew sculptures, conicals, wart chillers, grain mills, and other proprietary items are made. Welcome to the Metal Shop. And all month, you can save on a selection of innovative More Beer equipment only this month and only at morebeer.com Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next kids. meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. 
Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life, one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for paying attention to our sponsors. And, you know, our sponsor today of the show and every Sunday is More Beer over at morebeer.com. And uh, if you've been listening for any period of time, you know they've been with us uh, since uh, day zero, uh, even before we ever went on air. And just a really great sponsor. They've always tried to find new ways to support us and us to support them. And they bring you the Sunday show every single time we do it. So go over to morebeer.com and show them your appreciation. It's a good group of people, and uh, we really couldn't do it without them. So, so we thank them for that on the line with me right now is mr jeff bagby from uh pizza port jeff you with us i'm here there we go hey jeff it's great to have you on the show man great to be here i was telling people at the beginning of the show that uh sometimes i'm blown away at how long it takes us to get to certain brewers and you're one of these guys that i've been watching win awards over at gabf and uh, even at the World Beer Cup sometimes, and uh, just kind of kicking ass for years, and we've just never gotten to talk to you, so it's good to have you. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you've been been watching. Well, it's hard not to watch with those ridiculous pajamas that you wear on stage. <laughs> not pajamas, oh. party pants. Oh, they're party pants. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't get the memo on that. Now I know. It's totally different. 
<laughs> yeah, I believe you guys have a bottle of uh, Party Pants Pilsner that I sent up with, uh, sent up to Scott there. Yeah, I think, I think do, he yeah. went to grab the beer right now, actually, so that we could get into some of that. So, Party cool. Pants Pilsner, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so Jeff is a colorful, a colorful man. If you've ever been to the GABF or even seen one of our awards ceremonies, uh, you'll see him and his whole crew on stage and uh, and and rocking the party pants. That's right. Um and that's, you know, I want to get into your beer background first, but I did want to say one thing, Jeff. You know, uh, not every brewer who goes up on the stage there brings their entire staff, like, uh-huh. up on there to receive a medal. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's, like, all your staff and everybody's family and some of your ancestors that aren't alive anymore. Like, everybody comes on stage when you do it. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I couldn't do it without the people that support me and that work with us at Pizza Port, and uh, so I like to involve everybody in, in the uh, the awards side of things. I think they all deserve it, and uh, I know they all enjoy it as much as I do, so yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely not taking credit for this alone. I have a lot of help. I think that's the right way to do it. I, just, I always enjoy seeing that, and, and you're right. Everybody looks really happy to just be up there and participate, so... All right, let's talk a little bit about your beer history because I'm looking through my notes here, man, and uh, you you really did work your way up. Um, you started yeah, as been, a homebrewer. Been in it for quite a while. <laughs> so you were a homebrew in college, right? Is that how you even got into beer, or what? Uh, correct. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, named Wes and I uh, started homebrewing in college, uh, probably about 19, 20 years old. He was at uh, UC Santa Barbara. I wasn't quite there yet. I was uh, at a school about an hour south, but uh, we we both grew up down here in in the uh, north part of San Diego County. Um, Encinitas is the name of the town. Okay, and um, yeah, we both uh, kind of learned and figured out about good beer and craft beer all at, both at the same time. And uh, he was actually the one who um, said, "Hey, we should make this. You know, we should try this. We should do this." So. Uh, I, I have to give big credit to him for for getting me started in in uh, actually the brewing side of it. I definitely was already full force in the drinking side of it. <laughs> right. Well, you went to college, so of course you were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Especially down there near San Diego. I mean, that's a party part of the state. Yeah, we uh, we went to Santa Barbara, and um, you know, it's it was different because we were the guys that were bringing Sierra Nevada and Anchor and. And other craft brews to parties while people were chugging down Meister Brown Natural Light, so it was a little bit different thing. But I think even back then we converted some people. Got it. Okay. And so you graduate in '97 and you go right to work for a beer company. Is that right? Uh, pretty much. Uh, took the summer to do a job I'd been doing at the YMCA uh, for all throughout high school and most of college. And after that ended, yeah, I went to work for Stone Brewing Company. Okay, but not as a brewer. And this is how I like your, your kind of climbing the ladder. Uh, what yep. did you do for Stone? I was a delivery guy. I um, drove buses for the YMCA and had a license and was looking for a driving job. And a beer was nowhere on the radar as, a, as an occupation. It just kind of fell into place when Stone needed a driver. And I walked in and said, hey, I'm really into beer and talked to beer. Talked beer with Greg Cook for a little while and he kind of looked at me after about 20 minutes and said i see no reason why you shouldn't have this job so uh, <laughs> yeah walked away with a driving job day of the interview and uh drove for them about for about uh two or three months and uh every day when i came back they would uh you know the brewers would be working and back then it was steve wagner and lee chase 
And um, those two were really great and always were willing to talk with me and, and show me what they were doing. And finally to the point where Steve was like, hey, we need another hand in here. How would you like to, you know, come in and brew with us? And I just said, who do I hand the keys to? I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Start right now. Perfect. Yep. Now, let, just so everyone knows, too, uh, because uh, Steve Wagner is, is one of the co-owners uh, and co-founders of Stone, right? Correct. And Lee Chase, now here's another guy in Moscow. Take note here, because you got to get him on here. He's another guy yeah, that great. we should have had him on years ago. Yeah. I see him at the GABF every year, and every year I say we'll do it, and we never do. But he's a guy who, who kind of has influenced tons of breweries, and no one, um, well, no one on the consumer side knows about him. He's kind of this secret consultant dude. Yeah. Not that he keeps it a secret, but he just he's like behind a lot of great beer is what I mean. Yeah. Definitely. So so I just wanted to announce that just to kind of get an idea of who your your starting mentors were. So was Lee Chase brewing uh with with Steve Wagner at Stone at that time? Yes. Um Steve was called the the brewmaster and I believe at the time uh vice president and uh Lee was the head brewer. Okay, got it. And so you start then as an assistant to them, or as a shift brewer, or what do you what do you do? Um, uh, yeah, just an assistant brewer at Stone. That was, uh, I believe, that was after our, one of the Strong Ale festivals. So yeah, it was December of '97. Okay. And how many barrels uh, of beer uh, is Stone doing at that time? Even even what size was their system? Uh, it was thirty barrel that uh, Lost Abbey Port Brewing is now working on. Okay. Uh, and let's see, they were probably I'm going to go ahead and guess and say around three four thousand barrels, not a lot. Okay, got it. So small Stone, I like that. See, that's a good chance a good chance to learn a lot from I Steve. Was there, I was there for many of the first. Um, like the, I helped make second anniversary. I helped make the first old uh, guardian, um, first arrogant bastard. Um, you know, a lot of the beers that you know kept kept going. So it was kind of cool to see back then. Yeah. So I know they're big on on cellaring beer. Uh, have you ever gotten to go sit on one of their flights of of old beer and taste one of those first beers that you were a part of? Um, I haven't. I actually still have a couple. Oh, nice. Uh, not that I'm reaching for my second and third anniversary IPAs because <laughs> right. pretty, uh, pretty much gone by now. But uh, yeah, someday I would like to open the, the old Guardian because the first one, the, the first batch that we did, I, I had a big part of. So I actually yeah. brewed it by myself. They were all in a meeting. <laughs> Perfect. It's yeah. a long meeting. That's trust. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, it was the second half of a day. Long story, but yeah, I, the first batch was only 30 barrels and I did it by myself. There you go. That was it. That's like your wings right there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so how long did you stay with Stone? Um, not a whole long time, considering what brewing is like now and these days. Um, I was, like I said, I I didn't see brewing as an occupation. It just kind of came about, and that consistently kept happening until I finally said, okay, yeah, I will take this on as a career. But uh, I... Um, want to say I was at Stone full-time until uh, early 99. He got out just in time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but I still did part-time work through I was through the summer of 99. I still did uh, a little bit of work for them. Okay. But, um, 
yeah, officially leaving full time at probably sometime around February or March of '99. So a pretty short stint. Okay, and I see here that you end up at White Labs. Yeah, yeah, I did. I um, I when I left Stone, I went back to the YMCA. Um, that was kind of the looking down the road for myself and trying to improve skills like management and customer service and you know things like this that uh, I thought I would be able to take on. And um, so I went back to the Y. Didn't like it. It wasn't working for me. Nonprofit just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't doing it for me. So. <laughs> After that, I, I and through that, I continued my friendships and my contacts in the brewing industry. And everybody in San Diego, um, I mean, we're probably ten times the size of the brewing community as we were back then. But everybody was really tight, and everybody was really nice, and and uh, I got a lot of help. And uh, uh, well, both Chris and Lisa White were people that I met um, back in the day, and some other people that are no longer at White Labs. But uh, yeah, they uh, they hooked me up with a job. <laughs> Very nice. And what did you do for them? Uh, I was pretty simple. It was uh, taking sales calls, taking brewers' questions, trying to to help do a little bit of sales calls, but not a whole lot. And uh, I was only there for a little while. And then um, uh, Tommy Arthur needed an assistant in Solana Beach, and I had been friends with him for quite a while. So I jumped at the opportunity to get back in the brew house. Okay. And that's kind of how you, you, you start your stint of, wh- of where you are now, right? Because uh, you guys are still uh, pretty uh, closely associated with Tommy's uh, joint too, right? Yeah, it's it's a continuing frustration that Tommy and I both talk about, and that people think we're one and the same, and that you know that either either side makes everybody's beers, and it, it it's confusing. You know, we're all friends, we all get along, and and uh, it, it's frustrating when people say, "Oh, I had your a bottle of your wipeout <laughs> back east in Boston." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't bottle any beer." That's <laughs> <laughs> right, Brewery, it's Port Brewing, you know, it's Lost Abbey, it's it's a completely separate company and separate project, so it's it's confusing to a lot of the public, and we're constantly trying to to not to you know say no, this is them, you know that that kind of thing. It's, sure, it, it's more like uh, we'd like you to understand where you're the beer you're drinking and and where it came from and who made it and and what it's all about. So yeah. Well, that makes sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It is. It does get confusing, even on the consumer side. You know, we just oh, kind of confused one or two of your beers, even with another show. You know, I know you were working with us on one of our Can You Brew It shows. Yep. And yep. Uh, we got confused about which one was uh, Shark Bite and Shark Attack, and yeah. and some. You know, and we just uh, so it does yeah, get confusing. A, but while back there was actually a Shark Bitten. Oh right. <laughs> so, see, was there really? Then stop yeah. bitching about I'll it because you're making it harder on us. Tommy and I made Shark Bitten back in in uh, maybe 2002, 2003 in Solana Beach. So, so you got present tense, Shark Bite. Right. You got past tense, Shark Bitten. Is there like about to be bit by a shark coming That's out soon? That's Shark Attack. Well, oh. here you go. There's uh, Noah up in San Clemente. Noah, Noah Regnery, our, our head brewer at our San Clemente Pizza Port, makes Feeding Frenzy. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. uh but you work with Tommy for a while, but then you don't you don't stay there either. You keep moving. Yeah, I spent quite a bit of time in Solana Beach, kind of doing everything. I was the delivery guy, the keg guy, the assistant brewer. I bartended. I actually continued when I left Solana. I continued to bartend. Um, I left and got a head brewing job at a OG's brew pub, um, a little seven seven barrel brew pub here in uh, in North North County, San Diego, and. 
I still bartended in Solana Beach, so I, I always kept a job there. Okay. Um, and always kept close with a relationship with Tommy and the people at Pizza Port. But yeah, I uh, I also kind of wanted to to do my own thing, and it was a it was a the first time I was a head brewer, and the first time I had as much freedom as I did, and it was a good time. I really really learned a lot on my own there. <laughs> right. Well, see, and here's what I'm getting at, and why I want to keep going through this with you, and just sure. to make sure everyone's keeping track. So, in '97, Jeff graduates. He goes to work as a truck. Well, first he's a bus driver at the Y. Then he goes to work as a truck driver with Stone. Then he ends up getting to work with Steve and Lee at Stone. Then he gets yep. to go to White Labs and be on the East Side. Then he goes back to the brewery side. And now here we are, six years later in '03. He's a head brewer position at OG's. So. Yep. Six years of really going up through the ranks, more than, I think, part of the reason I bring this up is because a lot of our listeners, I think, kind of want the fast track. Like, let me just go in and get the internship, and before you know it, I'll be the insistent brewer. Oh, for sure. And also, because we've heard a lot of those success stories, I think that that happens. It, it, it yeah, does I happen. I, I, I tell my guys, each one, of the, each one of the head brewers for Pizza Port is a former assistant of mine, and I always remind them... <laughs> Sometimes more uh, negatively than positively. That uh, <laughs> right, they are one lucky group of guys. Um, you know that the, the industry is growing and or has grown and, and continues to grow. But when I was doing what I did in those, like you said, first six years, there there wasn't opportunities. There, you know, it was okay. There's a bottom and top of this tank. You're going to clean it from top to bottom and inside and out, and then you're going to clean kegs and you're going to scrub the floor and you know that. The fast track to a head brewing job was nowhere near as fast as it is now. Right. And I know there's fierce competition because there's so many people out there that are home brewing and that are coming out of internships or coming out of school and 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 want to do this. But you know, I, I will be the first to remind them that <laughs> you got to get some work under your belt before you before you reach that. You got to live, you know, not even live paycheck paycheck. You've got to, you know, you got to owe people. <laughs> That's right. You got to start so, a little bit. Yeah, live on that six pack you got for cleaning out the mash tun. Exactly, exactly. Plus, yeah. I think that the longer that you're in a brewery, the more you see various situations that didn't go as planned. And I think you have to have some of those under your belt before you can take on a, a head brewer type of job. You know? That's a good yeah, point. It, it, it's. I'm glad I went through what I did. I mean, I wouldn't have traded it for anything for, especially for where I am now, because it gave me so much diverse experience too. Working with a production brewery like Stone, who's trying to, to grow and get, you know, we didn't have 12-ounce bottles when I worked at Stone. We only had 22s, and we would brew while we, Lee and I would brew while we were bottling a patch at the same time. You know, things like that that are different from pub brewing and yeah, different from what happens and what needs to be made when and how you handle a customer when, you know, when you're a production brewer, you don't have to deal with bartenders. You don't have to deal with customers coming up to you while you're making beer. So it's, it. It's all different, but the experiences I gained in those years are, are what got got me definitely to where I am now. Beautiful. And still, we're only at 2003. So yeah. <laughs> so Jeff starts, so he becomes the head brewer at OG's, and um, that's where you get your first GABF medal. Uh, my first solo one, yeah. Tommy okay. And I, it was, that was a huge year at GABF for me. Um, the... We won four medals in Solana Beach, and all the beer that won medals there, I had still, I had been a part of, I had made, and I had made several of my first batches at OG's, so I was kind of on two companies at that point, so yeah, I won, 
My first solo medal is a bronze medal for German style Hefeweizen. <laughs> okay. Wow. From OGs. Um, and then I can't recall all the medals that Tommy and I got, but I know there was a double IPA, a sweet stout, a dry stout, and probably Cuvée, which would have been at that point somewhere under other Belgian Strong or something like that. Right. Okay. Maybe an experimental still at that point. Those, those categories were not anywhere near as developed as they are now. Okay. Very nice. And then the yeah. very following year, you do great at the World Beer Cup. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> uh, we entered as a company, so uh, the location that I was a pub brewer for, um, we got together. A good friend of mine, Tom Nickel, at the time was the, uh, call it corporate brewer or head you know, head brewer for everybody. Um, <laughs> and we, we got together because they had just opened their production facility, which is called Left Coast Brewing Company, and they make all the beer for the OGs locations that don't have their own brewing systems. And uh, went through the beers, said, oh, okay, you're going to send that, you're going to send this, blah, blah, blah. World Beer Cup, it's in San Diego. You know, we're just happy that we finally got the conference and the, and the cup in San Diego for the first time unbelievable year and yeah at the awards uh, I got a gold for uh, American style red amber and a silver for scotch and Tom got a bronze for got at the time I don't know if it was American style stout yet or not I think it might have still been foreign style stout but um, there was enough points to get us the small brewery of the year so that's got to be a good win right there for sure uh, it, was, it was amazing I, I you know we were kind of sitting there looking at each other and we were just happy that we had got the medals that we got we had we weren't even thinking about the brewery of the year medal or award and and it came up and we were both just dumbfounded yeah <laughs> that's always one of the important ones and it's one of the ones that you even when they when they give it out the gabf not just the world beer cup you see all of your peers also very proud and happy for you it's the one that i think it's pretty coveted, like to to show that it, you've really stood out for the year, not just in one beer, right? But you're right. such a well-rounded and experienced brewery that you can I can see it in the other brewers cheering each other on. You know, when yeah. you win small brewery, big, large brewery, all of those kind of the grouped yep. ones. Yep. You know, it's good stuff. Definitely. All right, so you're there for a couple years, and then what? Um, I. Not that I was polishing a glass ceiling, but I, I, my owner there knew that I had probably taken the beer as far as I could go in this little pub, you know, seven-barrel system, and I'm keeping 14 house beers on tap. You know, we only have six beers, base beers for the corporation that they're looking at having on. And um, a spot opened up, you know, and, and keep in mind, I'm still bartending for Solana at this point. Okay, yeah, you still have to pay the Uh bills. So I still have I still have strong ties to Pizza Port, and and they have a a head brewing position that opens up in Carlsbad, and that brewery is the biggest pub brewery that they have. It has the biggest capacity, biggest system, and and all that. So it was it was almost like a natural thing, you know. I just I thought about it for a little while. I talked to my owner at Vista, and I said, Hey, I'm not going to leave you hanging, but. I really want to take this job, and and I just called up Tommy and I said, "Hey, I want to throw my name in the hat." And he's like, "Throw your name in the hat." And he's like, "You're the only name." Nice. <laughs> and you're wearing the hat, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that was that was a very smooth transition. Um, you know, I gave I think three months' notice to OGs, and they had released the brewer at the time in Carlsbad, and I had already started helping them brew at their San Clemente location because he was kind of doing double duty. 
So I, I was a head brewer and at OG's training somebody to take my position, and I was uh, helping them get some beer brewed over the summer there at their San Clemente location before I actually took the head brewing job in Carlsbad in November of 05. Okay. Yeah. So head brewer there. Yeah. Biggest one that they have. How many pizza ports are there at this point? Now there's four. Okay. All right. And now, and I guess this started even a year after you become the head brewer at one of the pubs, you end up the director of brewing operations. Correct. In 06. Yes. So... Now, I just, again, if we went through the timeline, it's a great timeline, and it's taken Jeff a long time, but you can tell that there's so much that we're not hearing about his brewing knowledge that we need to get into in this in this interview. Because how do you end up being director of brewing operations a year later after that of four brew pubs? It's just such a good progression. I'm just, I really appreciate your resume, man. Thank you. It's uh, just well done. Uh, thank you. I, um, well, like I said, I worked my ass off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I, when I was younger, and when you know, I, I think I started at Stone. I was twenty two, twenty three years old. So, and a lot of guys are coming out now at that age too. So it's not such a rare thing then or now, but then it was. So I was talking and listening to everybody that I could, um, visiting, taking on, taking classes, going to things, doing whatever I could to to get more experience and meet more people and taste more beer and travel. Everything and anything that I believe anybody who wants to get in this industry should be doing as much of as they can. Yeah. Um, Good advice. Yeah. A unique situation uh, with Port was when I got hired as the head brewer in Carlsbad, Tommy was on his way out of the Solana Beach location, about to take over and move, basically, to the production brewery um, of the new, you know, the new facility, the now Port Brewing Los Abbey facility. So there's a big hole there. Um, over that summer where we didn't really have a head brewer in, in Carlsbad, but Tommy and I were covering some other people that we know in the industry were helping us out. Um, we were training people at the same time. Tommy was and I was. So we had assistants that, that just kind of kept falling into place. Well, Tommy got so busy. He was kind of the operations guy on the Pete Sports side before I left and even when I started. And this is why it went so quick. You know, within about a year... Those guys weren't, you know, Tommy was so disconnected from what was happening on the pub side that the guys were calling me and asking me questions and referring to me on what they should do. And before you know it, I was handling hop contracts and grain contracts and talking to, you know, and answering questions. And this is what you need to do. This is what you need to make. So it almost naturally just happened. And the guys are like, no, we don't even call Tommy anymore. We call you. (laughs) Right. So I said, no, that's fine. And, you know, Tommy and I sat down and talked about it. And he's like, no, this is a natural progression. He's like, I don't have time. He's like, you're already doing it. You know, bam, there you go. There's the, the promotion. There's the job. There's the, the whole deal. So, you know, I it, it wasn't that I didn't work for it. It was that I started doing it. And then I said, hey, we probably should make this official. <laughs> right. So, well, there's always a certain amount of of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But yeah. but you have to put yourself in the right place. And I do I like that you mentioned, you know, on top of trying to learn everything you could and do everything you could and uh uh, one thing that you put in there that that not every brewer will say is that you tried to meet everybody you could and go out to beer events and and network and you know that's part of putting yourself in the right place at the right time. I think you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I 
I tried to meet and talk to people that, whose beer that I like to drink and who I respected as, as a brewer. And, you know, that's probably more difficult to do now than it was, you know, back then. You know, in, in late 90s, early 2000s, it, it was easy to actually get in, in, in touch with people. You know, this, this year is going to be, I think, my 15th GABF. I've been wow. going since 97. And I, every year I learn something new. I, I tell people this, you know, I learn something new every day. But going to those festivals and spending time talking to people, I mean, yeah, you have a blast and it's a humongous drinkathon. But right. at the same time, if you spend some time meeting and talking to these people that you respect or that you like their beer, and you say, "Hey, how'd you do this?" Yeah, you know what process? This is what I'm looking at. This is what I do in my brew house. What do you do in yours? And I did so much of that back then that I, I definitely. I mean, there's there's probably a laundry list of people that I could credit to getting you know getting my recipes and my beers to where they are now. Yeah, I love that. Is- I- Jeff, is there a lot of, of knowledge out there that's that's not taught in a in a brew class where or like a brewing school where you actually have to go in the field and actually have to talk to people who are are doing these making up these processes to to figure um, new stuff out or, or what? You know, I've I've never had any formal brewing education, so I I, I couldn't really fully answer the the in classroom side of that question Mm -hmm. but i will say and what i you know everybody who comes in and and hands me a resume or or hands me an application and in and stuff i said you just got to get in there you know and and maybe it's it's different now because there is so many people trying to get into craft beer and and there's not you know the positions are getting filled quickly but you know get in on i i tell people that you know, you you can learn so much in a classroom, and you can learn a lot about the chemistry. You can learn a lot about the biology and the process stuff. But what are you going to do when you stick your mash? Right. What are you going to yeah. do when you run out of this? What are you going to do when your burner fails and you can't get it back on, or your boiler fails and you can't get it? You know, these hands-on things that you cannot learn in a classroom. You can't. You know, they're already supposed to be existing, and the finite touches of of you know different temperatures at different times you know as you guys know all of brewing is timing temperature and and amounts and learning how to use those i don't feel that you can fully get until you're hands-on in a brewery right just my opinion but you know i i think bringing in brewers to these classes or you know like i said i've never been formally taught so i don't know how they fully work i know that the american brewers guild actually puts people in boots into clap you know into breweries to to go and experience things and i know part of the uh davis program i believe does that as well but you know i in, until your ass is on the line kind of <laughs> yeah you've gotta you've gotta get that you've gotta get that batch in and you know it's gotta work it's gotta it's gotta get into customers mouths in two weeks you you there are certain things that you're not going to pick up unless you're actually hands-on. And, you know, I was never really a classroom guy. I didn't really like school. <laughs> I did as much as I could, as quick as I could to get out. Yeah. Uh, I loved learning from other people. It was the best way that that I carry things with me and the best, you know, I've, I believe I've gotten the best knowledge from. Absolutely. So. I like that you say wait until your ass is on the line. Until 30 <laughs> barrels of beer and how many thousand, you know, you got to think about it. How many thousands of dollars that batch sure. is, it just in ingredients is, yep. is worth. Never mind retail, but just in ingredients. 
until your ass is on the line. I think you're right, man. You you got to figure that stuff out. Yeah, and it, and it's 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 hard to watch or hear. Sometimes you hear. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't like talking bad about people. But that's all right. You hear about people dumping batches, and and you see or hear things about. Oh, they had the you know this and this, and you're just like. I, I knock on wood. I've never had to dump a batch of beer in my life, and I can't imagine wanting to or doing so. You wow. do everything you can to get that beer all the way through. Yeah, you know? fix what's I, wrong. Yeah, I, I, it cringes when I hear stories about batches going down the drain or this and that. I mean, that's just oh, just the work <laughs> and the time. Like, oh man, right. Well, and I think part of that is learning from people too. Even if you hadn't, even if you didn't see it on hand, if you're willing to just listen to other people's mistakes and ask about them, you yeah. might figure out. Oh, yeah, I, I talked to that brewer this one time. He said this this happened. Also, I better try it. You know? Yeah, and brewers are really tight knit. I mean, there's forums. The Brewers Association has their their forum, which people can you, know, you can toss up a question on there. But you know, there's there's a sh- I have a short list <laughs> of people I'm going to call if I'm going to fix or I have a problem. <laughs> and want advice and we are a communal group and a lot of us do call each other all the time i would say 90 percent of the time when i pick up the phone to call somebody i already know the answer i already know what i want to do i already know what i think i should do i'm just looking for affirmation to say yes i agree you should do that right (laughs) yeah just a little support can be lonely in that brew house yeah, it, it can at times, but it, it's also, you know, you're just, you respect your peers. You know, you talk about, you mentioned it earlier, you're talking about getting medals at GABF or, or winning, you know, Brewery of the Year uh, awards. And the biggest thing and the biggest pat on the back about that is that you're awarded those awards from a big group of your peers, you know, and a lot of people like the handshakes afterwards and the congratulations afterwards are, are, are huge. Compared to the metal, because you 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 see that these guys appreciate what you're doing. These guys and gals really really know how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones who know what it takes to get there. Yep. Yeah. I have to get us to a break soon, but uh, where did Moscow disappear? There is Moscow. What was this first beer that you gave us? Just I, just uh, so we don't forget about it before we go to break. Well, it was five four seven hate, which is uh, American Dark Strong. Is that right? It's an Imperial Red. Imperial Red, okay. Um, I poured that because here we are up in the Bay Area, and it's named after the Toronado's address yeah. in San Francisco, so I thought it would be appropriate. And then, Jeff, basically the second I popped the bottle, Jeff brought up the Pilsner, which is here when you guys are ready for it. Okay. Well, let's talk about the 547 Hate real quick. We'll do a break sure. and then come back and talk about the Pilsner. What can you tell us about this beer? Um, I I love making Imperial Reds. It's a, It was... Um, it was probably I think that was my first gold medal as a solo brewer or a solo head brewer at OG's. Different beer, but you know, similar recipe. And uh Dave Keen and the Tornado are 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 good friends of mine, uh especially San Francisco and also uh the owner and, and the and the bar down here, but um in San Diego. But uh Dave's 20th anniversary for the Tornado, I wanted to make him a beer. And it wasn't as official, of course, as, as Vinny's or anything. We didn't bottle it or anything like that. But that's what that was. And I just, I I think I saw the label for Vinny's 20th anniversary version uh, or beer for that. And I saw the backside of the uh, Dutch door at Tornado, which everybody knows and loves. And it said 547, you know, opened. The yeah. top opened from a view looking out of the door. And, uh. It just kind of stuck with me, and I'm like, I want to call this beer five four seven eight, 
So the actual full title is 5478, the Tornado Tornado San Francisco's 20th Anniversary Imperial Red Ale. Nice. And I was joking around with somebody about it. I don't know. But the thing won a medal uh, in 2009. It won a silver at the GABF. And uh, Ian, who owns the Tornado in, in San Diego, said, Oh, it was just hilarious to listen to them have to read the entire <laughs> name of the beer. But uh, I love yeah, that. I would do that every time, by the way. I think that's <laughs> hilarious, too. But, uh, yeah, it's the story behind the beer. It's... Uh, it's varied in ABV, but usually between 9 and 9.5. Um, this batch is right at 9, I believe. Um, it's uh, just a couple different crystal malts, a, a kind of not mid-range, a little higher, like a 77, and then like a 120. Okay. Uh, a little bit of wheat and a ton of two-row hops are, let's see, Amarillo, Centennial, Cascade, and Simcoe. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to bitch about the Simcoe in this one either. No. It's good. <laughs> That's a nice firm bitterness, too. Yeah. It just carries. You've turned the corner, Jay. I might you have turned officially liked more than you've disliked. Maybe the maybe the <laughs> yeah. crops are turning or you, something. It's, no, you sold out. <laughs> did I sell out? <laughs> you jumped the shark, bro. Did my did my palate start to enjoy cat piss? Is that what's happening? And yes. <laughs> There's so much complexity in this beer. It doesn't, the Simcoe doesn't jump out at you in no. any way either. Yeah, it's really. a combination yeah. of hops. Yeah. So it's, not, it's not dominating at all. Pretty elegant, nice citrus balance. Well, with all the caramel, it's pretty cool. Plus, a little nine percent will cut through just about anything, right? Yeah. So get your attention. It has a nice. There's a little like a, a caramel roasty part too. Is that the crystal malt you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Those two, they're uh, they're crisp malts. I love uh, crisp crystal malts, and uh, the seventy seven and the one twenty just in combo are are great. And I just I love the aroma and the and the flavor that they carry. So. I, I wanted to accentuate that, and the beer has actually been hoppier in the past. Sometimes we, we dry hop the beer, but this year we kind of went a little light-handed because we wanted some more of that malt character to come out. All right. Oh, it came through nice. You talked yeah. about, you know, uh, temperatures and quantities earlier being kind of the key. So mm-hmm. what, what would your mash temperature on a big beer like this be with some sweet malts like that? Uh, 148 to 150. Okay, that's pretty low then. Nice and dry. Yeah, because yeah. it does come out dry, mm-hmm. even though it still has a, well, a really nice body. It's well yeah. attenuated. It has a good, a good malt backbone as well. Okay, yeah. and what's yeah, I, I like to attenuate all my beers. If, if when in doubt, I yeah, I mean, every, I believe you can get malt character and you know, let's call it the sweeter side of of beer. Even if you don't have residual sugar in the beer, and that's one of my my big big things is fully attenuating beers as far as I can go. Yeah, the attenuation lets the beer uh, available to you. It, you know, the wordiness doesn't get in the way. Yeah, and it doesn't weight you down. It doesn't give you as much of a giant headache. I mean, it's yeah, right. So that's you don't need that sugar. The sugar should be displayed in the flavor, not in the actual weight. And yeah. you know. Oh, it's yeah. good philosophy right there. You can make a shirt out of that because I like that idea. <laughs> uh, that's tasty talking to you, by the way. You got a lot of people in the room, Jeff. I'll try to let you know who's talking at you when we can. Okay. Uh, and what about yeast for this beer? Do you guys have a house yeast or? We do. Um, we use several different strains depending on what we're trying to create. Um, this beer that you got, the five four seven, is is a um, is a house strain. It's kind of more of. I'm, 
trying to think of an, an origin path, and everybody always asks me about this, and I've yeah. actually researched it with some of the people that um, that it came from, um, or came to us from. Uh, more of a multi-accentuator. It can attenuate pretty well. Uh, it doesn't flock very well, but uh, definitely, it, it doesn't have a huge ester profile, which some of those more maltier strains seem to, to have. Um, I try to keep those fruity esters down in my beers. Okay, uh, it's a it's it's a good worker, but a kind of a slower worker. I ferment my beers a little cooler than I think some people do. Um, where and I, about I try where? To give them time. I think this beer was fermented about sixty four degrees. Okay, and um, I probably took. I mean, primary. You know, first vigorous primary fermentation was probably done in three to four days. But I probably let it sit at 64 for a good seven, eight, nine days before I started chilling it down. All right. Uh, trying to let the flavor this the way this yeast works. I've had a really good relationship with this yeast and figured out we've both figured out how each other work well together. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to put it. Got to know it's your a yeast. organism, right? You <laughs> yeast doesn't get know. to know you too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I wait. Until I know I have the yeast where I want it when I make bigger bigger beers like this, and um, I think you guys, I think I sent up some darker beers that you guys have. I really work on getting the yeast where I want it before I start making stouts and darker beers because this yeast really works well with dark malt. So okay, now it sounds to me if I was going to uh, purchase a a White Labs yeast as a, as a home brewer that mm-hmm. you you just described to me one of their English ale strains even just like their 002 or something 002 is is kind of close but it's it's not it's it's a huge flocker as you guys know yeah okay the ester, the ester profile and flavor profile is different okay yeah it's I so it's I, cleaner I than that I, and I, I always say this. I, it came from the UK somewhere. It has to have just the way that it acts. But I don't. It, it doesn't have a, a direct lineage. We've always tried to find it and and research it where you know where how it came to us. Uh, that I, I can give a little backstory on that. No one's ever going to understand this. But um, <laughs> perfect. That's the, that's the stuff we like. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, uh, it, I don't know who else there, but it, does anybody or uh, well, maybe you've heard of it now because of what Tommy made earlier this year. But uh, never heard of Cerveceria La Cruda. No. Yeah, I, that I think was that was one of the beers. The tribute to that for the NHC this year. Yes. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. that was that porter that I got. Know it because he finally made the Macanudo porter. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get a boner over that thing. That was the first time. Was really good <laughs> porter. I love yeah. that beer. Dude. Yeah. First time that, I'd heard of it. Has, has that yeast in it, and um, that yeast, uh, Tommy. That was Tommy's first brew pub job, first professional job. It was a, a brew pub in downtown San Diego that was open for literally, ex- I think, a year exactly, or, or very close to that. And um, the yeast that uh, Tommy's Tommy's boss and owner uh, Troy uh, brought to that brewery or ordered for that brewery and what they were using was um was the strain that that you're drinking right now um it's probably changed a little over time but um back then it was it was banked at white labs and uh, that's what we've been been using ever since uh troy came from does anybody ever remember the oasis in uh in colorado no, no. that might have been before our colorado days <laughs> i'm dating myself yeah 
the O was a was a uh, brew pub and brewery. Uh, they also bottled beer for production in Colorado. Um, only ever went to the brew pub, I think, once or twice. This was back in my old GABF days, 97, 98. Um, but Troy worked there, and I don't know if the strain was what they were using there because I can't remember the beers. It's been so long that they've been closed. But um, that's kind of the lineage of the yeast. It went there. We call it La Cruda, which is, you know, Cerveceria La Cruda is the hangover brewery. Okay. So that is the hangover, Got <laughs> which it. is uh-huh. funny because I, I believe the yeast actually helps with hangovers. But <laughs> right. Like actually swallowing some of the yeast or just in the beer? Uh, just just the way it attenuates and, it. and acts. It's not a big, you know, it, it it does what we want it to do. It's a workhorse. And, and yeah, if there's a little, in, uh, obviously any yeast in, in beer is going to help you with a hangover, but just the attenuation. You know, you've got a lot of these bigger, maltier beers that just finish so high. And they're so thick and they're so heavy and so hard to drink. Yes, but it kind of dumbfounds me sometimes when people, I see people chugging those things down. But. Oh man! <laughs> it sounds like Jeff has been tasting beer over the last couple of years in the craft beer world. Just a little yeah. bit, because that's the same shit we've been complaining about around here. Sometimes that I don't know. Progression. I, I continue to to witness it, and and I will say between. You know, if I look back, I always tell my guys, too, that, that have only been going to GABF now for about four, five, six years or so. I, you know, in 97, going around the GABF floor, there was not a lot of good beer. Um, there was some good beers, but, you know, I, I walk around the floor now, and, of course, I don't know all the breweries, but um, I'm finding a lot better beer than I used to. That's for sure. Yeah. It's it's, it's a weird – it's kind of a weird uh... – it would be a very odd-looking graph if I had to draw it out. Oh, my God. Uh, every year it changes a little bit, and I feel like, you know, shortly after... I think it also has to do with my palate and how I got into beer, but I think that shortly after we started, it got really good, and then it sort of started to seem really sweet and not as good again, and yeah. now I think we're back on the up again. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I see a steady... Prog- or for me, anyway, I see a steady progression all the way from, from back when I first started going, and... You know, I I learned about what flavor flaws were and and unattractive, you know, tastes and flavors and aromas and beer were back then, and it seemed like it took some people a while to figure those things out and get them out of their beers. And now I find a lot less beer on the floor that's got you know over the top diacetyl in it or huge DMS or that's you know really really hot you know things like that i mean there's always the the different stranger beers out there and there's so many new ones and also you mentioned your you said you know how your 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 palate has changed and yeah and i got gigantic palate shift in the whole entire industry where you know ipa has become pale ale and pale ale is a thing of the past right and i can totally remember when i was in college our house keg was Sierra about a pale ale, and we thought it was the hoppiest beer in the world. <laughs> right? <laughs> weren't, weren't kegs of Sierra pale super expensive back then? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. We spent a lot of money on beer back in college, but yeah, that was our. We had a, a homebrew keg on, and we had Sierra pale on. Yeah, and it was. And and you're not the first brewer to have said that too. But now uh, it's a kind of a multi pale ale, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's still, you know, I I've talked with uh, the Sierra guys. A, a lot of them are friends of mine, and and asked them what you know over the years what they kind of think about that. And 
you know, have they changed the beer or have they thought about it and everything. And they they pretty much stick to their guns and saying that it, it, you know, other than minor hop changes over the years in in just the physical plant, you know, yeah, that the beer is the same beer that it was. Obviously, we all know that the uh, the bottled version is a little bit has a little bit more oomph to it than the draft version but uh yeah you know the that beer's just it's classic and always will be it was one of my first favorite beers you know i i but it's just funny you know you, you drink one now and it's they're still really good sure <laughs> they're fresh and they're hoppy and and everything and they're balanced but you drink some of these other you know four or five percent quote pale ales that are out there these days and they've just got smashing aroma and bitterness and you know they're they're different, and I think that that has changed the whole everyone's palate. You know, I I agree with you. I'm drinking uh, along well next to your beers because for some reason mm-hmm. I always two fist during the show. Uh, we no have uh, Firestone's Pale Thirty One next to me there too, you go. and I'm a huge fan of this pale ale, mostly mm-hmm. because it has a lot of hot flavor, but not a lot yep. of hot bitterness like the new yep. ones. I don't think it's an IPA. I'll still call it a pale ale, but. Yep. But if I had drank it back uh, when I started drinking craft beer, I probably would have thought it was a big ass IPA for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. even though it's pretty smooth. So yep. things change. All right, I got to get us to break, Jeff. Uh, we just poured your pilsner though, your party pants pills. Cool. Uh, so we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're gonna taste the pills and come back for with some questions uh, for you about that, if you don't mind. Not a problem. All right, uh, I'm giving us all enough time to to go to the bathroom. Guys. Woo! So, uh, 25 ta- minutes. We'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> we're going to take care of some sponsors, and we're going to take care of some uh, bathroom breaks. We'll be back with Jeff Bagby from uh, Pizza Port, and he's their director of brewing operations. If you have questions, 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. What's funny is, Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer, and it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. 
stayed up late, I soon got together and decided to come here. They're not pretty, they're not small, I don't give a damn at all. Tonight I'm only having just one beer. Yeah, tonight I'm only having just two beers. I don't mind the atmosphere in here. It feels so right, it must be wrong. I know I can't stay too long. Tonight I'm only having just two beers. Three beers, but no more. There's no way I'm drinking for my attitude's improving with beer. Shit. I just spent my whole paycheck in here I took a chance, I tried to dance I threw up and pissed my pants Tomorrow I'll have one beer Yeah, tonight I'm only having just one beer At least that's what I said when I got here It felt so right, but it was wrong I know that I've stayed too long Think I must have drank a hundred beers Well, I wished I'd only had one beer God, I wished I'd never come in here And now back to the Brewcasters The Brewcasters On the Brewing Network Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got Jeff Bagby on with us. He's the director of brewing operations at uh, Pizza Port. They got a few locations down there in Southern California. Thanks for being with us, Jeff. Ah, uh, you're welcome. All right, so we've been drinking your Pilsner over the break, your Party Pants Pilsner. Triple P. Nice. Yeah, and this is a nice one. Um, I'm a big fan of of great craft brewed lager, which I don't think we get enough of in the craft beer world. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I could make that beer all the time. I was actually going to sit down and have one um, when I first started talking to you guys, but I blew my keg here at the house. So. Oh, foul. <laughs> Shit. Well, I went to dis- IPA instead, but um, definitely going to bring back uh, a new five-gallon for tomorrow. <laughs> have you been drinking Pizza Port IPA then? Uh, yeah, this is uh, right now I'm having um, our Wambo IPA. It's a, just a standard American hoppy dry west coast ipa okay very nice you know a lot of people never like to do what they do for work like my buddy designs video games and he gets home he doesn't want to play a video game but brewers never seem to get tired of drinking their beer right that's true it's funny how that works but i i will say and maybe you know we can ask jeff this too most brewers you know started as home brewers don't necessarily come home and homebrew that's that we hear that all the time come home and drink when's the last time you homebrewed jeff 
Uh, it's been quite a while. Yeah. It's Let's tell everybody that I have a 15-barrel uh, homebrew system. <laughs> you, oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it probably lasts about as long with all those thirsty customers you have there. <laughs> uh, we've been flying through beer this summer, yes. Is that right? Now, yeah. so director of brewing operations, all right, help me out here. Does uh, Are you still on a brew system on a daily basis, or are you overseeing uh, instead, and, and you're not really touching the, the kettles anymore? Touch them. I'm doing everything. I will be mashing in at 6 tomorrow. Okay. I, uh, I have a hand in every batch that, I, that comes out of Carlsbad. So, yeah, I do both. I'm uh, a head brewer, and I'm also an operations person. Got it. So you go, everyone still checks in with you from the other locations uh, with problems and, and ordering and things like that, but you're still yeah. brewing beer every day in Carlsbad. Not every day, but, yeah, we, we don't brew every day. But okay. Every day that we brew, I'm involved in it. You're there. Great. Yeah, I like to hear that. You're going to get tired of that eventually, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I always said, I, I, you know, when this... When I took on the operations job, I I never wanted to stop brewing. That was one of my big things. I wanted to keep keep that keep my hands in it and keep you know I don't know it's I, something that I, that I never want to lose. You know, we've met both kind of brewers on this show before. Those that like to to move on and oversee and and watch the kids grow up. Uh, and others, like Vinny's another good example. He's a guy who who probably could have stepped back a while ago, but he yep. wants to be in that brew house all the time. Yep. You know, yep. and we met both. He's, he's someone who's directly tied to every single glass of beer. You know what I mean? Like, and bottled. I don't think someone, at least if you're a craft beer fan, that you're drinking a Russian River beer, then you're not thinking of any. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He is almost the face of the uh, hoppy beer. Just any hoppy beer. And be- yeah. and to me, the face of American sour beer, too. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, and, you know, wood, wood age sours for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, tell us about this Pilsner, Jeff. Tell us about your beer. Oh, yeah, the party pants. Um, the Fiesta Pantalones. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's pretty fancy. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little beer. We um, we first made it a few years back. At, like I said, I and I think you guys mentioned, too, it's, it's nice to have a craft lager every once in a while. And, yes. And I just love this this beer. We've, we've worked on it for a while. It actually meddled back in 08, I'm going to say, or guess. Um, and both my assistant and I at the time were amazed that we actually won a lager medal. <laughs> nice. Did you, like, but, knock, knock Trumer out of there or somebody? Uh, we actually beat, well, it was funny because the category was announced, and I'll never forget, the um, the bronze was uh, Prima Pills. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, victory. Yeah. And yeah. I, I looked at my assistant, and I said, oh, well, there goes that category, and the next thing they called was Party Pants Pilsner, so. Wow. We were we were ecstatic, and I did the party pants dance on stage. Oh yeah! Oh, there's a dance with the pants. If you, if you win, and you're wearing the pants, and yeah, so wow, it was it was fun. And um, I wish I could make or have this beer around more often, but we just don't have the space and the time um, to keep lager like this around. Um, I think this this should be the only beer that you brew. <laughs> That's how much Doc. That's Doc, by the way. He loves it. Oh man, this this is my style. Everything. This this is just an awesome beer. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys like it. Like I said, it's it's been my first glass of beer. Uh, well, until the keg ran out every time right. I come home. So, what should we go for next, Jeff? 
Uh, well, it's, I, I was going to say my fiance and, and uh, one of the brewers from uh, Lost Abbey Port Brewing, or the head brewer from Lost Abbey Port Brewing, came by uh, and sitting here with me, and they they both said that we you guys should open the Coffee Monster if you can find that bottle. Okay, oh, this beer is nice. Yeah, he had this at the Hops and Brew School. It's a really really Great. interesting beer. All right, while we're waiting on that, though, I've got more Pilsner questions for you. Because this sure. one's... So the, so the first thing is, and, and I don't necessarily mean this in hot variety, it has a good German bitterness to it. Yep. If I drink yeah. a good yep. German Pilsner, that's the clean bitterness I'm looking for. spicy. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what kind of hops you use. I'd like to know about it. But even just how you went about your IBUs in this beer, I think is spot on. It's clean and bitter. Thank you. Yeah, I... The let's see how do how do I start? <laughs> um, I'll just tell you about the beer. It's yeah. it's nearly one hundred percent Weirman Pilsner malt. It's uh, this batch was the Augustiner strain. There's a, a uh, I should say it's not one hundred percent because there's a little bit of acidulated malt, not much at all. Um, we this is the first batch I was able to actually use uh, some soft water. We got a soft water um, treatment in into the restaurant about three or four months ago. So it's the first time I I didn't have to make hard water lager. Okay. Nice. Um. What else? What else? Uh, mostly Czech sauce uh, up and down. There's a little bit of uh, saphir in there, or sapphire, or saphir, or however you want to say it. And does uh, that include bittering? Are you bittering with Czech sauce? Bittering with Czech sauce, yes. You are, okay. All right. And so all the way through, it's it's got that huge noble character and, and yeah. kind of earthy spiciness that you guys are probably getting is yep. something that I love. And um, we worked a long time on... The first time we made it was honestly a, a just a... Well, an, I'll say an educated guess. Um, on our brewing system in Carlsbad and kind of how I continue to formulate recipes. I look to, to beers that I've made in the past and look at uh, hop additions and pounds and and look to what we're trying to get in, in the next beer and what we're, we're building. And uh, so kind of a guess, but uh, we hit it pretty right on the first time and, and we've just been working right around that. And I think... The key to this one, why I like this one so much, I really think was the soft water. Like that really okay. just opened the beer up, rounded the beer out. You still get hop aroma, you still get hop flavor, you get Pilsner malt character, Pilsner malt aroma. Nice, just clean, crisp lager. The only thing I wish is that it was brighter. <laughs> oh, do you not? Do you filter? Uh, that beer was filtered. Yes, it was filtered. I, okay. I filtered some of my beers, and for some reason, we got a chill haze out of that, even out of the filter, and. Um. Yeah, I mean, l- looking at it and going, gosh, it would. It's it's you know, obviously it's a minor thing that I don't really care about. That's like the last thing. If if it was bright, I would think, yeah, that you know, it was just amazing. But uh, that's that's the last thing I guess we need to fix. Sure. Is well, there, what what would you do to make it brighter? I'm still looking into that. I'm looking into our processes when we transfer from fermenter to bright, and seeing what we can do to. Uh, knock some of that haze out i don't you know we're, we're really clean in in all other parts so i'm not sure exactly where it came from i mean i have i have cream ale that that and and a belgian blonde that are sparkling clear bright and i'm gonna figure out how to get that pills that way too yeah 
Well, I want a keg of it is what I want out of that beer. That's a really fantastic <laughs> yeah, beer. It's pretty Glad amazing. you guys like it. That's awesome. <laughs> and that was going to be my follow-up question for you, too, was how big of a difference that water uh, that water softening did make for you. Uh, for me, it was, it was huge. I don't think a lot of other people really noticed it. Um, I know the brewers did. You know, when we made it, they were like, oh, you're going to do that? And I was, you know, are you worried about this or that? And I said, no, like, I, I really want to try this. I really want to nail this thing. And um, yeah. they taste it. I don't like the patrons, the every other, you know, person that comes in. probably was just like, oh, Party Pants is back on. Cool. You know. Right. But, uh, That's good. Uh, Peter has a question for you. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested um, why so many brew pubs only do ales. It, is it is it economically viable to use like to to, to uh, have a lager, or it, is it not it's, to people's it, tastes? Or what, what what what's the what's the issues around a lager in a in a craft beer? Okay. Yeah, you, you've answered your own question there. I mean, if if you can turn a beer, I could turn cream ale in nine days. Wow. It takes me. Uh, let's go on and say five to six weeks to turn a batch of party pants. Okay. All right. You okay. do the math. How many times can I put cream ale in that space that those 15 barrels or 15 to 30 barrels, we have some double-sized fermenters, can, uh, you know, take up and do, you know, the and, and it costs the same going over the bar. So, you yeah. know, that's, okay. that's well, something to look at, something to think about when space and volume are a constraint. And, you know, as as much as, like I said, I would love to have this beer on all the time, we just can't afford to do so. Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> when the economics catch up, though, crap beer. Don't worry about it. We're gonna we're taking over the world. So yeah, eventually, I, so. I, I I really hope that there's more craft lager, and I think there will be. I know a lot of my friends in the brewing industry that are are really into this these kind of styles and these kind of old German styles are. I think you're going to see more and more of them. I mean, in small small quantities, of course. You're not going to see. Uh, New Belgium or, or Sierra Nevada cranking out uh, bottles of German style Pilsner, but that'd be great. But yeah, uh, I'll bet you we can find some Pilsner subsidies in that stimulus package. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It should be. I mean, you know, somewhere because yeah. we got to have them on tap, and someone's got to, you know, Agreed. suck it up. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff, when you did win a, a, a GABF medal for this beer, what category was it in? German style pills. German pills. Okay. Nice. Hey, what it, you said, the Augustiner strain, which is, that's my favorite German Hellas. Um, is that a white lab strain that I'm? I'm just missing the the. I don't know. The, I'm sure they have it. I, I said that because I don't know the number off my head. Off <laughs> my head. Okay. Um, we buy yeast from three different uh, labs. Oh, you so do. Okay. It's uh, it 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 just depends on the timing and when who has what when. We have used uh, uh, German Lager eight thirty WLP eight thirty um on this beer before, and it's come out equally as as nice um. Okay, had a tad sulfur in there, but this this strain was just so clean and so crisp that uh, we we decided to use it again. You know, that's the other thing I really and I actually don't mind a little sulfur in my pilsner. I, I think it can be nice, um, but this one I did not. I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned that. I did not pick up sulfur, just bitter, no. crisp, clean, and I and I loved that too. Good, good. I was hoping that bottle would travel well, and I guess it did. It did. Super clean. If Jeff, if you get a chance to 
to figure out what number that might be for us. Doc, this is I want you to brew a pills okay. with his with this Augustiner strain. Yeah. Hear it and pull up some info. Okay, because that one, Doc's our Pilsner guy too, and yeah. I always really enjoy his uh, lagers. And uh, I'd love if you brewed one like that too, Doc. I don't think uh, White Labs has the Augustiner strain. Oh, for, it might be through one of the other guys for then. retail. Yeah, so it might be one Probably. of the other people, but. Oh, I can get it non-retail. What the? F- I'll just they'll they'll grow up forty vials for you. <laughs> they will. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the minimum order. So if you want to, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, I just need you to yeah. grow me forty vials. If you don't want to do a starter, <laughs> just pitch forty vials in a five-gallon batch. It'd be great. They're going to be putting Doc to work over here because they don't have that strain on on a homebrew level. That's it's one batch a, for me. I would think it'd be one of the best lager strains for our homebrewers. So you know, sometimes they just don't say that that's the strain too, uh, for whatever well, that's the, for whatever yeah, reason. That's, that's the research that I wouldn't have time to do in front of the computer yeah. right now. But and I don't mean just them. I mean all the yeah. yeast companies. Sometimes they just don't say exactly yeah. who it is. I'll a- I'll ask off air and find out because I, that yeast I think it worked great. It did. It what great. temperature do you ferment that at? That was fermented, uh, started at uh, 48, went up to 50, finished primary, and then we let it um, do a little raise as much as it will go. It usually doesn't get above probably 55, and that's probably after 10, 12 days we let it do that rise. Okay. When you say you I like to keep it, you know, so that it only has a few degree of fluctuation throughout the entire fermentation. Uh, you're talking about soft water. Uh, is that RO? Is it a water softener? No, nah, it's a it's a water softener. It's a restaurant water softener. Believe it or not, we don't do any water treatment. Everybody's astounded when I say this. We don't even have a carbon filter or anything at Pizza Board. Wow. Um, all of our all of our water is straight out of the city line, and uh, except for this, because it went through our our softener that. We I recommended to the restaurant side guys because they were clogging lines on all the dishwashers with all the heavy mineral deposits that are in our hard water down here. So, um, you know, we suggested this, and I suggested it because I said, "Hey, I can make some lager too." <laughs> yeah, yeah really. that's a good. Yeah, it looks good to the accountant, and uh, we get to yep. make some lager. And out by of the it. way, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so then, is is that the only beer that you'll use softened water for? Uh, we make a couple other loggers. Um, I think we made a batch or two of Hefeweizen where we blended. It was like half soft and half straight regular city water. But um, I think the batch you're drinking now is the first you know straight up soft water batch that we did. But I'll, I'm going to continue. We make more of like a, a kind of a Vienna style lager and we make kind of just a straight up basic lager and we also have a baltic nice. porter that we haven't made in a long time i'd like to get to okay oh uh, that's a good lineup right there doc we got to go visit yeah. carlsbad i think and get some <laughs> some lagers in us <laughs> well unfortunately we usually only have one lager on at a time so okay well, that makes sense well, we'll yeah. call ahead <laughs> yeah store some up will you plan the trip ahead uh, uh all right go ahead tasty well if i got a, a concept i want to run by you we, we've interviewed uh some brewers on our show before where they are. They also they have a pub, and uh, they're up against that uh, long uh, lager uh, production cycle. Mm-hmm. And what what they did to get, to get around that, and I've done this as a homebrewer and had with some success, was that they let it not only free rise to fifty five, they let it go up well into the into the sixties, if not almost seventy, for an extended period of time. And that they were saying uh, shortened the the cleanup period on the beer. Yeah, well, that's also how we have Kolsch and we have Cream Ale and we have these other styles because 
mimicking lager styles uh, was, you know, and steam beer and things of that nature. We're, we're all mimicking lager styles, but actually the fermentation rising and you're, you're getting ester production. You're getting different flavors. You're, you're yeah. changing the yeast. You're changing the well, flavors in the beer. Yeah. Um, their theory and, and call, call me a purist, but <laughs> I, I don't want my lager fermenting above yeah. 50, 51 degrees. Yeah. We can hear your brewer in the back saying a strain on the yeast, too, and that's we've talked yeah, about that. Sorry. It's, that's yeah. that's well, uh, Mike Rodriguez. He's the head brewer at uh, Port Brewing Lost Abbey. Hey, Mike. Nice. Well, these guys' theory was, and I, I sort of subscribe to this, you, was... You can do it. And, and 80, also, 89%, 90% of the fermentation is done. The, those yeah. flavors are going to be minimal. Yeah, and, and I've talked to brewers before, too, about... Um, you know, the guys at AC Golden make a lot of really good lagers. I don't know if you guys are familiar with kind of the Coors Pilot brewers yeah but those guys make some amazing lager and they also actually have some sour beer which uh, mike and i were lucky to to go and try back in february but um nice uh the, yeah it was actually really really good stuff too but talking to them about lager production you know i figured they know their stuff so um you can shorten up the time and you could turn lager in three weeks or four weeks but i don't know i i i'm it's especially rigid on the fermentation temperature and time for primary. Sure. Meaning, you know, 10, 12 days at, at 50 degrees and no higher. Um, after that, uh, I'm sure you could push a beer. I'm sure that no one's going to tell the difference between a lager that lagered for a week and a half, two weeks versus, you know, four weeks. So, Okay. But definitely a good finished primary, you're saying, and, and really finished. 10 or 12 days, you know. Uh, yeah. At, before you're doing any rise at all. Yep. Yeah. That's that's me. But you know, like, but if if people are having good results, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that that's a <laughs> sure an issue or problem. Well, it's it's just something that that I don't want to do or I don't want to try. You well, know, I, I, yeah, I guarantee you the beer is not as good as a four week lager. I can that's for sure. But in a pub okay. environment, the guy across the other side of the bar doesn't really know that. See. Right. No, that's very true. Except you and me, because we might have gone in and not uh, blown Jeff like we did about this Pilsner. We might have just said, oh, it's good. Well, But instead, in this case, by waiting it out, he actually got a BJ out of it. So, so Jeff, these are your GABF entry beers, right? Did you bottle these at the same time? Um, yeah, you guys actually have the flawed bottles, <laughs> the flawed fill. All right. That's all I have. We didn't bottle beer and got out for some beers. And oh, we appreciate well, you. are doing great. Yeah, we'll take the bottom. We don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad they showed up great. That means good things for us in Denver, hopefully. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you bottled all right. You get a BJ from us, you can expect at least a handy from the Denver people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so are, are you guys going to open any of the others? Or? Okay, yeah. I got the coffee, and we have it in front of us already. The whole room reeks like coffee now. Well, even that was what I, you know, so before even taking tasting it uh you know just dropping my nose down in there i'm curious what you guys get obviously coffee uh, but coffee. but to me it's a specific to me it's fresh ground coffee it's yep. right after you grind up the beans Columbia, and i stick my nose in there that's the aroma that i get i need more one. specificity please justin <laughs> <laughs> that's really the flavor i get and i think it's a di- ground coffee is a different uh, aroma than whole bean and, oh yeah and that's the aroma yeah. i get now out that you it. point that out totally Wow. Totally. That's what I pick up. <laughs> totally. Totally, man. <laughs> totally. All right, great. So what sort of beans? Yeah, tell us about the beer, man. What about All the right, beans? this beer is is, is crazy. Uh, we, we've actually only made the beer twice. 
And um, last year it was it was so popular and people loved it that we definitely we we decided to make it again. Um, I was actually you know I'm I'm not a coffee drinker at all. I, I don't drink coffee every morning. I much prefer water or juice <laughs> or beer or whatever and, whatever uh, you're nursing your hangover with. I get what, it. What kind of juice? Yeah, yeah. I just um, it wasn't it wasn't something that I was completely familiar with. And I actually had a roaster approach me about making a beer, and I was super ecstatic because I do love the flavors and the aromas that come through in coffee beers. So, what's that? <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're going to leave and go to Carlsbad and go get some coffee monsters. Oh nice! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shit. We've got it. You don't. The power, power suggestion. They just got to have some now. Yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, there should be a bottle downstairs in there. <laughs> I was going to ask, are you that? The are you the uh, GABF samples home and uh, they're boy. going to, to, to taste what you guys are tasting right How close are you to work then? How far is the brewery that they were just going to run there and grab it? Oh, no, no, no. It's downstairs in our garage. I brought, we, ah. we do, like I said, you guys got uh, samples and flawed fills from, because uh, we just counter pressure fill uh, our bottles for, for competitions. Okay. And, um, we do extra bottles, and we, you know, we do actually a big tasting party, which is uh, this coming Saturday, where we go through all the beers from all the locations, all our head brewers and and friends get together, and and uh, and, and Mikey here is going to bring over some bottles from Port Brewing Lost Abbey, and we just kind of we see what we think our beers are going to do. It's kind of a fun time to get together, and also a, a you know we all make our little predictions and. Right. Okay. Talk about what we think, but oh, I anyway. like that. I would do a little inside betting if I if yeah, I were a brew pub. I was say, I would do totally do a pool. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm on Jeff. <laughs> yeah. And if you do it, we get ten percent of the pot. <laughs> yes. All right. So tell so, us about the beer. So the beer. So uh, Portola Coffee. This guy up in uh, Orange County named Jeff Dugan came down and um, and sampled me on on so many different coffees that my head was spinning. I, I literally had to stop him and say, "Dude, I can't handle any more caffeine." <laughs> I don't take this much caffeine in in three years, and you're giving it to me in a half an hour. So anyway, I described to him before he came down about the flavors that I do like in coffee, which are the richer, rounder, um, uh, kind of bolder flavors. I said I want to get away from earthy, astringent, you know. And we talked about processes and and how those flavors come about and how the good flavors come about. So. We, he came up with a blend, and he brought it down, and I was like, dude, that's insane. That's what we need to use. So the actual base beer, um, this is all just on the coffee side. We worked on this completely separate of the base beer, and I had just had a goal to make um, like a bigger stout or a bigger porter, um, 6, 7, 8, 9%, and then just work backwards and work that into the coffee. Well, um, we were making our imperial stout, um, we make it. We we brew it three days in a row um, to yield. A, we have some double sized fermenters, but we yield less on a on a batch of imperial stout, so we can fill a thirty barrel fermenter in three days. Well, the third day we're uh, vorloffing the batch, and I look at the sight glass and I look at my assistant who milled for that batch, and I say, uh, "You forgot some something, roasted barley, something dark." Because usually when we boil off imperial style, you can't see through the thing even with a giant flashlight. So, uh, we had no. What did you have? Light brown. Uh, we moved a bunch of beer around. We cleaned the fermenter and changed the recipe louder or uh, sparged more 
and change the hop schedule to make an Imperial Porter. And this was last year. This was the first batch. And that was going to be the coffee beer. Oh, look. I have some right in front of me now. There you go. Now you can enjoy with us. Wow. Yeah. Coffee grounds is right. It's, it, it's coffee grounds right when you smell it. Yep. Now, in the flavor, I think you're right. Uh, you know, just going back to, you know, talking about the character you're, you were looking for, I don't feel that it's very earthy. It's certainly not astringent. But there is, but it is acidic. It does yep. kind of creep back up the back of my throat, like, uh, well, like indigestion a little bit. Like, not, uh, I don't mean that in <laughs> like a bad indigestion. way. This is a terrible comment to say <laughs> right. about a beer. I don't yeah, mean that. Indigestion. But you know, you have a wonderful burrito and it just starts to just creep up a little bit. Oh, what? <laughs> you just compared the man's beer to a burrito. <laughs> well, there's a, You're a to me, that's how I, uh, it's how I can judge acidity. And, uh, I'm getting a little acidity in the back of my throat. Reflux. I want you to be a BGCP I'm judge. such a terrible. And I want you to write that on a score sheet. You're talking dark beer, you're talking, um, you know, which means dark, highly kilned malts and coffee, which is astringent, yeah. Yeah. which is acidic, yeah. which is, you know, which what we tried to steer clear of right. as much as possible when you're dealing with these types of malts and, and coffee. But, uh, but yeah, the, I guess what I mean through. is it's not on my palate. And so it's fine. It tastes wonderful. It's not getting me in the palate. It's just mm-hmm. getting me in the back of the throat. Just the, ve- I mean, the bottom of my like esophagus area. So mm-hmm. it's not. So I think you did your job. Is, is my? I know it's a terrible roundabout way for me to say <laughs> that you got around. Uh, that you did avoid those flavors, but I yeah. think you did. It's just an acidity that comes back, uh, just because it's there. Maybe it is indigestion because you're worried about being 34. <laughs> it could be that. Yeah. Maybe that's it. That's true. Yeah. Could just be that. Yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's a good way to spend it with good beer. I've, uh, I've tasted this beer several times throughout this current year's batch, and every time I taste it, I get something different. This is like the the missing link of beer. There's just so many flavors that keep coming at me, and one of the things I like, um, I think, partly comes from the process that we that we uh, use in this beer. Um, I don't know if you guys could notice it or smell it or taste it, but there's actually cocoa nibs in this beer as well. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Chocolatey and, flavor. Yeah, I'm really, you know, the first, we did this last year, and I was so glad the way that it, it helped round out the aroma and the flavor and kind of give it a, a, a more richness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, it's, it's, you know, the base is now kind of an Imperial Porter at 9%, and I believe I keep getting different flavors from the beer as well. I know, obviously, the aroma and the upfront is coffee, 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 but... As it goes down, and as I taste it different times and different temperatures, I get, like I said, something new every time. Whether it's a different malt, or it's you know, oh, it's more chocolatey, or wow, this is there, or there's some fruitiness to it, or whatever. It just keeps changing on me. Yeah, I see that. It, it was hard for me to to pick the the nibs out, and it's probably power of suggestion now that you say it, Jeff. But nibs, yeah. they kind of have that almost a coffee like aroma to them, kind of a, a sharpness. Um, and uh, so I, I, I could see how that would go real well. I'd love to put this beer on nibs for like six months. Yeah, and just yeah, let we, it hang we out. We definitely have some bog back that we're gonna that we're gonna save. It's been flying out of the pub. I was telling these guys earlier today that um, I think there was a fifty six year old woman that tapped me on the shoulder today and said, "Are you one of the brewers?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "I want to thank you for making Coffee Monster." Nice. <laughs> and then she socked you in the jaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there is caffeine in this beer, by the way. Oh, there is. <laughs> Great. 
Well, that's good now that that law got, uh, it almost got scary for a second that we weren't allowed to use stuff like this, but then they made the exception, (laughs) if it's natural caffeine, it's okay. I got a little freaked out when I first saw that, but I figured there was no way that they weren't going to, you know, we'd figure some way around it. (laughs) Right, that's true, yeah. That old lady thanked the brewers of Four Loco as well, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me more about the base oh. beer, and, and here's what I want to know, because you're planning on putting uh, the coffee in it. You're planning on putting cocoa nibs in it. How do you mm-hmm. how do you build up a backbone for that? What's in your mind as a brewer that you think, I need to I need to back up these flavors? So what do you do? Um, well, I knew we needed a big beer, and we needed a rich beer. But again, as I spoke about earlier, I don't like a lot of residual sugar in my beers. Um, I wanted the malt to carry and there's certain malt, there's certain varieties or certain maltsters that that I like using over others that I believe carry the same type of flavors that I'm talking about that I wanted in the coffee. The richness, the caramel, chocolate, toffee kind of uh, rounder flavors other than the astringent and the earthy and the, the harsh flavors. Okay. And it also went into to process as well. We... Um, we basically dry hop this beer with cocoa nibs and coffee grounds, coarse ground coffee grounds. So it's a, a, a cold extraction. Yep. So the beer is all on its own. Actually, this year I, I was telling some of the guys, I'm like, this is a really good Imperial Porter all on its own. Like it didn't need the coffee. It had a really good depth of malt, really good, um, or dark malt, a really good chocolate character and, and wasn't heavy, wasn't alcoholic, wasn't uh, any of those things. And, you know, maybe really excited for it to hit the coffee and the nibs, but you know, and honestly, could have could have stood on its own. Um, so we go through primary, and then we move it into a bright tank that has um, uh, hop sacks, or you know, what we call hop sacks. They're straining bags, I guess, to you guys, uh, fine mesh straining bags with drawstrings. Yeah, we fill three of those um, with the coarse ground coffee and the nibs. Tie them up in there. They're in the, the tank for about two and a half, three days. And then we move them off the nibs and the grounds into another serving tank and let it sit for a minute or a day or two. Blow out whatever residual dust or, you know, whatever might be in there and then start serving the beer. And uh, the first time I did that this year, I was, I, I thought last year I was blown away. And then I tasted it this year, that first day, and just, Unbelievable flavors and aromas. It just yeah, yeah. Short, so two or three days is short time. Yeah, short contact time. Yeah. Especially short time. That actually, you know, I, I we could have gone longer. I don't know. That actually came from my roaster. I I went on his opinion with that because I don't. Like I said, I'm not familiar with coffee. I don't know if it might start turning astringent. Um, we might start picking up flavors that we didn't want to. But he was talking about how you can get those good cold. Or those good flavors that we wanted in cold extraction, and mm-hmm. so I said, "All right, we're going to do it this way." And it worked last year, so we're going to do it again. <laughs> I don't want you to have gone longer. I think no. you're. I think you're right. I actually think you've really pushed the threshold. Oh yeah. yeah, of the coffee, and but you've but you stayed under it. You just pushed right up to it. I don't want you to have gone longer. No, I, I, it's it's perfect. Nah. Over over extracted yeah. coffee and beer sometimes across to me comes across as like a pepper jalapeno type of I get, flavor and it's, it's acrid it's yeah. yeah it's really unappealing i get green bell pepper yeah, yeah. you get that when it's and that's not in this beer at all it's really nice i also yeah, get that with, it's funny with that, lighter it's funny coffee you mentioned the, the green bell pepper because we have um 
one of my guys that works for us is a well, an assistant brewer of sorts, jack of all trades for us. He um, he filled a firkin right off the fermenter of the base beer, and he roasted some of his own beans hmm. and uh, and threw those in the firkin. And we have the cask on right now, and um, it does have a little bit of that pepper green kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, starting to get there. It's interesting I, how that happens. I think it's over extraction, but I don't. I don't know for sure. It's just a type of coffee. It's hard to say. It's over extraction, yeah. and I think it's also lighter roasts. I found oh, a lot okay. of that in, in lighter roasts. Yeah, so that's my opinion. This is um, Indian and Peruvian coffee. Okay, nice. What category is this in at JBF for you? Pilsner. Coffee beer. <laughs> oh, just oh, there's a there's a coffee beer category now. There is now. Yeah, it's a, it used to be oh, under uh, urban spice, but there was so many coffee beers. Right. Now they they moved it out of the inner city beer category. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Has its own track home section. Now. <laughs> yeah. Great. Welcome to Coffee Beer. As if GIBF wasn't fucking long enough already. Now they keep adding categories. Category 135, <laughs> coffee beer fermented on a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But that first, I mean, it's, it is, you know, people look at that and go, oh, man, there's 70 what odd categories now. But if you look at how the beer is progressing and what people are doing with it now and you know, we make a lot of straight-up beer. We enter a lot of straight-up categories. But, you know, some of the other wacky stuff, you kind of need these breakdowns. I agree. I really do. And and, and some of, and the BA is pretty good about thinking about it and making sure that there's enough breweries doing it before it happens. It was, it was tough when you saw somebody entering a really good Berliner, and it was against, you know, some of the other German styles that you knew were just going to blow it out of the water. Yeah. And now they have... A category for you know German sours or I, I forget what it's actually called, but right. you know some friends of mine who make goes and and Berliner. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And now you guys have a category, right? <laughs> right? Good for you. Get out of my category, both of uh, you. Man, this is good beer. Uh, Moscow, awesome. is that it? Are we done with uh, with um, with uh, Pizza Port beer? No, we no. can go until eleven tonight talking about it. We got a bunch more bottles. <laughs> can we do one more? Do you have time to do one more with us, Jeff? Sure. Let's do one more beer. What, what should we do? Uh, getting what else is in that that rack I sent you, Moscow? Do you know what we have? Uh, not offhand. Give me thirty uh, seconds. Well, the two other the two other stouts are going to get blown away by that coffee beer, so we probably shouldn't pour those. Do we have? Is you there a, four minutes? No, I didn't. Is there a um, is there a reeds in there? Is the scotch in there? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Scotch out, oh, perfect. That'll work. That's probably that's probably the only way you can go after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. Right. I'm actually. I'm still. Um, well, uh, yeah, I think I sent Irish Stout and Sweet Stout, which are both, you know, one's five and one's some sub. Well, one's four. <laughs> so okay. Well, that's. I'll wake up to that tomorrow morning. Then that'll be my breakfast. Waking up. Yeah. When. Uh, <laughs> When Jeff talked at the the Hops and Brew School up in Yakima a few weeks ago, one of the, one of the comments that he made, which I really liked, was he, he said, I think it was six, uh, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but you encourage your brewers or, or enforce that your brewers do uh, five or six new beers every year. I think that six helps. new beers every year. Yep. Six new beers. That helps drive innovation and new ideas in the brew house. So they're not just yep. doing the production beers over and over and over again. But right. So a lot of those beers have made their way into standard rotation i would imagine yeah and in fact that's that's how you know we 
if if something works, you know, and and honestly, the our regulars like it, or or it flies out of the pub, you know, that's that's a sign, and we're gonna you know honor that. And and uh, it's not that we're forgetting about the beers that we haven't made for a while. We we bring those back. We love bringing those back. And you know, the it it changes things and changes the dynamic of people seeing the same beers every day when they walk in the pub. You know. That's one of the things that that I'm big on is, is well, two. First is that there's a wide range of styles, that there's something for everybody. And then the next thing is that, yeah, that there's new things that the, the guy that, because we have a lot of them that walk in the pub every day, you know, something else for them to try, something else for them to see. And I think we've broadened a lot of palettes that way with newer and different styles. Sure. And so top people that you, know, you don't have to drink the same IPA every day when you come in. You know, there's other styles. <laughs> you know, right now, we don't have. We ran out of our standard American IPA at the pub, so we're serving our English and teaching the bartenders to teach patrons what English IPA is all about. Was you know, it's taken some time, but people are coming onto it and they're getting it. And you know, I might actually get to make one of my favorite beers a little more often. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, giant. even on your brewer side, I kind of like the mandate. I kind of like the challenge to your to your brewers. I think brewers in general want to be creative. They want to be able to design their own beers. But I think just a little policy that says, I know you want to do it, and I want to see six of you uh, out, of, out of you a year, is a good little kick in the ass to keep it all fresh. You know? Yep. I like it. And no dump batches. They're doing all these new beers all the time, and no dump batches. That's pretty mm, awesome. Right. That's correct. That's another mandate. Don't dump a batch or Jeff comes and kicks your ass in his party pants. <laughs> Is that a M-A-U-N date? It's a my own date. My own date. I would think that I've taught them well enough that they could figure out if they had an issue and if there was any screaming thing that might head it that way, I would get a phone call. Right. For sure. Well, and just, you know, we glossed over it in the beginning. I just want to say it again. You know, you kind of mentioned as I was talking about how you've come through the ranks. All of the brewers at the Pizza Port locations were former assistant brewers. So you haven't really hired a head brewer outside of, of the company. You, you've let them come up the ranks, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, I, I fully believe in promoting from within. And, and, you know, we talked about my history and my path to where I've come. You know, I've created that for each one of them they each drove and delivered kegs they each cleaned kegs they each did the grunt work and you know and, and are kind of still some of them working through that and then it made it easier for me to you know work as an operations person with guys that were brewing in the same style in the same fashion that i taught them you know and not that i wouldn't have minded or, or, and, and they do give me new ideas and they do come up with new suggestions but um, to know okay you're, you're doing this and you have this yeast in this part of your process well this guy needs it you know OB's got yeast that San Clemente needs or vice versa and, and whatever it's, it's really let us continue to open up and make new styles and different beers and, and you know kind of continue to hone in and, and continue to make good beer and you, and you know their habits you know their strengths you know their weakness, weaknesses you know where to back them up and you and it's like you know their weaknesses yes <laughs> yeah call them on it every Monday I'm just thinking about your weaknesses right now buddy yeah just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, I, I think I sent an email out the other day about GABF as a big thing because we're sending uh, ungodly amounts of people this year. And 
at the bottom of it, I think I wrote, well, you know, if, if you have any questions, it's that button up in the corner that says reply. <laughs> Hit that if you want to, and it will actually come back to me. Right. Answer your question. And I'm a real person that will answer your question. Do you often use sarcasm to com- uh, communicate with your employees? <laughs> yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we've got your Scotch Ale in front of us now. What's the beer? Oh, good. What's it called? What's the beer called? Scotch Ale. It's called uh, Reed's We Heavy. All right, Reed's We Heavy. Yeah, Reed is uh, the son of our owner. <laughs> okay. She's had a beer naf- named after uh, every single one of her children. Uh, she has three kids now. Nice. And, um, Reed's, well, her first child was born before I got there. Um, the second, I made a beer for. And the third, we made. Um, our, our owner likes the hoppy beer. She likes pills and IPAs and that's weird things of that nature. But <laughs> for some reason, when we were thinking about making um, the beer for Reed, uh, she said, well, it's his name is kind of, you know, Scottish, Irish, you know, that side of things. I said, okay, do you want me to make, you know, I'm like, that's multi-beer. Do you want, you know, do you want me to make something like that? And she said, yeah. So we made, we made reeds and um, okay. uh, a big, deep scotch ale, a big multi-scotch ale, which scotch is, is <clears throat> one of my favorite styles is something or, you know, on, on the non-hop side, I, I believe takes some work and takes some uh, uh, creativity with the brewer to, to find the right yeast and the right malt combinations that that gets you um, that kind of depth of, of sugar and, and malty sweetness without being too heavy. Yeah. And uh, that was our goal and, and what we tried to do with reeds. And we're lucky it's... Uh, it's won the gold the last two years at JVF. It's a very uh, really? well-rounded mouthfeel. Wow. It's it's very it's it's complete. It has a beginning and it has an end. And it's very yeah. full in the middle, and and you kind of don't really find that. I think a lot of Scotch ales are just crystal malt heavy, and then that's it. There's like one. Yeah. They're one dimensional with a, with a few it, standouts, and this is good. It's you know it's I, I first won Scotch medal at uh, when I was at OG's a long time ago, and, I, and it's like I said, it's a style I've spent time on. You know, I spent time working with, and you know, getting. I'd never make this beer without. You know, this is a, another one of the private ale strain beers. Never make it without knowing exactly where the yeast is, and you know, being able to predict what it's going to do. Uh, I look at the beer that the yeast is coming from, and what. I can do with it, and I never make this beer without knowing that the yeast is right. Um, and that's just the first step. <laughs> the other step is layering in the mall and building that beer in the way that you're going to get the flavors that you want. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They're just like, oh, okay, it's a it's a heavy crystal malt, so we need something dark in there. Maybe we need some roasted barley in a small amount or some carafe or some chocolate or some other dark malt. And they use their normal ale strain, and it just kind of comes out of this malty beer without any real depth. And it gets muddled if it's that much. Yeah. A bit, yeah. I, I have to admit to you, I don't know shit about this style. I've had lots really? of it. And 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 it's always run the gamut. So it's not a beer that I've ever been able to really get familiar with. And I've also never brewed one. Um, so, what, so if you could give me kind of more of a clear... When you say layer the malt, because when you describe it to me, I'm understanding what you're saying. It, it makes sense okay. to me. Uh, this, okay. it, you know, rather than have this muddled, malty, nothing really makes sense kind of a beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So g- give me a clear picture of your malt, Bill, and, and how it's layered. It's actually 
somewhat simple. It's it's layered with with crystal malts, and believe it or not, this beer has a very small amount of special B in it. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, which I believe kind of gets on that darker caramel fruity side of things. Yeah. Even doesn't work. It's not working with a Belgian yeast. Um, it has chocolate malt in it. It has pale chocolate malt in it. It's got four different kinds of crystal malt in it. <laughs> wow. And are those on the high end of the crystal side? Uh, it's got 120, 77, a, well, it's a 35, 55 malt, and uh, an extra dark, which is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's a 35, 55, the 77, the 120, a 135, 165, and then special D. Wow. So that's a lot of uh, of sweet and and if I'm guys help me out if I'm if I'm yeah. getting this right a lot of unfermentable sugar can be left in the beer. Yeah, but it Could but be. it has a <laughs> it, it has a wide range of flavor with it too. It's not very one dimensional crystal malt. Flavor. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot there's a lot of differences in there, and, and it, that really adds to the complexity. So I see. Plus, Probably he's not using fifty percent of the grist right. either, and a nice little mash temp, I bet too. All right, help us yeah, out, Jeff. Tell us about how you're using all that. I think I ferment a beer over 152 degrees, or a mash a beer over 152 degrees. None of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But this is probably, you know, back into the 547 realm where I'm looking to grab that crystal malt flavor. I know my yeast gets that at that fermentation temperature that I talked about earlier, around 64, 65 degrees. Give it time for fermentation to completely go at that temperature um, and and let the flavors develop and hoping that the yeast is where I want it when I make these big beers and um, we get the attenuation I, I don't recall off the top of my head where this beer finished but I want to say it was 10, 13, 10, 14 Wow, hmm. what did it start at? Uh, let's go probably, um, I wish I had all this in front of me, uh, probably mid-70s to 80. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, Jeff, you mentioned that you you let the yeast sort of drive when this beer is ready to be made. What do you do? you looking for the right generation or just the yeah, way the yeast is um, behaving? Or? Healthy, viable fermentation and flavor profiles that I like in the beer that it came from. Okay. And you're um, looking for a quantity of, of yeast, too, probably. You need quite a bit. Yeah, we don't do cell counts. It's all by feel. Oh no, that yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I I wouldn't unless I absolutely had to. I wouldn't make one of my higher alcohol beers with my house strain. You know, ten, twelve, fifteen generations in. I, I just I don't know. You know, it's it it's had the chance to 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 do different things um, and create different flavors that I might not like. But I know at the younger generations, um, I can predict and know that it's still very viable and it's and it's still contained. If that makes any kind of sense, it's not it's not going to give me any of that wild alcoholic twang or any of those weird other high alcohol or high you know gravity beer flavors that you sometimes get. Gotcha. Uh, I like that Jeff is at, right now. He's running around the room. His fiance's in the background. They're like doing. They're playing quarters back there. Oh, and, and Jeff is sprinting around the room. I think it's definitely Mike. a party going on. They drink, they drink all the coffee monster. I, I got like. Huh. 
Well, they're not keeping you in beer. They're all wired now playing quarters. Yeah. yeah. Probably just pacing. Got, like, quarters bouncing off the dog. And Jeff got shafted. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> He's got to go back to IPA. He didn't even get the coffee beer. He got. I'm pretty sure his fiance let him smell the coffee beer. That's it. Yeah. And then she was like, go back to your interview. Those people only like you for your beer, Jeff. They're, probably in just, own, they're in their own little world over there. But that's, <laughs> probably just keep them up tonight wanting to talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. And cuddle. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? You got me drunk on your good beer, Jeff, and I'm appreciating it. The Scotch Ale is just mm-hmm. a fantastic... Uh, you were right to choose that one, especially yeah, I now. Wish I, I wish I had it in front of me so I could kind of talk a little bit more about it, but I, I know that beer pretty well. <laughs> no, you're doing fine, Target, but yeah, like I said, good. I don't know anything about the style. Well, very little, I should say, and I've it's, had it run the and gamut. And honestly, it's not... I mean, it's, it's a style that's not very popular. It was kind of funny. I Actually, we... I brewed this beer, or this style, I should say, in collaboration with Green Flash and Stone not too long ago. And uh, we, we brewed it in, what was that, December? Okay. Highway 78 Scotch Ale. I don't know if anybody had Great it. Great beer. Yeah. Oh, did you have yeah, it, it a Stone special release beer. Yeah, okay. it was really, really good. Nice. So um, it, it was funny. We were we were in meeting, you know, before we made the beer, talking about what we were going to do, and everybody, you know. We're like, well, everybody's going to expect us to make this giant hoppy beer. You know, something, some crazy, huge triple IPA or some shit like that. Right. I think Jeff's playing with a slot car set right yeah, now. Yeah, stop beating on your microphone while you're talking to me, Jeff. <laughs> no, I thought he was sharpening a sword. Driving me insane over here. <laughs> trying to listen to good beer talk, and you're, I'm pretty sure you're like tonguing your microphone <laughs> at the same time. No, I can move farther away at that. <laughs> 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 Shit, no, don't do that. Now it's gonna get it's gonna get worse. Oh, Jeff's really gonna fuck with me. <laughs> hey Jeff. Yes. You sent us uh, I think you sent us a bottle of sticky stout and uh uh Oh is there a sticky bottle in there? Oh there you go. I think so. And uh Brandon, uh one of your fr- uh, employees and my friend wants to uh have me ask you the story about it. Ah, yes, of course he does. <laughs> that that tubby dick. Oh, he can tell that story. That's funny that he brought that up. But uh, yeah. Um, all right. So Noah, our now head brewer at uh, Pete's Port San Clemente, um, he was extremely green to brewing, and uh, but was anxious and wanted to learn. So I said, "All right, I need I need an assistant. You're next in line. You've delivered beer." Now you're going to learn how to make it, and everything goes along with that. Well, while he was still delivering, um, we had, uh, what was it? Oh, it was, our, it was our Irish Stout, which actually you guys have a bottle of, too. Pork truck in a serving tank. He's filling a keg for an account. And uh, like I said, he's new to the whole thing. We've showed him how to fill kegs and, and all that. And um, he's done filling the keg. And... I don't know if any of you guys have ever filled a keg in a in a small brewery, but we're just attaching a line to the bottom of the tank yeah. and filling through a sinky keg with a valve on it on the top of it. So if you untap the keg without closing the valve on the on top of the sinky, the beer is still coming through the line and yeah. and out of the sinky. So right. he takes the, the the filler off the top of the keg, realizes that he you know, there's still beer coming out. The Sankey hits the floor, and he's literally kind of straddling this curb in their cold box. Yeah, and the the 
thing hits the ground in such a way that literally Irish stout just fountains up his leg and oh. into his crotch. <laughs> nice. And he comes out because none of us see this. We just hear screaming and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he comes out and he just, he literally looks like he pissed his pants with Irish dry stout. Oh. <laughs> or, or some would say shit himself. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, they will. Mud butt. <laughs> And it, yeah, it was summer, and he's delivering. I look at him. I go, "Oh well, I guess you learned how to fill kegs. <laughs> go right. deliver." So he's like, "What?" I'm like, "No, dude, you, you don't have time. You can't go home and change. You can't go. I mean, you got sticky stout balls for the rest of the day." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, but so, you had to uh, drop the balls off of the name. So we took that to a new level and decided to make a beer named after it. So we made sticky stout. I love nice. it. Very nice. I would like sticky stouts. Totally different. It's a um, it's American style stout, eight point two hoppy American hops and uh, rich deep malt character. The one you guys have, I believe, is pretty damn hoppy and bitter. Okay, it's a good naming scheme. I like when breweries have fun with what they're doing. Definitely, you know, yeah, they're not sitting around some like you know table racking their brain. <laughs> it just goes. Well, oh. that story actually goes even further <laughs> now that I think about it. Great. Got so, a sticky ass uh, no, border. No, it's it's all about glory and party pants. Oh, okay. Uh, oh no. So, you know, I I told Noah, you know, we're we're gonna make the beer. So we, he makes this beer with us, and uh, we're filling literally filling the bottles for GABF, and he's just in love with the beer. I'm like, dude, you're a little biased because of the whole name. Thing. <laughs> Everything. It's his first time going to GABF. He's like, I don't see how this beer doesn't win. And so I, yeah, I say, hey, look, you know, there's there's a lot of good beers in there in the GABF. You never know what's going to happen. You can't expect anything. You got to actually expect zero. And um, and he says, I just don't see it. And I said, you know what? If this beer wins a gold medal, I'll carry you across the stage on my shoulders. Ah. Uh. Okay. Guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you got some heavy lifting. <laughs> So yeah, you can. I I don't know. I I know uh, Jay Brooks had pictures on his site back in the day when it happened. But uh, yeah, um, there's pictures somewhere of Noah on my shoulders and me walking him across the stage uh, and Jay have to get the gold medal for sticky stout. And uh, just out of curiosity, what does Noah weigh? Was Noah? What does he weigh? Are we talking? You know, two tw- uh, two twenty here, Jeff? Or, or did, was it okay? <laughs> He's a tall, skinny boy. Okay, so not too bad. He's definitely under two bills. He's probably under 180. Okay. Because <laughs> Jeff's a tall guy, too. I don't want to see sure. Jeff walking across stage with some 250-pounder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you would have if, if Brandon had brewed that one. Charlie's warm. face was priceless. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> he didn't know if he should put it around my neck or put it around Noah's neck. He did not. <laughs> right. Or around the other neck. No, and he put it around his neck. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jeff Bagby from Pizza Port Brewing Company shared a lot of wonderful beers with us today and a lot of great information. I've got a couple uh, questions from the chat room that came through for you, Jeff, if you got a couple sure. more minutes. Sure. Uh, all right, let's see. Zymerator in the chat room. Um, he wants to know how Jeff likes, uh, how you feel about, and let me clarify his question here in my own brain, uh, your technique for dry hopping IPAs, um, reds, whatever, just for dry hopping. In other words, he wants to know, what kind of temperatures and contact time are you looking for, and and where in the fermentation process when you're dry hopping? Okay, uh, time, temp, and placement. All right, um, all of our dry hopped beers go through primary and are either 
done or very close to done. They're at fermentation temp. We um, have fermenters that we can dry hop into the top. We drop pellets in the top of the fermenter and let them let the beers finish fermentation or sit uh, at fermentation temperature for another two to three days. Okay. And then we cool them down. Um, some beers we also dry hop further than that, and that's in the bright tank. So upon transfer or before transfer, we will uh, fill straining bags full of flowers and pellets, put them in the serving tank, purge the, you know, after the tank's been CIP'd, been sanitized, throw the bags in, um, purge the tank, and then move the beer in. That's what, normally that's what our, our bigger ones. Okay. All right. Now here's a question. I'm only. I always hesitate to ask because I know it's it's just hard to answer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust his question a little bit. Okay. Well, his question is, what are your top three beers other than your own? If you can't <laughs> if you can't answer that, I always adjust it to like, what are your top three right now? Because if you're anyone, you know, if you're like the rest of us beer fans, they change all the time, oh, yeah. right? So I I get this question so much. It's hilarious. Yeah, uh, and we do too. I, I don't have a favorite beer. I, I I would feel bad leaving some of the others out if I picked one to single them, single them out or something. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't have a favorite beer. It depends on what time of day it is. Depends on the style. I'm getting comments from the peanut gallery. Um, you are. We couldn't hear. Yeah. Good. Right. Um, no, I I do not. I I there's days when. I come home and I want a pint of cream. There's days when I come home and I want double IPA. It, it, it varies. I don't have a favorite style. I don't have a favorite beer. There's beers that yeah. I, I kind of generically answer the question in a crappy way and say I always like fresh, locally made beer that's made well. <laughs> Good enough for me. Good enough for me. That's fine. Yeah. All right. One of our San Diego listeners, San Diego Matt, is in the chat room. Okay. And he says, uh, can Jeff please explain the awards that Noah has won in the past year so that people can see where he's ended up after the Sticky Stout debacle? <laughs> it's what the, he's, I guess he's looking out for his bro, Noah. I guess so. Noah's got a fan. <laughs> well, everyone has to have one. And it's a male. No, it's... it's <laughs> well, you don't know that for sure. you got to give the younger guys crap because they give me uh, truckloads of it. So. that. Anyway, no, Noah has, has has done the unbelievable, and that is one gold medal in both American IPA and Imperial IPA last year at the JBF. Um, those two gold medals were enough points to get him small brew pub of the year last year. So Noah has definitely gone a long way. There we go. He's built a not only a great cachet of recipes and beers in. Uh, San Clemente, but has developed a, a big local beer crowd there and has, has done a really good job in, in getting people exposed to beer. Orange, Orange County's tough, at least where they are. San Clemente is not an easy town to... It's, it's you know, it's a sleepy town somewhat. It's a, it's a you know, visitor's town or vacation town. And he's done a really good job of, of, of raising the level of beer at that location and, and making some really excellent styles and um, he's won medals in in other categories as well. His uh, his oatmeal stout has won a gold medal at GABF. His uh, robust porter has won a gold at the World Beer Cup, and his uh, Scotch ale has won um, 
a silver medal at the GABF. So, all right, that's enough. I just I still yeah. want to remember him as Sticky Stout Balls. So don't go, go too far. Next time you see him or meet him, call him that. He'll know exactly what you. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> Very nice. All right, that's about it from the chat. Uh, there were some other kind of weird and random questions that I'm just going to leave alone. Um, yeah, they, uh, I'm plenty willing to answer. I know. If no, if they were, uh, they're not coherent. Yeah, the whole if thing. they were coherent, uh, I would ask yes. them. They're just. It gets, well, uh, yeah. Didn't somebody ask what the specialty malts were? An arrogant bastard. Didn't, didn't I see that on the screen? There? <laughs> ah, tasty. <laughs> I think I saw that. It, and they asked, "What are the exact percentages?" It says there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. from a chat room listener. TMCD. Uh, he wanted to know if if you could uh, elaborate on the specialty malts used in Arrogant Bastard from your time at Stone. Well, I'm no longer a Stone employee. Well, true that. Perfect. So now you can't get in trouble. True, true. So you didn't sign the official Secrets Act. And um, I, I know what we did when I made the beer there. I I really don't know what they're doing now. Okay. I, I know you guys have, have I've heard anyway that you guys are battling this on the brute. Yeah. Uh, can you brew it? We are, so, yeah, we're on our third fucking attempt. Wow. Um, yeah. Still? Um, I, I don't want to overspeak because I don't know what they're doing. I will say that the, the beer has a high level of one high crystal malt. <laughs> I remember. Fucking Jeff. So it has a heavy amount of one hop that I'm sure you guys have already pegged. So I think we got the hop, but yeah. is, so the, is it B, Special B if you had to say highly sweet? Specialty malt for the listener that's wondering. Thing, I would say it's not specialty. Oh, tasty! There's your curveball right there. God damn it! Where's the crystal one fifty? Is it high crystal? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know that they when they moved to the new brewery, they um, they had to they had to do some work to get the beer back to what they thought it was when they made it on the system that the all right running in Lost Abbey are using now. So you know, you know what? I don't know that that beer's that. I remember when <laughs> I remember that, that first batch of that beer hit the bright tank, and I took a growler home. And I walked. I was walking out of the brewery, and I looked at Greg. He's like, "So, what do you think?" I'm like, "This beer's going to go a long way." <laughs> right, man. Think? How wrong you were. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You're going to sell. We're, we're going to sell a lot of this beer." <laughs> well, but, you know what, Jeff? You've I, helped. I, I, you steering I, tasty I, I, off of the special no, B pen. Uh, well, no, no, I was off that. I just it, don't know where to go. Oh, you were off it. Oh, I thought you were still sticking with it. No, Jamila's. Oh. Yeah. Now you've excited the dogs. <laughs> Once you say Jamil, everyone goes batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't remember the 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 recipe to a T. I remember what we did, but yeah, it's. Uh, I will tell you, it's a very simple recipe, and. Um, and a high like, crystal malt. He nailed the hop and, and find the right crystal and you're there. So you remember it being somewhere around the crystal 150 mark? Yes. Okay. All right, Taste. you got to switch gears. Well, I got I, Mitch Stone on line two. Mitch Steele. And his lawyer's on line three. Yeah, and his lawyer's calling Jeff's lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Moscow. I don't have a lawyer, so that'll work fine. It'll be fine. Uh, all right, Jeff, thanks so much for spending time with us, man. That was a good time. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, you can find Jeff Bagby down at uh, Pete's Port Carlsbad. You can find his beer as he's the director of operations. You know, kind of around all of them, you can definitely find the guys at the GABF. Sounds like you guys have a huge presence there this year. Yeah, we're, we're bringing out a big crew. It's uh, We're really looking forward to it. I'm not judging this year for once in a long time, so I'm going to have some fun. There yeah. you go. Just hang out and enjoy, man. Exactly. 
All right, brother. Thank you for being with us. I really appreciate it. And all the beer that you gave us, very generous. And uh, it's been a good birthday gift for me. I'm, I'm feeling good right now. Good. Good. Enjoy it. All right, brother. We'll see you in a couple weeks in Denver. Bye. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> all right. Cheers, everybody. Woof, woof. All right, there you go. Pete's Port Brewing Company, good guys. And really, I, I meant it. I don't know why it's taken us so long to get him on the air. we got to get him back, right? Good yeah. dude. Uh, it's good to hear he's a big fan of Tornado, because uh, that means we might get him in studio sometime, get him to come hang out to Tornado, and uh, one of his weekend trips up, we'll drag him in here and oh, yeah. good. make him bring Doc some Pilsner. Oh, shit, yeah. Or some pills. That was good. You need him in here. <laughs> well, Doc, uh, will, Doc will probably trade him pills for Pilsner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pills for pills. Go. Beepy pants. Okay, I'm going to pee in my pants. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, well, we have other things to do, I think. Oh, I've got feedback to do. We have some stuff. And, things uh, and stuff. We have other beers to try. I, we still uh, have a couple of Jeff's beers. Yeah. And um, Should we get drunk tonight? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm working on it's it. It's someone's birthday. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Honey, what's wrong? Was the Saison oxidized? Worse. Beer festival season is coming to an end. That's it for craft beer fun for the year. My God, you're right. What are we going to do? Wait, it's a long shot, but... Yes! What? The new Bay Area Craft Beer Festival is coming up October 22nd. (gasps) The one at Martinez Waterfront Park? Yeah, with all that great food. Live music. And and craft craft beer. beer. More than 30 of the best breweries west of the Mississippi will be there. I knew you loved me. I do, but I may love the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival more. Hey. Kidding. And I was just about to tell you your Saison is oxidized. What? Tickets for the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival are available online until October 19th at BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com. All tickets are pre-sale only. None will be sold at the door, so get yours online right now. Great beer, fabulous food, and rockin' live music. Round out your beer fest season right this year at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. 
Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps home brewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weld thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. city it's in ruins only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization Uh, i need a drink oh no the liquor store has been ransacked you looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Makes me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Sitting at a bar on the inside. Waiting for a ride on the outside She broke my heart in the trailer park So I checked the keys to her ugly car And crashed that piece of junk and then stepped away
bartender really did it this time Broke my parole to have a good time When I got home it was 6am The door was locked so I kicked it in She was tripping on the bills I think she was high on some bills She threw my shit out into the yard Then she called me a bum and slapped me real hard And in my drunken stupor I did what I should have never done Now I'm sitting here talking to you Drunk and on the run I'm sitting at a bar on the inside Waiting for my ride on the outside She stole my heart in the trailer park So I jacked the keys to her fucking car And crashed that piece of shit Then stepped away I guess I should have did something about my anger, but I never learned Real things I'm not concerned about, for kerosene on everything I love and watch it burn, I know it's my fault But I wasn't happy it was over, she threw a fit so I crashed her nova And now I'm going back again, back to the den to see my friends And when we all pile out that county van, they're gonna ask me where I've been
for sticking with us. Thanks to Jeff Bagby from Pizza Port Brewing Company for hanging out and having a good time with us. I always knew he'd be a, a fun guest. Oh, he's great, man. He's just got a laid-back style to him, uh, but he also knows his shit. What I wanted to talk to him about, and we kind of ran out of time, is is you know you ask him for IBUs on his beers, and he goes, I don't know. Oh, really? He doesn't keep track of that shit. But he knows in the recipe formulation. Why didn't you bring that up? I just, I figured he was, you know, we're going on his thing. We're going over all of his beers. And then yeah. um, it was just kind of it. You know, we ran out of time. So. And I didn't ask IBU. It's funny because I didn't ask IBUs because at one point he mentioned, oh, I wish I had this stuff in, in front of me. So yeah. I know that just from our experience interviewing brewers that IBUs are one of those things that it, it's only kind of when they, they read it on the paper in front of them. So I never asked an IBU question, just assuming he'd say, oh, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. But instead, he would have said, oh, I don't even keep track. I don't even know. No, they, they don't, you know, they don't add up the totals huh. and do all that. So they don't, it wouldn't ever say, oh, it's 47 IBUs. I go, I don't know. Like I did the, uh, uh, I did an interview for him for a uh, Kenya Root show coming up. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. The IBUs are maybe 40 or 50. I don't know. Wow. But he knows the alpha acids that of the hops that they used in the batches. So they have all the numbers. He just never really sat there and totaled up because it's not something that they strive to hit. Got it. You know what I mean? It seems like he formulates by weight, not by IBUs. So. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Right. He has so many pounds of 8 alpha and so many pounds of 9.2 alpha. I and see. then if it, the alphas change, he just increases the pounds. I see. Exactly. So still calculating yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, he, the ratio, but there's no but number. Not the, yeah, yeah, he's not okay. saying, I, oh, this beer is about 1065, I better give it about 60 IBUs. Yeah. He, you know, think, I, he thinks it's in pounds or something like it that. It kind of makes me wonder if that's more accurate, because IBUs is such a, uh, it's an impression of IBUs, and not really a by yeah. weight volume. Yeah. 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 I guess a percent, I, I guess, yeah. The calculation still comes with a, with weight in there, but... You see what I mean. Well, some yeah. varietals are going to give you more harshness, and they're going to seem hoppier than they really are. So you right. think it's, there is more than just IBUs for sure. Okay. I asked yeah. Jeff about dry hopping, and he gave me a similar kind of answer. I said, so for a double IPA that you guys do, about how many pounds per barrel do you like to dry hop? He just kind of smiled at me and said, I don't know, we filled the bucket up to about here. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and that's See, about it, yeah. It's you know so laid back like and intuitive. It's is, awesome. As you guys know me, that that's how I want to brew. Yep. That's how I want to home brew. And yeah, but he does... For God's the, sake, I don't want a professional brew. But if no. I did, that's how I, wa- I would want to do it. Well, you would have to do the detail work that they do to make that work. In order make to make work. it work, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. right. So, and I don't think you would do it. No. No, fuck no. <laughs> no, fuck no. But I still like the idea that it goes... Well, it goes to here. It goes, to, it goes, goes to, to this. You see this little this little dirt mark on the bucket. Yeah. That's where it goes up to. Yeah. Like it's not even a real mark. I bet. I love it's it. Just a little. Yeah. And then you go. Well, why don't you just measure it? I don't know because it goes to here. Like it just, <laughs> why would I? Yeah. Well, he's Who a, cares? he's of the school. Like you taste the beer, and if it doesn't have a yes. dry hop, you just raise the level on the bucket. Got it. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Go to the other dirt mark. <laughs> right. Or use two buckets. Well, I guess, and if you think about it, yeah. the, the measurements that we're looking for as home brewers. Crappers really don't need because they only they maybe they start really putting on bottles because people because home brewers. Yeah. So they're maybe, not trying to pass on the recipe; they're just trying to make good beer. And that's right. the, at the end of the day or into the fermentation cycle, they taste the beer and they say, "Is it good enough or not good enough?" And then they make adjustments. Sure. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Oh, he's fun to interview and uh, and to listen to. And uh, I got to cool say, beer, that beer is pretty rad. Awesome. Uh, Those are all very good beer. Yeah, I've beer. only ever had Pizza Port beer at uh, at JBF. That's where I, you know, I kind of go to their booth and, and check it out. I know they're always going to win some medals. Uh, no. I don't spend a lot of time in San Diego, so I never really get to have it. 
Yeah. Uh, so that was a real treat for us too. You know. To just to, uh, for me to get to enjoy that. That was nice stuff. I was lucky enough a couple of years ago to be able to go around, and I went to three or four of the locations in a day. Oh, right. And uh, nice. they're just great. Every you know, the, every location is different. They kind of brew some different beers, and they're all good. Sure. They're just all really good. Yeah. So that methodology works, you know. Love it. All right. Well, hopefully we'll get Jeff in the studio sometime. we got to get Tommy. I know they're not the same company, but we got to get Tommy in the studio sometime, too. I know they were mentioning him, but Tommy's a studio guy, I think. Because uh, yeah, yeah. Well, because people think that Tommy's not a nice guy, and you know Tommy's a super nice guy. Uh, but we got to get him sitting in front of a microphone, hanging out with us. I think to to prove it. Why we got to prove it. Why don't they think he's a nice guy? Um, because I think he's qu- he's just quiet. he's a quiet guy. Yeah. But they assume he's a dick. He's a quiet guy, and he's you know what? He's serious about his beer. Oh yeah. And so when you ask him about beer. He doesn't. He cuts to the bullshit, and he gives you a, a real clear answer about the beer, and he's pretty serious about it. Um, it just, you know, people are people are used to Californians being a bunch of pussies and you know, fancy dancing around everything. Absolutely, sound like fancy my dad dancing? right now. It's my birthday. I'm getting old, and I sound like my dad right now. Everybody's fancy dancing around everything. <laughs> it, it sounds fun. <laughs> Do you need pants in uh, your party you pants? pants with that? And Tommy doesn't fancy dance around anything. He just no. gives you an answer. He casual hops. Straight He's a man. It's a straight shooter. It's a straight shooter. Yeah. No party pants. No. So, I want Jeff in the studio. I want a lot of people in the studio, Moscow. We got to we gotta get back to that. Yeah. And I want my soup. Yeah, we do. I always try. It's just tough. <laughs> yeah. You know, people have, uh, you know, jobs and stuff. And I need a glass of cranberry juice every show. Yeah. One glass. Change me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So, uh, if so you do, what is the rider on a standard show, then? I don't even know her, dude. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, for a, a, a guest to come in? I think he means your rider, uh, for, My rider? Yeah, on a yeah your rider, yeah. It's you know your what? birthday. I'm such a pussy, I don't even give my own producer my rider. I don't I don't even tell him. Oh, you like, slack. Uh, I do slack. I yeah. should be like, listen, it's uh, it's a lap dance. It's uh, That would have been in it, honestly, if that was the... Uh, so it oh, would I be don't a, think he means by me. Or oh, did you? Not. No, no not I don't that. think so. There's a bunch of broads out there, though. There are. And there's a lap dance. Uh, yeah, we should just move this. We should move the studio cams just out to the rest of my house, because bunch of people hanging out to party which means we got to f- wrap up uh last dance would put on there sour beer which i don't have to put on the rider guys knew to, br- to bring me that and you don't really need to put a lap dance on there either i didn't open tasties but i'm pretty sure it's a pretty goddamn good beer um, um, um a handy maybe really? uh which uh, i'll take from jp he's got big hands first you don't even need the lap dance Right? Is it present? It's handy out of the way, and then it's like, all yeah. right. No, no, it's all in order. Oh. Is it see. present time? I don't know. We're, I'm trying to cut corners. <laughs> it's a build-up. I don't know. I didn't know it was present. I just, they just Is gave it? me beer at the beginning, so oh. I don't know if it's uh, present time or not. All right, then. Drink well, it. You let me know. Anyway, I don't know what my rider is. I'm too much of a... I don't know. I'm demanding, but I do it in like sarcasm and subtle ways, right? I, instead of just writing it out like Moscow, this is what's supposed to be here, eh, just throughout the week I go... Uh, you know, JP, it'd be nice if you were funny this week. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I don't know. What are we going to do about that? I don't know. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's a constant tough. challenge. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. You're doing it like Jeff. You're yeah. like, you know, sarcasm. You know, Jeff, there's this thing called comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. I go, uh, well, Moscow, you know, we could do on the show on Monday. It's my birthday. You could invite people. I don't know, but you don't have to. No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all like that. That's how my rider goes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm still 13, I think. 
Uh, all right. Uh, let me do this, though. Uh, you know, if you don't want to be uh, like us casual brewers and you want to get a little more detailed, although you can kind of do all of it, you can go to Beersmith.com and get yourself a free 21-day trial uh, of the new software. It's Beersmith 2.0 that's out right now. And, you know, you can be as detailed as you want with your recipe and your ingredients and your IBUs and your mash temperature and your water profile and your water chemistry. You can go nuts with it with with the new beer smith you know or you could just chill out and and throw in a simple recipe and do like i did my last two brews where i just put the ingredients in i i put the alpha acids of the of the hops i kind of measured uh, my pre-boil and my post-boil and then i didn't really worry about anything after that and it worked out fine you can go to beersmith.com and do the same thing you get a free 21 day trial check it all out uh i think you're gonna like it if you do you then you could buy it and uh you know one thing i can point out about beersmith is that you get a lot of support uh brad uh he's the owner of the company he writes all the software he comes from the software side and um he's really excited about his software he'll he'll answer all your questions and i talked to them uh uh, for a long time at nhc in fact he was way over my head he's talking to me about features of the program that i'm pretty sure i will never ever ever use and it's mostly because i'm just lazy uh and don't want to get there but uh, if you really want to geek out about beer or you just want something to track your ingredients, go to beersmith.com. Check it out. It's a free 21-day trial. And then uh, if you like it, you know you can buy it. It's good stuff. And they support the program, so that's a pretty good reason to check them out, too. Okay. What else? Uh, feedback? Let's do feedback. A lot of things. Hey, can we do feedback? <clears throat> I'd rather do feedback. Is it too early for feedback? Oh, I'm going to do... Peter wants feedback, so... I like feedback. Yeah, feedback's good. Feedback. <laughs> All right, I gotta find it. Oh, I don't have any feedback music. So, um, I I know. hang on. When, when will you be funny, JP? Uh, can you? It's <laughs> <laughs> in my writer. It was in my sarcastic writer, and it's his birthday. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. Can you put yeah. on the funny? Put on the funny. Could you do it in the next sort of twenty minutes? Personally? I could try to do that. Yeah, I'll try to do that for okay. you. Could you let us know when you do it so we can? Just... <laughs> I, I w- <laughs> Trust me, I, I do every fucking show. I go. Okay. By the way, that was I was being funny then, and everyone goes, oh. Oh. I don't know. Everyone goes, oh, huh? Yeah. We, we didn't know ahead of time. We didn't get it. So, yeah. I like Peter. And, you know, the Australians are the only country, I think, that are more sarcastic than we are. Uh, well, you have to be. All that, the heat drives you nuts. No, the, the, the poms do a good line in sarcasm. Oh, they do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The plums? Poms. The pommies. Pommies. What is that? What that means. Huh? Oh. God. You know, education talk. The Chileans. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes perfect sense, <laughs> right? We're actually so so. Uh, Peter helped at the Heretic booth. By the way, since you're looking for your feedback music, and he uh, and uh, we staggered the release of the Evil Cousin, which is the uh, Heretic uh, Imperial IPA. Which is awesome, just full of dank, whatever. So yeah, we've been telling people about here. that. Yeah, it's great, right? Right, that's official. Oh yeah, yeah, great. So, so these these three broads come up, and and you know, two are really beautiful, and one was kind of a huskier broad with a mesh cap backwards, and sort of like the Kardashian sisters, sort of, yeah. But uh, anyway, and um, and so she goes, well, what's the evil cousin? He go, and Peter's like, well, you know, it's a it's a oppie bears kind of dyke, and she goes, excuse me, you know, dyke, dyke, and she goes. What dyke? Did you dyke? Dyke? Who are you calling a dyke? Dyke? Calling a dyke a dyke? Wow! I think she was kind of a lesser, but he's like, he's like, no, it's it, you know, D I K 
Okay. Oh, dank. Yeah. <laughs> dank. That's awesome. She was like, I was going to say. She was totally thought he was insulting her. Wow. It was awesome. She was about or to call beat her, her ass, out. Peter. Yeah. yeah. She was quite big. Big. Yeah. She could have beat your she ass. She could have been a dank. <laughs> Well, that's oh, what no, I think. But, oh, by the way, GP, that was funny. Thanks. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, there funny. you go. It Good wasn't job. funny at all. You delivered. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not well, paying that one. <laughs> that I'm one doesn't count. All, no. Fair enough. Oh. Dank. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... How a, can you mix it's dank like with dyke? It's like a big... It's like a really big dyke. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you. I want to put my finger in the dyke. What? <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Dank. Dank. Right. Oh, it still doesn't I work. think you guys have a real problem with the letter A. <laughs> or, or I. I. What don't we have we a problem with? Yeah. yeah. We've got several versions of that. Yeah. Oh None of what God. you know. You've got mail. Oh, it's uh, feedback. There yeah, it is. I kind of like that feedback intro. Yeah. Oh, it's feedback. Uh, feedback's brought to you today by craftbeer.com. You can go to craftbeer.com and check it out. Celebrating the very best in craft beer. They'll uh, give you a lot of articles and, and just what's new with craft beer. And especially right around now, leading up to JBF, it's a good source to go check things out and, and find out what's happening. So that if you're going to JBF, you know who to go see and what beer to try and who's doing what. Craftbeer.com. Right, I got a few things about Bevo this week. Yeah. Moscow, grab Bevo. Grab her in here and so you can hear all this I'm stuff. I'm not sure she'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. She is roly-poly. She'll probably fit one more time. All right. Give me uh, a okay, you gotta check it out. give her her, ex- her exit interview. You did it earlier in the show. You might want to do it in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, let her know how well she did. Oh, yeah. I told her after she left. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh. Oops. Uh, here's a good. Here's a question. Here's a question I've been wondering, and right. I, I thought maybe oh. Doc could shed some light because I think that back uh, when he used to go to GABF, um, he might have found a good place. Uh, let's see. Nick wrote in. He said, "Hey, I'm heading to GABF for my buddy's bachelor party. Uh, it'll be my first time visiting Denver. Ooh. Any recommended strip clubs in Denver? Keep up the good work. Love you all from Nick." Uh, I've never been to a strip club in Denver because I'm always busy drinking. Oh, yeah. well, there's, um, there's the one close to the convention hall, and that's the only one. I've I know. walked by uh, that one. Is that the two story one? That's the one you yeah. brought. Please say years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, forgot the name. Terrence, of it. too. We should get Bad Rock on uh, the line but, for this. Uh, that, that's a really nice place. It, downstairs, it, it looks like a kind of a Arabian harem kind of thing going. There's stuff going on everywhere, and then there's this small. Kind of stairway up to this doorway. Okay, and I didn't even bother with the lower room. Oh, just we just walked right through there. We went up to the top room. You went straight to the, the champagne room. Cocaine yeah, room. pretty yeah. much. Yeah, uh, I mean the champagne room. And you know, it's just throw enough money down. Everybody's got a smile on their face. <laughs> True that. If I remember right, you brought a. Uh, <clears throat> we won't say any names. Make that out right now. If I remember right, you brought a certain uh, uh, founder of the Brewing Network. Newbie, uh, yeah, he had never been to uh, one of those sort of places to before. initiate him. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we, were, we were taking a taxi ride somewhere, and he mentioned that, and I said, "Oh, okay." And we <laughs> That's tur- all you needed to hear. We pretty much turned the taxi around. I said, said "Take me to the best strip club you have here." And yeah. Go, oh, I know where it is. Is it right? Took you there. Oh yeah, and we. Uh, next thing I know, it's like four or five in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, you told me you just kept like 
throwing throwing cash his way so he could get the full experience. Oh, yeah. Which is the only way to do it. You know, when you're a poor kid, uh, you don't get the full uh, strip club experience. You got to gotta go with oh, someone you, who's you, got dough. Go first, go big. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it was fun just watching that. Right. All right, uh, so did we get any names out for those strip clubs, or we just say the one close to it? I, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, okay. uh, La Bohem, I think, is what yeah, the saying. Close it's one. what it is, yeah. Okay. You can't miss it. It's the only one nearby that I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it wasn't a long taxi ride. I'll tell you what, just put a post in the forum under beer events just, uh, where you're asking about the GABF. Ask for strip clubs. we got a lot of Denver people. PM Bad Rock. There you go. He'll tell you. He's probably heard of it. Yeah. All right, P-Dub wrote in, and he said, Hey, I just made a one-time donation for the BN Baby Shower gift to Bevo and her baby. When I clicked on the Donate button, I thought there was going to be a comment box so I could specify that the donation was for (laughs) Bevo's baby, but no such window opened up. Uh, If one of you BN douchebags ends up taking the cash to go on some Oktoberfest holiday, let's face it, none of us will be surprised. (laughs) You're all such fucking scammers. We know you're all getting rich off this beer radio gig. Oh, yeah. I had been starving, uh, sorry, I had been saving the money I donated for Justin's liver transplant or uh, JP's bail, but screw you both. Congratulations and best wishes to Bevo and Abby and even Sammy from P-Dub. Uh, and they said Zane Lamprey show was a good change of pace and Roger uh, was great to have back on. Yeah, it's weird because when I get emails that you guys have made a donation, there's a comments field and the comments field is always blank. So... <laughs> Apparently, the comments field is on my end and not on your end. I don't know how it works out, but here's what happened. And and just so everybody knows, um, all one-time donations from last Sunday to this Sunday are going to Bevo and Sam. So you don't have to make comments or anything. If you made a one-time donation, every single one of them uh, for the past uh, seven days is going to Bevo and Sam. So rest assured, your money will not be good. Oktoberfest is going on now, so I, I can't go anyway. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have stolen all that cash, given Bevo like 20 bucks and gone, wow, what about just stingy listeners? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's me. My limo's here. Sorry. Gotta go. I think right now, Kate the Great is putting together the tally of the of the seven days so we could see how you did, Beve, and hopefully cut you a check so you guys can actually afford to have a baby. Aren't you having a baby like in a day or two? Three days? Yeah, you use somebody's... Three weeks. Oh, three, three weeks. Oh, three weeks. Yeah. Why was last Sunday your last day then? Because she I can't fit, fit, bro. In here. Yeah, <laughs> you're in here now. I can't fit in, fit in there. the booth. Well, I can barely fit. Bullshit. <laughs> That's true. Moscow does barely fit. He's looked uncomfortable all night. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really not. <laughs> I've never seen his posture look so good. I thought that was just him just sitting straight up. Can't hardly fit. I look that tense, huh? Um, <laughs> more, more like intense, you know? Yeah. I had. Uh, let's see. So I had a few th- uh, come through like that. Let's see. Uh, someone wanted to write in, uh, what's up, my fellow uh, golden girl loving homeboys? Uh, wow. Which, of course, refers to... T-Rocker. Uh, to Terrence from last week. And uh, me, I agreed with him. Terrence is here. I think this is like a fake version of it. Thank you for being a friend. Sounds like Sammy. Travel down the road. I think this is actually the original version, but is, is the demo. Is it the one from the show? It's not the one from the show. It's actually a female on the show. Yeah. Oh, so they stole it from this guy. I like this guy better. GGTrivia.com. Hashtag trivia. I gotta. F- right, yes, probably Where did I find the original one? It's probably Captain and Tennille. I just googled it. Actually, I heard them today on the radio. 
Well, YouTube action. What the hell are you listening to? That's I don't a real know. Good story. Just, it, <laughs> turn on the car. It's on. Well, everyone knows doctors' offices have the worst music. No, no, no. no. Doc's office closed today, so he's listening to that in his spare time. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't even blame that. No. Nope. There it is. Oh, that's yours right there. All right, Terrence. Hey, Terrence, you want to do a party, a watching party with me? Absolutely. Let me know when and where. You guys are going to have a Golden Girl. What happens at a Golden Girls watching party? Gayness. Uh, Polish our dentures and. (laughs) They they make quilts. Are you going to bring. Are you going to (laughs) invite Bevo and Sam's baby Ethel? uh, We'll drink drink sherry. Just remember, knit one, pearl two, and then out by Esther. Yeah. Oh, the chick's definitely better than the original, actually. Won't you stand up and take a bow? <laughs> and if you threw a party, what a homo! It's kind of good though. You <laughs> write that song. We should yeah. do it on BNA Seven. I think you're a homo. You're jamming over there. It's out of his range. I was jamming. Yeah, the range is a little rough. Okay, probably writes jingles. Oh, well, like it's paid a lot too. All right, so what up to all my fellow Golden Girl loving homeboys and girls? Uh, there is uh, this is TBN Third Coast. Your shows keep getting better and better. I'm at work laughing my ass off, crying while you poor souls are trying to talk a guy's penis into peeing. That was me and you, Bevo. That's a moment that I hope you remember late in your life when you're like, you know, there was this one time you helped out a brother that Justin yeah. and I talked a penis into peeing. Mommy, tell me stories about when you used you to tried have to fun. Type it to me, and you're like, hey, penis. Delay. Yeah. Delay. Couldn't even type that. Delay. Hey, said, penis. Yeah. It said, it said, hey, Peter. Uh, let's see. He said, how can I explain to people walking by my office? Um, you know, I can't. Can't even make something up at that point. They just think I'm nuts and I'm a douchebag. We'll all miss Bevo. Hopefully, uh, her and Esther can make a return. Uh, Sam can strap a uh, can strap a fake breastfeeder boob onto himself while Bevo works to chat. Keep on keeping on. Look forward to the ass hatter in every session. Good stuff. TBN Third Coast. What is the third? What is that? What's uh, our third coast? It's, uh, Puerto Rico? It, no, golf, no, it's the a golf, Texas right? Texas Gulf, Gulf Coast ish kind of thing. Oh, I see. Because they're like their own. Well, they have a coast. Oh, country. Yeah. I guess they. Yeah, it deserved to be. They want us to secede. Get out of here. Yeah. That's what I Good say. riddance. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I think I have a tally. Uh, All right, drum roll. Of <clears throat> for donations for Bevo. Uh, yeah, you know it's going to take me out. Yeah, 100 hours. Oh, no, I got it. There we go. How about that? Holy shit. Yeah, don't ever fa- have faith in me. <laughs> we just start beating on the I'll, desk. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it when I hear yeah. it. All right, I have a tally for the Bevo baby shower donation drive. Balls. Do you want me to say it on air, Bevo? Do you care? Yeah. 530 bucks. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Good job, everybody. That's really nice of you. Very generous. Uh, we'll cut a check today. Uh, the Brewing Network will cover, cover all the fees. Uh, so you get a full 530 bucks uh, toward the baby. And, um, you know, uh, I think that means that I get to name it, right? No. <laughs> you bought a baby. But Are you they, sure? But, yeah, I'm sure. Sure, you can name it as long as it's but like how much, is, how much is that baby really worth? It's Sam's baby. It was probably worth like. <laughs> but it's also my baby. Yeah, that's true. You Wait, sure I don't get to name it? I'm sure. Keep telling yourself that. How much money was it? 530 bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. That's great. You that's can buy so a black generous. baby on the, on the black market right now <laughs> for less than that. You don't even need to buy one. You can just go out and have... Well, you would have to have sex, so never mind. <laughs> right. But you can no pay a sex. lot less than 500 and... How, how much was it? 30? There's a lot of black market babies that you can and go You can buy. just go take one. 
Go take pictures. You get one for free. <laughs> There's one in the living room, yeah. actually. There is just well, a baby hanging out. Yeah. I actually hugged my first uh, uh, breastfeeding mother tonight. What? Um, well, Terrence's wife is here, and she was breastfeeding, and, and I, I gave her a hug hello. Awkward. She was breastfeeding at the time? At but the you, time. But you were looking, too, right? Of course I was looking. I was kept trying to catch a glimpse. How did I miss that? Did you get any milk on your shirt? No, no. She covers it up like she was suffocating the baby. Like, the whole thing was in a blanket. And I tried to tell her, I said... Blanket. I said, that baby looks, <laughs> the baby looks warm to me. You ought to let it breathe. Let it breathe, huh? I let it out. And she didn't go for it. And chap lips. Well, she's, she she's smarter than that. Yeah. But hey, anyway. Terrence has a fun story about breastfeeding. Oh, he's been doing some breastfeeding himself. Have you been tasting the milk? I haven't been tasting the milk. Um, I have a <laughs> Becca found it um, hilarious to shoot me in the face oh. With, oh. with boot milk. How yeah. far does it shoot? It was a good five, six feet. What? Yeah. what? Yeah. So, good aim too. Wait like, a right second. Below their hang, eye. On. hang on a minute. Well, that's as close yeah. as you're going to get. By the way. So, in other words. <laughs> They're under pressure? They're under pressure, yeah. Do, 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 sure, man. Do, do, Think do, about do. it. Yeah, that's, no, 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 no. You just did the vanilla ice one. Point of milk. No, no, you added do, 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 do. Point of milk comb. Dang. Yeah, they're under, they're under pressure. It gets... I didn't know that. It feels like um, like You've rocks. You've not lived. This is your problem. You have not yet lived. I've not lived. Peter saying, I've not, <laughs> you haven't been squirted by well, breast milk. By, yeah, by breast milk uh, is a qualifier. No, it was weird. Like, um, So she squirted you from across the room. Well, it wasn't really across the room. I actually knew, I bent down to say hi to Jack right after he finished. And I got up, and I was a good five, six feet away. And pow, I mean like straight shot. Oh, really? Right on the cheek. And cool. so I'm, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. I now, exactly. with what? No, I, I, she's like, I know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, I say I it's a little I payback, always, isn't I it? I permission before I do it. So yeah. it's a little payback. Yeah, isn't it? right in your face. <laughs> Money shot. <laughs> Don't worry, honey. It's good for the skin. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> Take it like a man. But you've tasted the milk. No, I have not. I have oh. not tasted the milk. The chat is saying it tastes good. Because that's nasty, dude. It is really? kind of nasty. That really is. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's also a hate crime, I feel. I, what? <laughs> she, 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 she assaulted him. Off the tab. Oh, the squirting. Yeah. That's oh, assault. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not the tasting. That's a hate crime. <laughs> it could yeah. be. It's salty. Or a love crime in their case, oh. I guess. I don't, you know, I think it's gross too, but I also would try it because I would feel it was my duty to try it. Uh, uh, it's his birthday too. <laughs> I'm going to be complete. <laughs> Wait, I was Oh, get Becca in here. I wasn't talking about he was. this time. <laughs> Straight from the spout. That's All right. Yeah. Oh, now we see where you're going. Well, That's a good five or six feet well, for Terrence. I wouldn't have to touch it. She could get me from over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you open, just open wide. Yeah, open wide. Here so it, it wouldn't up. be cheating. I'd never uh, touch the boob. No, I actually was going to say that she would probably squirt like uh, sounds so oh weird. My God. <laughs> if she squirts it into like a glass yeah. if that's what you're getting at that's you're gonna swirl it around what is she a it. fucking rattlesnake but you would suck it straight from come the come on then, right? well is then I would, if i'm saying that if it was my wife okay then i would give it a shot yeah happy this birthday it's disgusting actually she probably would how about how many dads do we have in the room here peter you're a dad doc's a dad tacy's a dad uh uh, we got another dad. I got four dads. Of the four dads in the room, how many of you have tasted the breast milk? No one. Paul is willing to admit Only it. one? <laughs> Doc, you didn't even no, try it? I, I got asked that before, too. Yeah. In, in the, the, I would have thought the, for sure you tried it. No, I just never came up. And Tasty, you're a fucking pervert. I'm a hippie. <laughs> I no, I just never did. I don't know. No, but I've been squirted. 
You've been squirted, but on never numerous tasted. occasions. So only one guy whose name I announced to the world, poor bastard. Uh, but I, yeah, I think it's normal. It. Why not? It's not normal. Taste it. Well, actually, uh, when I was in the, the class with all the dads and they got to ask, most of them raised their hand. I, I felt like... You felt like, like the odd guy I out. I was the odd guy out because me and one other guy didn't. This is the and, first time I've 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 think I've seen you shy away from like the 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 experimentation, Doug. Usually yeah. you just go for it. I never really thought about it, but you I know, go to Burning Man. Yeah, well, but yeah. I, I never really thought about it, and uh, then the, the, at, at that point the the opportunity had passed. I see. Do you think Becca would 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 pour a shot for him? Absolutely. Birthday shot? Absolutely. Oh, I can't do it that way. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Birthday shot of breast milk. Well, because for one, I don't get any of the tit out of it, uh, which is the which is the palatable part. How about um, How about if you drop uh, how it? How about you you look at the tit while you're <laughs> you're, while you're drinking it? <laughs> right. How about you no. drop it you drop it in that stout and then slam the whole thing? Oh, no. carbon. Carbon. Oh, because the last time I did a JP, it was with the whole egg situation, and I almost lost my groceries. Oh. Remember that the Destroyce guys oh, yeah, put a yeah. raw egg in my stout, and you almost made me throw up. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink even regular milk anymore. It, milk grosses me out. I'm just saying, if it was my wife. At the time of the baby being around, it would seem like a family no. thing to try. I don't know. I don't necessarily. No, I couldn't drink it out of a glass. If right. it meant I got to touch uh, uh, Terrence's wife's boob, I might go for it. So but. you've tasted your own jizz? No. Because oh, isn't no. that basically the Whoa. same thing? Oh, a baby doesn't live on my jizz. Oh. Of course it's not. Are you nuts? At least you not without made out of your jizz. That's Half of it. So what? Oh. I haven't like tried to. I'm this not drinking too- menstruation either. Oh. <laughs> and, that's, oh. and there's eggs in there. So oh. your your logic doesn't hold up. Well, of course. course not. Do you think it would? Right. right. I would admit to you that I tasted my jizz anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now, pre-cum is a different matter. Can we just? Can we all agree on that? I mean, not me, not me, but I mean, who? Yeah. If it was somebody, we wouldn't know. Yeah, I should get back to the feedback. Uh, do we? A couple we things. Where do you go from menstruation tasting? I have more. I have a beer question. <laughs> What? Do that? Huh? Well, and it's for Nate. For the show? Uh, the it was for Nate and Roger. Uh, they make a good point because we. I did. I think we cut them off because we ended up talking about baby Esther over there, and didn't fruity get to, Esther didn't get to do this. Um, what kind of half-assed comment were Chris Roger from, and I trying to make on this one? No, no. It's that I cut you guys off because oh. I went to funny stuff. Uh, Chris from Vancouver, Washington, wrote in. Um, hey, that Roger was talking a lot about single hot beers on Sunday. Tuberock. Uh, I've been thinking about doing a series of these beers, uh, possibly getting my club to do several batches. Um, but I had a question about how to formulate recipes for these. Um, so he, his question is, do you try to match IBUs or AAUs, uh, or do you use the same volume for each edition? I'd love to hear you guys uh, discuss Well, that. at Faction or uh, Triple Rock, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> right. we, we try to match uh, IBU each time. Um, and then you see you have a... a Basic metric to go from the next time you do the beer. Was that right, Roger? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Roger, how do you They're feel wrong. about esters, Roger? What, what? Uh, I, I have an ester free zone, oh. my brewery. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> same recipe, match IBUs. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> Perfect. I like that that was short and sweet. We can get back to talking about tits in a second. Uh, let's see. Hey, Brewcasters. Happy birthday, Jay. I hope you have a great one. Really enjoyed the last show with Zane Lamprey, and I won't lie. Uh, I got a little emotional about Beeb's maternity maternity leave. 
Yeah. Pussy. He said there was one tragedy, however. Nate and Roger were cut off when they were talking about the dankness and how to produce an IPA that doesn't leave the drinker with lingering bitterness. Um, can we take a minute to talk to Nate about dankness and its hop bill and explain the approach and why it works? Got a minute for that? Yeah, absolutely. That beer is... Um, oh, take a minute. Dankness. I'll be quick so we can, Go. Get, we can get back to the tits. Um, Thank you. <laughs> the beer had three hop editions, a uh, 60-minute bittering edition, and that was 18 IBU. There was a 30-minute uh, bittering slash flavor edition. That was also 18 IBU. The 60-minute uh, edition was Apollo. 30-minute edition was Summit. And the Flame Out or Whirlpool edition, in this case, at the production brewery, is um, Summit and Apollo and Citra. Okay. And I don't remember the exact proportions, but you guys will have to play around with whatever you want to dial in for flavor. But um, A shitload. The, the, yeah, exactly. A shitload. The question was about bitterness and the and idea dryness is... And- yeah, so the mash temp on that beer was uh, 150, and it had a fairly low amount of cri- overall crystal malts. I think the total came out to be 5% or less. And you want to bitter it. You know, you were shoot- we were shooting for attenuation at about 10-10. Hit that, thankfully. And bitterness at about calculated in the kettle up until flame out it was only about 40 ibu we're getting an additional approximately 20 from the the uh, whirlpool or the flame out edition okay. so that, it's tougher to calculate but that's what well, I, what you could approximate kind of what what you would think of uh if you boiled it for only a few minutes is kind of how i how so, i do a, a so flame what was out the knock on what was the volume you made 18 barrel no uh, seven now. seven barrels yeah and what was the weight of the of the flame out remember that that I don't remember. I think it was uh, six or eight pounds, right. somewhere in that range, okay. I think. Oh, shitload. Yeah. And how long was your whirlpool rest? Whirlpool rest was uh, 12 minutes. Okay. We were shooting for 15, and then, I don't know, we got bored and said, let's just do it now. <laughs> I think George had finished his smoke, and I was kind of ready to have a beer, so we said, let 12 is good, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, low, low bittering, low IBUs for the... The first couple of hop editions, just keep it real lean on that part so, of it. It's so kind of the idea. A lot from the late hop edition. Yeah, exactly. And good attenuation. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting some really good news right now that uh, one of our listeners, not sure if he wants me to say his name or not. I'm not sure either, so don't until I find out. Uh, matched the total donation for Bevo's baby shower. Wow. So uh, $1,060 for Bevo's uh, baby. No. Sounds like a starting gravity more than a donation. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good IPA. Nice work, Moscow. Uh, yes, see? Moscow on the I'm beer learning, joke baby. side. Yeah, class for that. Go wow, that's got a good combination <laughs> of knowledge yeah. and shaput yeah. Sunday. That's great. All right, we get this question about once every couple of years. It came through straight to Tasty on this one, and it All says, right. uh, "Dear right. Tasty, it's about six inches long. Got to know how to ask." <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts about brewing with the cousin? I was thinking it would be nice to have a cousin beer around. I know hop oils are isomerized in the boil, and I guess the same process would uh, maybe wouldn't work with THC. How about wet hopping with the cousin? Would THC make it its way into the final beer? What about flavor? I'd like to get that weed taste in the beer as well. Have you had any good examples of a beer like this? So anyway, like I said, Tasty, it comes through every couple of years. Well, I always give the same answer. If you you know, if you want to get high, get high. If you want to drink, drink. Don't mix the two together. But you have I, had a cousin beer. Well, I had them. I've never made one, but I've had plenty. People somehow want to give them to me, and I, you know, yeah. And um, and are they good? Well, frankly, I. A lot of times I set them aside because they don't tell me like what I've got there, right? I don't know whether to drink 
Uh, Twelve ounces. Uh, oh, that's a good point. You don't want to uh, blow your head off. Two oh. ounces. I'm, I don't want. You know, I'm always. I don't want to like. Uh, right. Well, you you know. don't want to end up like me. Yeah, I want to make sure staring into the darkness. For the I want to make of the sure night. they're the it's effective enough, but I don't want to be over effective. So I, without the dosage information, I'm. Uh, that's why I think it's a bad idea. Um. Uh, yes, you can dry hop with it. Uh, alcohol is a will, will uh, dissolve uh, the active elements. Uh, I had a beer. Uh, you can boil uh, and, and create some isomers. You know, release the things too. Okay. I had a beer a couple of years back at the Southern California Homebrewers Conference. I think it was from the guys at well, don't say Santa Cruzish, something like that. But they, but they, oh. they, they said that to me it tasted like the cousin, and they swore to me it had yarrow in it, hmm. and no cousin, and no cousin, and. Psh, it, it was actually a really nice beer because it, it did taste like the cousin, the nice part, the green part. Well, that's another uh, good solution to me. It, it was, it, some it, of that and uh, have a joint in your other hand. If you, yeah, if you want, exactly. If you wanted to taste like that and you don't have to worry about uh, over isomerizing things and, and uh, making things not work the way they should. Yeah. Um, but he said it, he used a lot of yarrow in it. And actually, it was a really nice, balanced herb kind of beer. And. Well, that, that I swear, like, I uh, swear, he was lying to me. But uh, you know what? It, it it didn't get me high. Okay. That way, but it did taste like the cousin. It really did. I don't. Well, mind I hope that. those uh, guys at that heretic place are listening. They could add a little bit of that to their. Uh, yep. Some beer they got. I don't know which one. <laughs> if I could have cousin tasting cigarettes that didn't get me all fucked up and paranoid, I'd smoke that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I miss that. I got to tell you, I yep. miss that taste of the flavor and the danky, smell. Is green awesome. flavor smell. That's going to be a line for the quote mm-hmm. game in 2014. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'd smoke I like that, that shit. shit. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, one more email for the feedback. Um, <clears throat> Uh, let's say, hey, Justin, uh, happy birthday, you Bernie man going, brain cell losing, perma-buzzed hippie. May your next career be even easier than drinking on air. I get it. That's a nice wish. It yeah. is. Um, what does it mean? He said, I wanted to offer some constructive criticism on the Twitter feed. Uh, of course. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, JP's been in charge of for a little while, so this is for my man, JP. Criticize away. Um, Not me. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I appreciate when we're notified of shows. It gives me a chance to tune in live, even when it's 10 minutes after the show begins. But lately, in addition, which is, that's actually me, not JP. That's right. Uh, but lately, in addition to that, it's become a retweet stream of drivel. Oh, boo-hoo. So he's given some examples of what he'd rather not see and ra- and, and what, he'd, what he would like to see. Not okay. see. Some guy just figured out he needed to add hops to his beer. Not see. Some guy named Major Jip... Begging for followers. <laughs> not so. I've never done that. Did you that. do that? Never done that. No. <laughs> never done that. I didn't think so. Of course not. Did you do it in a roundabout way? Like, ah, I don't hey know. guys, by the way, you could follow me also. Like, no. um, I think I retweeted a Follow Friday kind of bullshit. Okay. Where everyone just posts people. You, know, you don't follow. retweet Follow Fridays? No, I don't retweet Follow Friday, but, but, I, but I put mine in there. So I, a couple Fridays ago, I put everybody on the show who has a Twitter account oh, okay. on the thing. So maybe that's what he's talking oh, about. Oh, that's okay. But maybe he's trying to be funny. Trust oh. me, I know how it goes. It's not working. A black man with AIDS commenting on a hat. That was on my account. Oh, it was. Yeah. I thought so, because I yeah. saw that tweet. I didn't think it was on ours. No, I, I accidentally posted it. On on the the BN, oh. I deleted it within thirty seconds, and then said, uh, you know, that was a mistake. I apologize. So I made a mistake. Okay, big fucking deal. <laughs> Sounds like your parents made a mistake too. What? <laughs> uh, tweets that gave the BN a handy, i.e., you're so great, or my commute is so much better with the BN. Yeah. Just he says, just thank them personally instead. No, 
No. How about, you know what, when your radio show airs, you can do whatever you want with your Twitter feed. <laughs> but until then, uh, no. Well, this is the one, this is the first one that made me think about it. Do we need to retweet that people love us? Well, o- occasionally. Uh, and it, and it's more importantly, new listeners. Okay. So I want to uh, to show them that we're paying attention. I see. And I want to show everybody that, uh, you know, hey, there's still people getting excited about homebrewing and craft beering. And, and, and they just found us and they're a new person in the stream okay you know? i'm convinced i'm, I'm trying to build to a, a conversation which is what social networking is actually all about i'm confused so um <laughs> okay i have a dick this guy can suck if he wants okay <laughs> all right and then he's got <laughs> all four inches and then now he's got new e- mine. he's got new examples <laughs> of what's cool oh good i can't wait for this well but i will say oh, that, that's not sarcasm yeah. again no it's not. not not are you sure no. are you yeah. sure i'm pretty sure well these ones i really like i'm okay. just going to be honest up front that sure. that, that he's right so maybe it's just a mixture that we need to find let's do it uh but he says um sponsor news for example b3 now has y yeast go check it out yeah if good, i if i message. if i saw it on my feed i would retweet that for sure uh, brewcaster events, like, um, the crew's now rolling out to NCHF, send me a twit pic. I could have done that. I could have sure. uh, shown the BN Army 1 yes. all loaded up and ready to go. You so definitely could have that. was me. I could have done that. Um, event news, VIP tickets for BNA7 now on sale. Sure. Uh, which I think we'll do. We've talked BNA about that. BNA7 does it. We also did that for talked BNA6 and I think BNA5. So, right. this guy's real on the ball. <laughs> Uh, show news um, live at 6 p.m. The Monday session. Yeah, we've done that. Um, yeah, except for this time. No, we did except it this, this time. time. That's yeah. true. JP did do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> recent six. guest news like Inzane Rum now announced. Uh, um, I didn't see that on the feed. Me neither. Did we see that? But I have that true retweeted uh, stuff from our followers okay. or from our uh, previous guests. So. Uh, yeah, don't ask me about Twitter stuff, Jay. If, I have no idea. If you want to, if you want to, if you want specific news from our past guests, then you can follow them on Twitter yourself. If you can get the password from your mommy, <laughs> but I don't know if she'll let you have it. Well, now, and I agree. In general, yeah. I, I I agree with you. However, if we catch wind of it, I, I want it being tweeted. Oh, for sure, and so, I do, and I yeah. I totally do. Uh, I just retweeted a big uh, event that Schmaltz had, and they replied and said, "Hey, thanks for the retweet." And I said, "You know, you're welcome." Okay. So uh, it, it it does happen. All right, that's all. Yeah. I thought it was a mix of, of pretty good feedback that, that we could take it it's, away. It's okay. That's from Mike Foolery well, in the chat. If, Mike, you know, if you want to uh, talk more about social networking and actually how to be effective, uh, shoot me an email, <laughs> and I'll, I can teach you a couple things for free. At least. But beyond that, I'll, have, give to the, pay. I'll have to charge you. The so. lowdown, the education. I like sharing information. What can I say? All right. Um, can we take a break? We could. No, let's just go home. I think we gotta take a break. No, we yeah. can't go home. No, we gotta we got break. things to do. There's a party here, I think. We got drunk of the week. We Those got girls out there are getting drunk. I have at least an hour's worth of beer news headlines too, Tasty. Right. So honker down, buddy. Wait, the no, girls are getting drunk. That. So you want to go home, Tasty? What's going on? We're out on that. That's not what he meant. No, you okay. to go home. He meant end Everybody the, go. End the I'll show. go home. All I really have oh, to play is Moscow's announcements. We could just play them for the two minutes, come back, and and then just wrap up. We don't have to take a full break if you don't want, or we could take a full break. I don't care. I don't know. Well, well, I don't right. know why. I don't know. You're asking me. So. Well, we got to get the announcements out. Uh, what yeah. I'm saying is, I don't have to fulfill any more sponsor obligations. So I just need to play the announcements. Or just tweet something. So Let's we could do. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good idea. Um, I can. Uh, well, why don't we just uh, open up the calls for drunk of the week? Play yeah. Scott's announcements. Come back and do that. I like the way you're thinking. And uh, Moscow, you just got fired for tonight as the producer. It's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, Moscow's like, great. 
I don't get shit for yeah. doing it I, anyway. Does that, Fuck mean yeah. I, does that mean I can drink and uh, go smoke hookah? No, I take it back. You have to stay right there. I am. All right, let me, hang on. I gotta get rid of everything else. All that right. means that means I can open up Target.com now, though. All right, here's so here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to play Moscow's announcements. Drunk of the week calls right now. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Also, we'll come back and we'll make fun of Moscow's announcements. You know how that goes when we all sit here and listen to them. <laughs> I don't listen. It's to always them. the same. So uh, we'll be back in two minutes uh, after the announcements. Drunk of the week calls. You have two minutes. Hey y'all, it's the Brewing Network's announcements for Monday, September nineteenth. I'm Scott the Jew. Woodtown Brewers of Phoenix, Maryland are proud to announce Barley Legal 2 Better in the Dark. It's open to all beer, mead, cider, and Perry styles and homebrewers worldwide. It's $6 for the first entry and $5 for each additional one after that. Entries are being accepted between September 24th and October 8th. This year, Judging for Barley Legal will be held on Saturday, October 15th in Abingdon, Maryland at the Dew Claw Brewing Company. They are currently seeking entries, judges, stewards, and volunteers, so please visit their website at woodtown.org forward slash comp for more details. Next up, the Three Rivers Underground Brewers invite you to participate in the 5th Annual Brewing Up a Cure, taking place on October 8th at the Pittsburgh Athletic Association in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The event will run from 7 to 10 p.m. with a VIP session prior to the main event from 6 to 7. If you purchase your tickets in advance, they're only 35 bucks for the regular session, 50 bucks at the door. The VIP session is already sold out, so make sure you get on it. As always, it'll be an enjoyable evening of beer tasting, and whatever proceeds are made will be donated to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. There's going to be a ton of great food from local eateries, awesome live music, and some fabulous auction items to bid on. The event has grown to over 500 attendees, and the foundation has banked over $88,000 thanks to this event. So bring your homebrew, bring your pallets, bring your wallets, and enjoy another great Brewing Up a Cure. Come and join the Central Arkansas Fermenters for the 9th Annual Little Rocktoberfest at Dickie Stevens Park from 6 to 10 p.m. Also on October 8th, popular day for beer events. Tons of beer, music, food, and fun. This event will feature some of Little Rock's best home brewers. It's 25 bucks, and you get a bratwurst dinner, samples of beer, and raffle tickets to win a new Belgium fat tire bicycle, among other awesome prizes. Get your tickets ahead of time to be safe. They're available at Fermentables by calling 501-758-6261, or they will be available at the door. For the homebrew competition, it's $7 per entry. Deadline is only a few days away, 23rd of September. You can contact Ken Haycook at 501-223-0030 or visit centralarkansasfermenters.com for all the details. And lastly, on a personal note, since this is the announcement segment, I have to announce the nuptials of Matt and Maggie Hollywood. My great friends, they got married this past weekend in Lake Tahoe, so I'd like to take a moment to wish them congratulations. All right, that was the Brewing Network's announcements. As always, send your events to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com for a spot in this segment. And until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying, L'chaim. And now, Hearts of Space presents... Announcements from Moscow. That was funky. Well, it was funky and was and, and soft. It's like was it? it's like a it's like a Jewish Sade. <laughs> What was Jewish about it? Other than the fact that I picked it. This is your voice Still over the top of it. That's all. <laughs> and soon there's going to be more announcements. But you're forgetting the funky bass line. No, I think ignoring is more the hey. word. Anal sex. It's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like Dire Straits. I want my... I want money. Yeah, money for nothing, baby. See, and that's another Jewish thing. Money for nothing. And you take for free.
<laughs> it was sort of like that. How's it, how else does it go, JP? I want my, I want my, I want my anal sex. <laughs> right. You know they banned that song in Canada because of one use of the word fag? Are you aware of this? Like six months ago, some I guess one person complained and they banned it. All radio play in Canada cannot play money for nothing. Well, they, he does I say, banned JP from the, from the show for that one time. He does say faggot, and that is kind of worse than fag, I feel. Yeah, buddy. That little faggot, he's a million. That is not appropriate. You need to apologize. It's not appropriate in Canada. Apologize. We might be millionaires, but we still have feelings. They don't have a free speech amendment in Canada? Apparently not. Oh. I thought because they were our hat, they were allowed to. <laughs> I'm not saying that I, I want it in my song either. I'm just saying you're allowed to say it. Fuck it. It is weird to hear when you hear it on the radio. Uh, Same yeah. faggot on the radio. One person complained. Come on, you don't hear that every time. I just heard JP say it three times. <laughs> we'll fix him. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of shows in the U.S. And, and, and songs and shit like that get pulled and, and sued by groups of people of, like, three. They just have a fancy name for them. A lot of that shit happens. Longer, yeah. All right. That was very soft. Oh, yeah, that sounded just like my bed there, Jay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of does, though. No, it doesn't. Hearts of Space. New Age. Very, it was very New Age. I want my announcements <laughs> to go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for reading that uh, that thing about the Twitter. I got a new follower from it, so thank you. Perfect. Well, All right, we got Blobber Glob. What are you up to line. now? 10? 12. Excellent. Blobber, what's up, man? Almost 600. Hello. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is not Zombie of the Week. <laughs> are, are you up from the mines? I creep everyone out. We're singing for you, Blower. You don't even have to work tonight. Oh, put the riff on. <laughs> put the riff on. Put the riff on. We got to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't get this far without doing it. Everyone likes it. It's you, so good. How can you not? People build like to band. pretend they don't. It, no, yeah. they, they do? Yeah. Who? Air guitar. White people. The build-up is, is classic rock it's history, just, man. The song is fantastic. Oh, that's it, now. I heard a rumor Pretty that good this sarcastic. was the first album written for CD. Really? In other words, there that was the, that they uh, produced enough sound that uh, Schumann's chomping at the bit over there because he's like <laughs> he's like music history. But actually, but it was uh, I. It's just a rumor, so I don't know. But yeah. it was one of the first albums that they wrote with all of the uh, sound you could get out of what is it, 128k or something that came out on the CD. Now, Schumann, you're allowed to come in and tell me I'm an idiot now <laughs> and fix all of that information. Actually, you are an idiot. Uh, CD <laughs> is not as good sound quality as a properly maintained turntable. I'm going back to it. Oh, snap! <laughs> uh, it does mean it wasn't written for a CD, though, and I'm pretty sure that it was the first album written to uh, cover the expansive CD. Uh, oh, what the fuck does Schumann Like, know? fully digital recording He's a professional or musician. What does he know? 
That means he sleeps in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That means he gets laid a lot more than I do when he sleeps in a car. He's a professional musician with... I read a lot of shit, Yeah, it does mean he reads a lot of shit. That's true. Got a lot of the rags in the car while he's sleeping. So, Nate, this is in drop D, right? Yeah. Sorry, Blobber. What's up, man? No, we're not. Hello. Hello. Oh, we're back to the beginning. <laughs> so you're growing old today. Yeah, I think I'm uh, I think I'm 34 today. Ouch. Uh, so we're celebrating your olding. Olding. Yeah. I feel older. My back was really hurting today. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't complain the day away or anything, but I just kind of, you know, after after 25 or so, you just start spending your birthdays going... Eh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. There's, there's no more. There's no more video games and Pokemon to look forward to. Exactly. That's not true. How dare you? I did watch some porn today. As for my birthday, I was like, you uh-huh. know what? You could watch some porn today. A little birthday porn. What yeah. was it? <laughs> it was like birthday porn. I don't know. <laughs> you deserve it. It's okay. On your People birthday. fucking. I don't know what it was. No. I don't pay attention. I don't even pay attention to that. After, I got no time. I'm so stuck up inside yeah. my own stupid brain. I don't even pay attention to the porn. After I look at it and I go, minutes, oh, who boom. cares? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was Faye Reagan or, you know, Little Pepe. I don't know. I want to know who it is. I don't know. Right. I don't know my porn stars. I don't pay no. attention. Let's, we'll talk later. Yeah. We'll share some things. With some chick with big tits getting a big rod. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, that narrow it down? It's hard to relate to. Pretty yeah, much. You, you, <laughs> You know when you're getting old when you fall asleep to your porn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep with my wiener in my hand. And, uh... Old lefty. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah, happened. it was no good. You wake up the next morning, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the hell happened? I was yeah, I fell asleep. It was great. I had my wiener in my hand. I woke up to the view. And it was no good. That's how you know you're getting old. I got Whoopi Goldberg looking me in the face when I wake up. No, no morning wood there. Oh, what the hell? Wait, Frank, Frank. Well, yeah. you, you heard that joke. Uh, what What do climbing a, a cliff and getting a blowjob from Whoopi Goldberg have in common? <laughs> Never look down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's all right. Who just laughed on the phone? Bloob. I don't think... <laughs> that was a very deep laugh. <laughs> all right. Oh, there was no laughter fun. in the rest of the... No. So yeah, Bloob. I smiled. Yeah, I'm gonna sing yeah. you a song for being old. Nice. All right, that'll cheer me up. I like it. Because you're an old, you're you're olding today, and somehow some people think this this should be celebrated for some reason. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what have you got? Congratulations, you're older. Yeah, exactly. It's a <laughs> fucked up thing we celebrate, isn't it? You're still alive. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Congratulations, you're still alive. Yeah. When you get to be me and Doc, that's worth celebrating. Yeah. And let's face it, tasty. I'm over the hill. <laughs> All right, Blob, what do you got for me? I can't remember 34. God. We lose you before my song? He's tuning in. We can only be so lucky. Tweet him. What's he doing? He's got to find the right microphone. Does it sound, too, his voice? sound too good? Blob, are you back there just finding your music? He's not getting older anymore. He's gone. I don't think we lost him. Oh, no. It's going to go great. It's like my life. Just keeps starting. 
never finishing. <laughs> you can finish if you want. <laughs> no, you just fall We asleep. have the ability to make that happen. With double insurance. All right, while we're waiting for Blobber to come back, um, <clears throat> we could go from uh, Kirk. We could go to Kirk in North Carolina calling him for Drunk of the Week. Kirk. Kirk, what's up, man? Kirk. Not too much. I'm, I'm struggling right now on a Monday evening. Yeah, you're real drunk? Yeah. You got to work tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably about 7 o'clock in the morning. Ouch. I'm planning to go to work. I was going to blow. What is it, midnight there? Uh, what was the question? Is it midnight there? What time is it? Oh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, 12.03 in the a.m. All right. It's uh, going to be a rough. I'm drinking a crap load of homebrew. That's good. How drunk, drunk are you? A uh, load of crappy homebrew. Oh. <laughs> It's, it, I'm, I'm drinking it, so. Can you walk? It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't my, uh, What if he's in a wheelchair? How <laughs> fucked up would that be? Can, Can you walk? walk? Well, not no. since 05. Yeah. Actually, I hit by a car, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. My homebrew's good, but not that good. <laughs> kind of, I'm wandering around my own garage. It's probably, I'm probably, uh, probably better that way. It's not bothering everybody, I, I see. I've done that. for help? I don't feel like a superhero. That's for sure. <laughs> on a scale of on a scale of one to ten, what you know, ten being the drunkest you've ever been, what are you right now? I'm I'm probably about a seven on my way to a ten. Whoa! Depends on how long I keep this thing going. Still ramping up. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm still on my way up. If uh, if Officer X was in the uh, in the house, yeah, <laughs> old school. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he'd probably rate me at uh, maybe like a 1.0 on my way to like a 1.4 or a 0.14. Okay. Well, that's all right. It seems very yeah. coherent for doing numbers. I think we've all got those numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it, too. Yeah. Uh, are you hanging out in your garage because you're because uh, you have a wife inside that doesn't want to hear you? No, actually, I, I live by myself. I'm, I, I've got like a batch, like an actually a pretty decent bachelor pad with uh, three kegerators and the whole nine. I'm actually standing in my living room right now. My, both my dogs are looking at me like, "Fuck, is he still doing up?" Right. <laughs> Why don't you have any pants on? You're probably asking too. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I unbutton my belt. All right. <laughs> too much information. <laughs> Just thought, that's all we need to know. That's all right. Well, you want me to give you an on-air handy, or what? <laughs> no, no, no. Any other questions you guys got for me? I don't know. I'm trying to gauge your drunkenness, but you sound pretty good, man. I'm sure you've been drinking. Don't get me wrong. But... The one plus I'll say is he's wandering around in his garage. Right. I think that's pretty good. But that's where all the beer is. Back, well, it's true. Walked back out of the kitchen. I walked into the into my kitchen, but that's where my laptop is, and I was getting reverb off the laptop. So, yeah, I'm back in the garage again. Got any neighbors? Thanks, man. <laughs> so I was getting that too, Doc. <laughs> That's my next question. Like, uh, why don't you go walk into your neighbor's living room and uh, stand there? <laughs> and then, we'll, then we'll talk. Do it. Do it. There was a fucked up story that happened uh, last year with one of my neighbors. He's a good friend of mine, Calvin. He's uh, from Korea, and right. uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to stumble into his Popular house. Popular name. I might up. Yeah, it's a traditional Korean name. Calvin is Calvin Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin the Korean. Calvin and Hobbs. All right. 
<laughs> Go on. But now, I don't really want to uh, awaken any of my neighbors. They're, they're all good people, and I, I try to uh, keep myself composed. On okay. All right. Well, you're in, dr- in the running for Drunk of the Week, and um, what's his name again, Moscow? I think I have it here. Oh, Kirk. Kirk. Kirk from North Carolina. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Uh, keep it up. Uh, listen to the other Drunk of the Week callers and see what happens. Peter? I, I think we should get the Drunk of the Weeks to sing you a happy birthday. All and then just judge on the best happy birthday Absolutely. song. Absolutely, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, better than a good idea. Yeah. Change oh, we it got up. Yeah. Change it up. I think we should do that whether it's your birthday or not. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah, could do that every, every time. Week. Yeah, where's Andy Wood? I got Blobber back on the line. Blobber, happy birthday. We lost you there, buddy. Look into my eyes. <laughs> you will see. Oh man, what you mean. To me, search your heart, search your soul, and you'll find me there. You'll search no more. Don't tell me you're not worth trying for. Nice word, by the way. You can't tell me. Not worth dying for. He means it. Uh, yeah. No, it's true. He could speed it up. Everything a bit, right? I do, you and JP, by the way, I do it for you, you guys. Uh, More feeling, yeah. Bobber. More feeling. More feeling. Uh, bring it home, Bobber. Bring it home. Start from the beginning. Don't I just want to hear it again. Just Be loud. Look into your heart. And yes, you will see. Oh, you know me. I think I knew it in the beginning, but not now. God. I find all that shit now. And this is pictures. It's not the mix, but what do you think? I found the <laughs> techno remix. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hear Brian do. I just wanted to compare. I think it's pretty close. I can't tell the difference. It's close. Like the idea? You know, it's true. This was big when I was in junior high and I was dry humping my girlfriend. Speaking of work. Yeah. Remember dry humping? Yes. I do. Wait. I don't know why they call it dry humping. I ended up wet every time. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Weird. I finished. It took a while sometimes. You had to really beat it sometimes, you know. Yeah. She wasn't saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I'd be like, uh, Mom, I really need Levi's. Why? Well, because the seam is just right so that I don't fucking chafe too much. When I'm dry humping my old lady. My seventh grade old lady. Twelve year old lady. Twelve year old lady. Actually, I didn't really start dry humping till eighth grade. I'm gonna be honest. Well, you were a late bloomer, and that's clear. And, and besides, it's, it's hysteria. <laughs> right. My, my eighth grade girlfriend was hot though. She had real big boobs, and she was about a quarter of my size. She was like two feet tall. Was she also in eighth grade? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow, with the big boobs, huh? Was she, was she brown? She was brown, and she was... No, she wasn't two feet tall. She was about... She was about... Uh, maybe four... 
for six. How long had she been in a coma for? <laughs> she was. She was. She was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was Wang height. Oh, but she had enormous boobs. Nice. She was hot. Nice. It cheated on me. Of course she did. She's brown. Have you ever dated a chick that didn't have a big rack? Or cheated on you? Cheated on you. By the way, let's uh, let's bring KTG in here, and we'll have you a birthday surprise. Oh yeah, no, my lap dance. Just kidding. No. Or she's bringing my eighth grade girlfriend in with a into the mix. Is that what you meant? I was trying to make a cheating joke. That was about to be all about. We were going to have a story for you. Can you imagine now. what that chick must look like now? I'm going to find her for you. Hey, Glover, yeah. we're all like uh, Bic lighters and lights turned down here. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Blubber. Hey, thank Smoke you. Smoke room. That song meant a lot to me. Thanks, Stacey. <laughs> you know, s- speaking of songs, uh, if, if Peter would be so kind as to relinquish his seat for a couple of minutes, uh, Schumann and I have arranged um, a little ditty. Oh, shit. For you. All right. Hey, Blubber, thanks, man. Mm. I really do appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, bro. Love you. Love you too, man. See ya. Cheers. Um, here, let me do this. <clears throat> Andy Woods on the line. He wants to sing a song, too. Andy, are you okay just chilling out for a sec? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, sure, you know. It's just me. Just norm- the normal you. Just no, Andy. never that. Can we just keep chilling? Because I've been chilling for a while, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Only Andy only has a job that he has to go do tomorrow. That involves no, that's cool. Children. No, it's for you, man. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Well, I'm going to leave you on the line. You can. Uh, I'm just going to leave you here to you know, help Trust out. Me, I know what to do. I don't have to do it myself. All right, thank you. We'll show you how a real song team does it. All right, so we got Adam Schumann and uh, the great Jason Petros both That's right. in, the, in, dial the, in a little it's reverb. All, it's all yours. Go ahead. Dial in some reverb. I don't think I could do that. Oh. No. I thought you were professional. Mm-hmm. We're doing a little intro right now. It's for you, buddy. Right. Special day. Your smile is bright. We hear you on the radio. What a guiding light So many brewers Needing you tonight Ah, Your hair is long A chestnut colored reminder That we gotta brew strong Oh yeah, brew strong It's a love song Clothes that you wear Really turn heads and my How the people stop and stare Wondering which eastern block slum You get your style from (laughs) But you have a lot of friends A lot of people know you And you've never met them such a lonely way to live The only one who ever knew you Was a dog <laughs> And now she's gone It's been years That you've been on the air And where has that gotten you to? Deeper in debt <laughs> A burned up dead dog And a big titty broad That's alright Well okay You got me there <laughs> But my point still remains And one out of three Is pretty damn bad <laughs> Yet I digress Here's a 
couple birthday notes for everyone on Twitter, since I do such a horrible job. Uh, Justin, thanks for everything the BN has done for my brewing. Jay-Z and Tasty are great, but Justin makes me feel I'm a much better brewer. From Grodd, happy birthday, Justin. You know talent douchebag hack. Homebrew lover, happy birthday, JC. Contest of another year of passively not dying. <laughs> I think you make congrats. Happy birthday, Justin. Hope you have a hippie birthday. Cheers to another one from Dakota Brewer. To our carpet-filtering, pop-top-driving, Frenchie-loving, skin-infected commander of the BN Army. Happy birthday. I have some brewing, Mike. Wow. Uh, Justin, keep doing whatever it is you do. Great info and entertainment, Joe Cast. Happy birthday. I appreciate all the knowledge and fun times. Keep your paddle in the kettle. From Phil. Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. It's your birthday. Never mind all that other crap I just said in the song. You're a very nice man, and you'd probably make a real swell power bottom, but not a top. Because that would be too gay even for you, which is hard to do. So, crack a beer and toast to your long and unimpressive. Radio career. <laughs> we'll all join you just as soon as you get one. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and until that day, we'll sit in your spare room, paying your bills and reminding you that you owe everything to me. And maybe these other guys, but. Mainly to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Justin. Yet did I mention your fucking dog is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, buddy! Wow. Yeah, that was nice. That was that was very That's nice. impressive. Bring a tear to your eye. Yeah. Happy birthday, dude. Well, I, Tasty was crying there. Yeah. yeah uh, see, Tasty, you made Tasty cry, yeah, which means uh, you said something. Jumping, jumping, <laughs> something. That's all it takes. Yeah. That was just a little bit. <laughs> there were two other callers on the line waiting to sing songs, and they both dropped off oh. because I'm sure that they didn't want to try an equal. Can't follow yeah. that uh, shit. Well, not Andy Wood. He'll try. I got a card right. for you. Is this a is this an on air card? Yeah, you open it. All right, hang on, Andy. I got a card, too. Oh, great. Oh, great. There's a little puppy on the card. A little puppy on the card. You fuckers. Too soon. It says penis. Love, JP. That's all it needs. <laughs> That's all it needs. <laughs> and I don't have much, so I gave you something for my uh, seller. Oh, shit. Uh, 2009 Sanctification. Wow. That's a very nice gift right there, JP. Yeah. Thanks, so, man. Happy birthday, bud. Hey, I... Is it cold? I, I appreciate it very much. Appreciate Thank it. you. Yeah. And the song. The song was... No, no, it's a cold, like your card. <laughs> <laughs> right. The card was just nondescript, yeah. I suppose. Was it cold, like your description of my career? <laughs> uh, I think if I heard it correctly, you haven't had one yet. Yeah. yeah. Haven't even, yeah. That's the word it's, on the street. Hey, working on it. All right. Working yeah, work in progress. Working anyway. on exactly. it. Get a break. Have Thank you, three, JP. Four. Thank you, yeah. Schumann. That was, yeah. that was really very nice. Most people in the business have made it since... Uh, yeah, very nice. After 34. <laughs> after 34. 
Fuck off, Don. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly no. the kind of thing that I just go, God damn it. He's right. <laughs> <What> were- <laughs> hey, Doc. <laughs> Doc, what were you doing at 34? Uh, i doing pretty see. good. Um, home brewing. Oh. Yeah. Pound and puss. Pound and puss. <laughs> Eating guts. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Wood. All right, Andy Wood, ladies and gentlemen. Make a million. Uh, Andrew. Right. Hey, everybody. How's it going tonight? Andrew. Andrew. Uh, great party there. Hey, you know, in honor of your birthday, I've, uh, you know, I have some weird connections. And um, I have a special treat for you tonight. And I don't know if I can follow follow that that beautiful music song that was played just now. But if you give me a second, I'm going to pass the, the phone over here to my buddy of mine. Okay. And he's, he's got a song he's written for you. Oh. And I, uh, of course, absolute radio silence, especially for this guest, because I think you're going to like it. Hold on one second. Okay, here you go. Okay. Hello? This is a song about friendship. And the absolute radio silence, you may know me from your favorite band, you too. My name is Bono. Of course. Good job, Andy. Way to get Bono. See the bloodshot in your eyes. See the cock twist on your thigh. And I wait for you. Slight of man boobs makes you hate. On a bed of bottle caps, you make me wait. And I wait inside you. Drinking beside you. Drinking beside you. Through the shit storm that we reach, you give me balls, but I want more. And your third is something. And you give your ass away. And you give your ass away. And you give, and you give. And I wish you happy birthday. Thank you, Sister Bono. Oh, thank you, Bono. Wow. Yeah, there he goes. Some time. Nice. Off into the night. Thank you, Bono. That was that was charming. <laughs> you were charmed by that? Was char- uh, wow. It was cute. It reminds me a lot of how I spent like three hours the last couple of nights. Uh, doing- <laughs> Listening to, uh, to uh, Andy's uh, band. Andy's I got to band. sit in on Andy's band. You know, his band's called Cry for Help. And uh, I got to sit in a little bit this weekend. It was a real treat. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds thank, like a treat. Thank you for that, uh, Andy. All right, let's go to Jay from uh, Minnesota, who also wants to sing Happy Birthday. Minnesota. Jay, what's happening? Yeah, nothing. Hi, Jay. Hi. <laughs> who am I talking to? It's Justin and the whole crew. You're talking to you. It's- yeah, you're on the air. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. I'm supposed to sing a sexy birthday song. Oh, I love it. With a good sexy yeah. Minnesota accent uh, to top it off. I, Don't no, you know I it's your birthday? Best. All I right. will do it, my best. Nothing sexy. Does this, uh, does this sexy song include emailed photos of your breasts? <laughs> I'm just asking ahead of time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you betcha. at the moment, but... <laughs> you well, we bet. can get there. Uh, okay. Uh, good. So we win us a chance. <laughs> All right, Jay. I would love to hear it. Thank you. All right. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. I'm in my nightie, and it's awfully thin. I need the money, but I know it's a sin. Oh, well, come on in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got some money for you, baby. Yeah. All right. 
Thank you, Jay. It's a great gift. You're welcome. That happy was a, birthday. Thank you. That was a very nice happy happy birthday. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Have a good night. You too. All right, Bye. Justin at thebrewerynetwork.com. People in the uh, Midwest are so are so and nice. We want to see the whole bitch. I think that's the most sexually explicit that they get in the Midwest. Right. Yeah, it's like, like, they're just inferring something. Yeah. It's, that's going to be on the news. Oh, it's, it's like it, it's sexy. Was, don't you know? Come on in. Oh. I was told to call and give you a really naughty song. Oh, it's very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll be blowing it's, everywhere. It's all about the party. It goes like this. I've got short shorts. <laughs> Can you hold my hand? <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> that was very Ooh. sweet, Jay. Thank no, you. That was that very was, nice, was Jay. Really and nice all you Jay. other Jays out there could certainly call in any time and do the same thing. That was very hey. cool. Uh, let's see. Trying to go in order here. Do I go back to Turd Burglar? I think so. I think he was next in line. Do you go back to Turd Burglar? Uh, <laughs> Texas Turd Burglar's on the line. What's up, Texas? So, Texas. Yes. Hey, bud. Hey, um, I want I want to see Justin drink the breast milk. Uh, Don't we all? So do I. Yeah. Maybe yeah, if we can get a donation rally it's going. It's still early, and it is Monday. I, I want I want to put a call out to everybody, at least everybody who's on the chat, to say that they're going to donate in order to get Justin to drink the breast milk. I'm going to put up $10 myself, which to the normal person is more like 100 <sighs> So I'm just saying. Okay. I don't think Justin. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive a hard bargain on this one. First of all, is Becca still here, Paul? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure Justin's the limiting reagent here. Right. I'm gonna. The what? I'll tell you what. I'll fucking do it. I'm gonna you drive a hard bargain here. Here's what I want. I'm gonna be serious though. Paul, go get Becca. Yeah. I want. Let me let me count what we got here. Going to play hardball. Yeah. Are you gonna make us oh, do no. it too? No way. I want five hundred dollars donated. That's a hundred dollars for for my. That's a hundred bucks for JP. A hundred bucks for Moscow. A hundred bucks for Tasty. A hundred bucks for Nate. And a hundred bucks for Doc. That's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to pay my staff, my Peter's regular staff. Out. Peter, you're out. Huh. Sorry, guests don't count. And Bevo, she, she retired last week, so that bitch is out too. Sure. So well, I'll tell you us. what. We're good. If, and she has her own supply. If five hundred dollars shows up in the chat room in the next uh, five minutes, because we're getting the fuck out of here, I got to go party. I'll drink the boob milk if Becca will give it. All right. Come on, uh, fuckers. So five hundred bucks, that, and and I'm paying it to the staff, and I'm going to drink the milk. That's what we're going to do. Happy birthday. Honest question: Fantastic. How are you going to get the milk? Is it going to be like a... You can get it. You can no, no, squirt no. it into a shot glass no, 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 and do no, no, whatever no. you want. Actually, I think that she should shoot it into your mouth. Yeah. Oh, so it's like 98.7 degrees Fahrenheit. It's just perfectly like... Oh, shit. You won't even know what's on your face. Nice and warm and digestible go right for you there, buddy. I got my camera <laughs> with go you, right too, to sleep. so we can document this moment in time. Oh, my God. Yeah, we can put it all over the internet, too. You won't even know what's um, on your face. All right. All right. 500 bucks, and I'll do it. I'll do it for 500 bucks. Can I donate 100 and then just get that 100 back? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Staff can't donate. I want Fuck. real money, and I'm giving each of you some cash. For, for being here. Uh, listeners got to come got, up with the 500 bucks. We got 20, we got 20 bucks so far. I'll do the mouth squirt. Oh, 30. Oh, man. Uh, someone go make sure it's all right with Kate. He's either going to really like it <laughs> that I have or really not. Before it's her breast milk. Kate's putting in 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, she's like, <laughs> like, shit, yeah. You realize that, and, and Becca, it's, it's nothing against you. I'm going to throw up. No, <laughs> you're not. Uh, another 500 no, bucks for the throwing like up. A cow. <laughs> 
It's not, not like, like a, a cow. Don't call don't call Terrence's wife a cow. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a like a cow. cow. <laughs> it's like a beautiful cow, he said. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so right. so far we're up to thirty bucks. <laughs> All right, listen, I gotta put you on hold, so just hang okay. in there, buddy. I uh, know we'll get back to you. Uh okay. Uh, I gotta get like, let's hear it wrap this up. Are we done now? Let's right. <laughs> Fierce Beards on the line for Drunk of the Week. What's up, man? I'm just, you know, I thought I was uh, doing better than I was, but I heard some of the uh, guys that were ahead of me, so oh. I don't know. I think that I'm about to get drunk of the week. I'm drinking, I'm about to drink some breast milk. Oh, your birthday, man. Paul or something, can you put some Pale 31 in that? I'm going to need something to wash that down. I'm going to need to chug one maybe even before that. You need to pregame, pre-game that one. I'm going to have to pregame this thing. <laughs> yes, you exactly. are. Yeah, I'll definitely do it. I gotta, gotta, lube up the pl- pipes. Yeah. Right. We have... We got money for you. It looks like I'd I'd I'd, I'd give money. I'll tell you what. It's uh, so you drink the booby milk. I'd, if you haven't tried it, it's great. <laughs> Fierce beard. Fierce beard's like yeah. I drink it in my coffee He's every like, morning. Five hundred bucks. Fucking, I'll pay you five hundred bucks. It's, yeah, it's been it's been a while, but it it wasn't so bad when I when was I it, had it. What does it taste like? Uh, well, you know, it tasted like some other guy's kid. Sure, you were drinking out of the right nipple. Oh, that's exactly what I did not want to hear. <laughs> it was all right, though. I mean, you know, it was sweet. It's sweet like another cool. guy's kid. That is possibly the worst description of a substance that I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> Every time you look at little Jack Danger, you're going to think of that. I'm, a, I, I'm, you know, as I think I've said on the air before, I'm a sad and lonely man, and I'll, I'll, I'll take what I can get. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's why I have the internet. Apparently, you and I both are. Justin's going to be in Jack Danger after this whole incident, too. <laughs> I think it's all I'll have is Jack. And- uh, so, I think that we decided that everyone who's in the running for Drunk of the Week, I see that in my notes, that that's your call for, you have to sing me Happy Birthday, and the worst well, one wins. Happy birthday, well, Mr. President. Uh, that's, that's, that's not a bad uh, criteria. I mean, usually I have to win something by, like, Being doing good. something well. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, uh, we're asking you to be bad. All right, cue the orchestra. Well, uh, well yeah, I'll just, uh, nobody's done it, really, so I'll just do the... Keep going. Keep going, keep going. It's good. Now, now the breakdown. Are you setting the benchmark? Break it down now. And that's not good. Wow. He doesn't know. I do not know the words to the birthday song. Right. The, but I love it. And Fierce Beard, you're now in the running for Drug of the Week. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot, brother. All right. Cheers, man. I can yeah. smell the booze from here on that one. All right. <laughs> I got to drink something to do that. All right, we'll go to Snow Captain. He's also calling him for Drunk of the Week. Snow Captain, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, hello. Instead of the traditional song, we'd like to sing a song in honor of you that we think um, celebrates your true birthday. Okay. I'll be brown. All right. All right. What do you got? Who you got? Who you got with you? What's your group? Sing Bobby Brown. You got Bobby Brown with you. Yeah, by Frank Zappa. Okay, I'm with you. Go for it. All right. Okay, wait, wait. All right, ready? 
And they're singing it together. It's pretty good. good. They should know how to harmonize first. All right, all right. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you so much. It's a wonderful song. I love it. Great job. I love it. Great job. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in the running for drunk of the week. That was I liked it. Yeah, it's better like than the, uh, the it was original. pretty close to my life. It was a bunch about like getting drunk and. Cocks and balls. Could be the hardest I've ever seen you rock out. It was, it was a lot of things like that. <laughs> Without your cock out. Listen. You're still going? I'm just going to leave mine. You should. Sounds like the speaker on a drive-thru at McDonald's or something. <laughs> at least they know every word. A piece nugget. They're not really going to stop. They're just going to end by screwing on the phone. That's what's going to happen. I think two so. of them. They're just going to yeah, well, fade yeah, them yeah. back and turn them up. Later. It might sound indistinguishable from the song. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the same sound that you're hearing right now. Uh, well, can I you could be doing it. Uh, uh, can you put the compressor on them? Maybe we can understand it. Uh, how are we doing on the donations over there, Moscow? Are you? They need to put them in the chat room. Um, yeah, Moscow. Why don't you give them the total? Four bucks. I think it's thirty bucks. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, so we're yes. close. Yeah, we're almost there. We're gonna get Although there. someone did, right. we, I think Terrence has a shot ready. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, someone was willing oh, to, uh, oh. to pay four seventy oh. to get these people to stop singing. Turned us off, but they still they haven't hung up on me yet. It's no. coming up in his throat I thought, right I thought maybe you guys were still going. I just turned you up at the last second yeah. there. That was really good, and um, yeah, we loved it. Yeah. I did like it. Yeah. Not everyone liked it, but I liked well, it, and that's all that does. matters. Well, yeah. JP can suck it. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I, I would. I don't know. I don't know that. Everyone maybe might. Well, you, you're like Bobby Brown, JP. You go down. It's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what oh, I mean. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right, I'm putting you guys in the running for Drug of the Week. That was a great song. Thank you so much. Yay. Yay. All right. The Yay. Wild. Seriously, thank you. Cheers. All right. 
Um, all right, so Terrence has a cup of breast milk um, uh, for me here. Uh, how, he's hey, hacking now. How do you know it's breast milk? It's just a little... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Well, already, I don't I gotta wanna... do it, man. Could you get the bucket? Wait, get the bucket. Look at the color and the consistency. What do you think? Yeah, we don't those... want to ruin another mixing board. It's not, yeah, it's not milk from the refrigerator, no. Yeah. I for hope those who don't. can't see it, there's about maybe... A tenth of a shot. In it's there? enough if to make that. me. I'm yeah. already. I'm already if throwing that. up. They barely put the film on the cup. Come on, the car bomb it. Yeah, Boom, the money's it. not showing up. Did you squirt it from five feet across the room into the cup? Another girl, Becca. Uh, Good I'm, shot. I really. I can't look at it. It's just off to the right of me. I'm going to do it uh, like a closed mouth, closed eyes thing. Yeah. If five bucks shows up in the uh, in the uh, paper, or five bucks, five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five bucks. There. God damn it. I'm going to throw it for that. 500 bucks so I can pay my staff here this week, and uh, I will drink the milk that was going to make me puke. Looks like it came from Terrence's staff. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you just get it a little closer to it, yeah, it's going to make you puke. Yeah, all right. Let's Come see on, what else slide it over here. there. <clears throat> I think you should get... Uh, I, think, I think you need to get acclimatized with it. Yeah, I put can't it, even put it I can't even now. I can't put an ice cube in it. Uh, uh, it? Browen, Moscow, Briawen. Tia Maria, perhaps from Texas. Yeah, Browen, Kalua, Briawen. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hi. little white Russian. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> How do you say the name? Which one? Turn off that. Your uh, yours and turn down the put down the computer, will you? Or tell your friends to shut up. That's the computer. There you go. How do you say, how do you say the name? Is it Briawen? Gone. Oh, he's turning down his computer. Which one, bro? Oh, me? Shit. Turn himself down. Bree Allen, Texas. All right. And who's on one? I can't see anymore. Um, I don't know. I don't think anybody, according to my notes. Caller, who are we talking to? <laughs> Oh, it's Turd Burger. Oh, it's Turd still on because he's waiting on the. Uh, oh, that's right. I'm Sorry. On the milk. Yeah, wait on the milk. All right, hang in there. I think we got. We're up to. It's in up the to, house. We're up to thirty bucks. I yeah. got the milk in front of me, oh, but it's like we're gonna make it. Five hundred. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. All right, hang in there. That's not even. That is a thirty dollar. That's thirty dollars worth of boob milk. I that's think not so. even. That's not five hundred dollars worth. Just stick your tongue in it. That's thirty bucks worth. Smell it. But tell me before you do it so you can move your mic and... Oh, it smells fine. It doesn't smell like anything. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's number stuff. one. Well, that's going to help yeah. me out. It doesn't really smell like anything. You know... It smells fine. That could keep the kid out of college, you taking that away from her. Yeah. <laughs> this one little bit. Yeah. When Jackson uh, ends up on drugs and all fucked up. It's because you took away that much breast milk and wasted it. Like occasionally happens to black kids. Um... <laughs> Oh, sorry, Terrence. Did I do that? Kid's not black, though. No. Nope. He's a happy. It's fine. He's a mulatto. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, at least this way you can blame it on me. You can be like, you know what? It was that shot glass worth of fucking boob milk that really... That was his last bit of nourishment that he needed to be... Put him over the hump. Yeah, well, he's white. Up. He's not going to play sports for a living. That's a bummer. That's for sure. What the fuck? It doesn't take JP and I much. We're like, oh, look, there's a black guy in the <laughs> yeah. room. Let's be an assholes. Right. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> At this time of the night, it's it, come on, it's easy. It just happens, I know. We're getting old. Yeah. Look, it's after nine, and there's a black guy in the room. Let's be assholes. Yeah. All right, I want to go. I want to go drink and be merry and have some fun. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're we'll not, we're, not, we're nowhere near 500 bucks. I said no. 10 no. minutes, right? Yeah, so, did. sorry, guys, I can't drink the breast milk. Um, oh, he'll drink it. You know, we really only have a couple people in the running for Drunk of the Week. We had Fierce Beard, um, who sang the Beatles version of, um, of, of Happy Birthday. Yeah. 
And then we've got Snow Captain, um, him and his, um, whoever was with him, sang us Bobby Brown. Whoever was with Which him. I looked for. He said Frank Zappa, right? But I don't see a song called that on my list of things. Well, they basically did a good enough version of We We basically heard the song. Right. So, you know. Um, there was another Drunk of the Week, but that was before we made the rule, I think. Actually, no, I think it was um, Snow Captain who's waiting about the... Um, Wondering about his garage? Yeah, hey, Snow Ca- uh, or no, that was that was uh, Turd Burglar. Turd Burglar. Yeah, hey, we're not going to get the 500 bucks, man. I'm sorry to sorry to break okay. it to you. Hey, well, that's okay. I'll still gladly donate if someone who is less of a pussy will drink it. Like oh, Doc. Some, someone will drink or it. Or Tasty. So you'll donate your $10 plus the $30 that's been donated. So somebody could get $40 right now for drinking. Someone, someone could get $40 for drinking. Right, Why don't we do it to I, Terrence? I, I gotta... How about, listen, Terrence, you've waited this long. You're the dad. <laughs> it's your baby's milk. And, and not you should have done it already. And now uh, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you to do it. We're going to yeah, pay you $40. You we, 40 bucks? 40 bucks to drink that just a little over. bit. Right there, because satisfying. But I also want to see. I also want. Wait, to hang see on, hang on, hang on. You, what do you want? Someone wanna... else, not in the family, yeah, to do it. Yeah, see, it isn't that satisfying really with it when it's Terrence. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm satisfied. The man is the is the baby's. He's the baby daddy and hasn't even tried the milk yet. He's been okay, squirted okay. in the face by it. I'm satisfied. So sorry, Turd Burglar. I'm giving it to him. Okay, so forty bucks is going to Terrence. And and by the way, Turd Burglar, you better donate your ten fucking bucks because. Uh, he hasn't even tried the milk yet. He's looking at it. it uh, now it is good. I, I think I need a chaser. You do? Yeah. It, no, but no, no, smell? No, did you smell it? It, it doesn't, doesn't even it doesn't smell. smell like anything, yeah. I think it's gonna be fine. I think Four Loco's coming out with a flavor like that. Four Loco. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Cheers. I'm ready. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do you have the right camera on so folks at home can see on um, JTV? Just in case, you're not gonna see all close or anything, but. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I want to get yeah, stealing from him. All right, hang on. Everybody wants to get a lot of cameras going, and look at see. Even even your boy Jackson wants to check it out. What's that? What are you doing in my shit? Jackson's all, all right. up in this heezy. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Cheers. Are you? Yeah. Right, there he goes. He t- he's he tasted it too. He did that. Even. Is actually pretty good. Oh, it's good, really right? is good. Yeah. Oh, wow. right. What does it taste? Terrence. Terrence, Terrence the good. Oh, he just tastes his mama's milk right there. Yeah. yeah. Cannibalism. <laughs> what, what are the it, kids getting so What big? did it taste like? It tasted like um, like the milk for Frosted Flakes when you're done with the cereal, how it's just really sugary. Oh, that's oh, it's all sweet and that's sugary. It, yeah, that's what it tastes like. It's really good. Great. Great. Fuck it, Becky. Get that boob out. We're all doing it now. <laughs> now killer, you know Everyone's taking some Let's of the go around and around. We're just going to squirt into everybody. We'll all close our eyes, and you're just going to walk around and squirt into everybody's mouth. I think that's how we're going to end the show. Uh, Open a milk bar. All right, Terrence. You just earned yourself 40 bucks, and you're closer to your baby now, I think. Yes. You're like a vampire You're on the now. same menu. Yeah. Now you understand what the baby's feeling or whatever happens. Uh, all right, good work, everybody. <laughs> good work. Uh, Drunk of the Week uh, is going to go to Fierce Beard or Snow Captain. Um, I don't know. Um, no one sounded real hammered to me. Uh, I'm. Uh, I like Fierce Beard. Yeah, I like Fierce Beard, Beard too. Sounded the most messed up to me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he he does. Really uh, out a good one. I he think. does instruments like I do and go. Bluh, 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 bluh. I like that. I think it's funny. That's a good point. Yeah. I like. I prefer the duet. Uh, uh, no, it was less it was, wiener it was, for it once. It wasn't was, bad enough. It sounded more like doo-doo. Right. <laughs> I was being funny there, Peter. Nope. I, I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you uh, weren't. Nope. Kick, 
Uh, do I have okay. to stay here longer to wait until you do it again? <laughs> right. No. Um, um, okay, well, all right, let's vote. There's only two, Fierce Beard and Snow Captain. Raise your hand if it's Fierce Beard. Raise your hand if it's Snow Captain. Okay. It's Fierce Beard. Fierce Beard, everybody. You're drunk of the week this week. Uh, don't bitch at me about it because... <laughs> you oh, vote. you didn't wait long enough. Whatever. None of you said anything, so... Oh. No phone calls, nothing. No love. No glove, no love. Woo! You said call in and then you just gave it to somebody. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate that. I love thing. Yeah, I gave to somebody after 45 minutes. Fucking twist. Uh, but, but they weren't even drunk. <laughs> and I was drunker except that I passed out first. Yeah. Oh, sorry I'm not a fucking all-seeing being. Not even on your birthday. You know what I hate when you guys all talk on the microphone thing and you make the noise and stuff. (laughs) You guys gave out Trunk of the Week to somebody who he drank a lot, but not a real lot. Sometimes you you sound just like Blubber. I know. It's a worry. And I sound like every I sound like every email I get on Monday morning is what it is. That's what my emails sound like. I come and I sit in here and I read emails and that's what they sound like. They sound like Jackson. How do your friends know you're drunk? You complain about not winning Drunk of the Week on the Green Network. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. They sound like Terrence after being squirted in the face by his wife's breast milk. Oh, why did you do that? I don't even like it. I didn't want to try your breast milk. That's what all my emails sound like on Monday morning. Yeah, Terrence, what do you got to say for that shit, <laughs> pussy? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Good. I want to go party with my friends for the five minutes that they're probably going to stick around. When do they get here? <laughs> to, to hang yeah, out. It's your Monday party. Yeah, it's my Monday party. Hey, you can cry if you want Thanks, to. everybody, for coming. Thanks for listening. Um, we're back next week on a normal Sunday show. And uh, who's on the air? Um, uh, we got, we're going to do a show on ginger beer next week. Oh, well, that's right. Ginger beer. Redheaded Brewers. Is that, is with same? Scott Mansfield. Uh, all about redheaded brewers. Uh, no, Scott Mansfield is a ginger beer expert. Uh, He's really a day walker. So, yeah, so we're going to do that. And uh, it'll be a good time. It's a normal uh, Sunday show. Uh, there's no rhyming slang with ginger beer? Uh, I don't think so. I think you might find them. <laughs> we might find one. Uh, Tacey, did you have something I missed? No, no. We're no, good. you weren't flagging me down? No, I was just saying Everything's no, good. I was waving to the camera. No, you were just saying later. All right. Uh, okay, thanks, everybody, for coming out. Uh, good show. Happy birthday, Jay. Thank you. I appreciate it, Moscow. Happy good show. Birthday oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy
of a day A bark will do me when the skies are gray I'll take a Belgian through any time And the women say the lamb is fine But don't you give me that American crew Boys, I want a real home crew Home crew, don't you really love a better home crew Can't get enough of it Home crew, it blows my mind I love home crew all the time Yeah, I think I'll have me 